Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Her towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me see for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I and Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Good morning. Welcome. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, and uh, and welcome. We are. Uh, it's a, it is indeed a Wednesday. It's got Wednesday vibes yeah. already, right off the bat. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Wednesday, and it's the 29th of November. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police in Westchester are investigating after a woman was sexually assaulted by a scam artist going door-to-door pretending to be a contractor. Officers were called to the home in the borough around 2.30 on Wednesday, November 22nd. The victim told police three men were going door-to-door soliciting home repairs. One of the men, who the victim said identified himself as Jimmy, said he was a contractor and began discussing repairs to items such as roofs, brick, and side. Police say the man gave the victim a card that had a business name and phone number that investigators later determined to be fake. The men even carried fake IDs and receipt books to support their false story, according to investigators. The victim told police that when the man entered, uh, that's when the man entered her home and then sexually assaulted her. Hmm. Police say they later called the number on the card and arranged a meeting. Two of the men showed up and were taken into custody. Uh, The suspects were identified as James McDonough of Ireland and John Delaney of England. Investigators say neither men have fixed residences in the United States. Uh, McDonough is the man who identified himself as Jimmy. Police say uh, he has been charged with aggravated indecent assault and indecent assault. Delaney is charged with deceptive business practices, operating a vehicle with a fraudulent license plate and other related charges. Wow. Yeah. Really crazy. Very weird. Number one, you don't usually hear of sexual assault cases involving multiple offenders at the same time. Their plan is to go in and get, you know, and and either rape or assault or do whatever and the fact that these guys are foreigners and they're doing this, that's really weird. And doing it together. Listen. Doing it together, yeah. Sexual assault is is an awful thing. Like, you, when they, you put two people together, these two men, like, doesn't one of them go, this isn't a good this idea. Not, yeah. Yeah. That's psychotic. Yeah, like, you're talking about two crazy people. How yeah. both of them like, yeah, let's yep. do this? Let me ask you guys, if you get, uh, uh, because I'm referencing my own reaction, when you get a knock at the door. And you're not expecting anybody. I never answer. Isn't your fr- my first ever. reaction is what? What the hell is this? I actually, what is this? I'll hide. Yeah. I'm like no. <laughs> really? I, I yeah. look at my ring yeah. camera. I don't I hide, do. but I, I'm always suspect. I don't there want them to see me through the window. Yeah, there are times when I won't answer the door. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, it's um, it's either going to be a delivery, and they need some type of uh, confirmation yeah, yeah. that they delivered, or they're soliciting and they're going door to door. The one thing about the solicitors, the ones that know what they're doing, will ring the doorbell and then they will step away from yeah. the door. Oh, so like, you can't see them. 
no, 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 just to, just to give some breathing room yeah. and make not make you feel uncomfortable, oh, okay, okay. and they, and they'll they'll stand a good you know couple of yards away from you. Uh, but even then, it's like immediately I'm like, no, I I don't even want to know what you're selling. No, just not here, please. Well, yeah, gonna, I, especially with with uh, you could you could send an email or you could leave something if leave leave a flyer in the mailbox, even that. Yeah. But knocking at the door unannounced, I think we are so used to not having the days of the fuller brush door to door person. Right. It's pretty much passed. Well, I was going to say, there's been an uptick in it, at least in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah, we had a solar panel guy come by, we had a tree guy come by, and then we had... Uh, pest, were, or pest removal, or... Pe- yes, pest yeah. removal came yeah. by, and then... And then um, you had a guy come by who was going to remove solar panel guys. No, there was some politicians before uh, the election, but then also, I don't know who they were. My guess is they were like Jehovah Witness or some sort of um, yeah. religious group, something like that, but uh, they were, I mean, they've been in our neighborhood for like multiple weekends in a row, and really? now everyone knows and so wow, no one's yeah. answering their door but you yeah, don't they, get trick-or-treaters but you get that yeah seriously yeah. <laughs> uh my i live in a house uh it, it, it's part of an hoa and the right. hoa says no solicitors but there's nobody that can police Man that right right no one's right. yeah so, so do you get them periodically we do but and that's the problem in my house is i have to answer the door because i got these giant beasts that will just go crazy and, and, and i have <laughs> right Do the dogs will i mean yeah. i have footage of my uh, of reggie jumping <laughs> and his head goes to the top of the door jam. It's ridiculous. Let him take here's, care yeah. of it. Here's what you will hear from, if you come knock on my door, you'll hear ding, ding, ding. And then you'll hear, shut up! Come down! Which is one of us yelling at yeah. the dogs. Yeah. Quiet! And probably when you're taking a nap, too, yeah. right? Yeah, oh yeah. my God, that happened earlier yesterday, yes. Uh. Uh, so the suspect's fake business was called Everest Roofing and Masonry. They, they had cards. They had a, a phone yeah. number on there and everything. Wow. This is it, just depraved. It also has a detailed website which cites previous projects and has glowing reviews. So they went out of their way to also have a website. It's awful. <sighs> Westchester police are asking anyone who had contact with the men or p- who placed any deposits on the home repair to contact the Westchester police detectives. Japan's Coast Guard found a person in debris in the ocean where a U.S. military Osprey aircraft carrying eight people crashed Wednesday off of southern Japan, officials say. The cause of the crash and the status of the person and the others on the aircraft were not immediately known. The Coast Guard received an emergency call from a fishing boat near the crash site off of Yakushima. Coast Guard aircraft and patrol boats found one person whose condition was not immediately known and gray-colored debris believed to be from the aircraft. Uh, They were found at sea less than a mile off of the eastern coast of Yakushima. The Osprey is such a cool-looking aircraft and it is had a troubled history. It yeah. has. Yeah. It has. I agree. The Osprey is a hybrid aircraft that takes off and lands like a helicopter, but during flight can rotate its propellers forward and cruise much faster like an airplane. Versions of the aircraft are flown by the U.S. Marine Corps, Navy, and Air Force. U.S. and Japanese officials said the aircraft belonged to uh, Yokota Air Base in western uh, Tokyo. U.S. Air Force officials uh, at Yokota said they were, were still confirming information and had no immediate comment. The U.S. Marine Corps Osprey aircraft with 23 Marines aboard crashed on a northern Australian island in August, killing at least three and critically injuring at least five during the multinational training exercise. There have been at least five fatal crashes of the Marine Osprey since 2012, causing a total of at least 19 deaths. 
Police on the main line are searching for a group of thieves who broke into the Lululemon store. Cell phone video captured the recent robbery at Suburban Square in Ardmore. At least four brazen thieves could be seen with arms full of merchandise from the business. Lower Marion police say they found some of the stolen items for sale on third, third party sites. With the holiday shopping season well underway, Lower Marion police say that they're hoping uh, to curb retail theft with a bigger police presence. We're putting more officers in Suburban Square and our shopping district. Suburban Square has security personnel who is working as well, keeping an eye out for any suspicious circumstances, they said. Lululemon is kind of pricey, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, but yeah. You, and you got to see what well, the videos up here. Like, they, I mean, yeah. they grabbed as oh much God. as they could Did and you see yeah. the, piled the, it on. The follow-through video, Kathy, it was, it was like uh, uh, Hansel and Gretel with clothing. Just, oh, either, really? Yeah. You can follow them. Trail, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of a story. I got to tell you guys later. I forgot to tell you uh, something that, that happened to me. Uh, so we'll, we'll save it for later because okay. it's a pretty good story. Uh, but anyone with information on the suspects or the merchandise is asked to call Lower Marion Police. And they made your list? Suburban Square. I know. Well, you know, and I was kind of sad to hear this because, you know, this will deter people from going out to a place yeah. like that, you know? You, and it shouldn't. But it shouldn't. It, it, it is a great place. They said that they're going to step up police presence, so uh, hopefully you can enjoy uh, the holiday at Suburban Square. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Flyers lost to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-1 last night in South Philly. What the f*** is this? Michael Bunting had a goal and an assist. Seth Jarvis and Brendan Lemieux also scored as the Hurricanes won for the fourth time in five games. Travis Konechny scored the only goal for the Flyers, who are at home again tomorrow night. They'll host the New Jersey Devils at 7 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won two games in a row, are on the road tonight. will play the Pelicans 17 games into the season. The Sixers are 12-5 and five and tied for third place in the Eastern Conference. The Pelicans are 9-9 nine and nine and in ninth place in the West. Tip-off tonight is at 8 o'clock. And Sixers forward Kelly Oubre will join the team for its road trip and could play on Friday against the Celtics. According to the Sixers head coach Nick Nurse, Oubre was in portions of practice yesterday. He missed the past nine games with a fractured rib. Oubre Oubre. suffered his injury on November 11th when he was struck by a vehicle in Philadelphia. Was there any more on that? No, there was was some questions surrounding it and I haven't heard anything else. After the questions, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. That's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Loaded up for a busy Wednesday morning. We welcome you. We will have in the studio this morning Bert Kreischer. Bert is stopping by early. He'll be by in about an hour. So we recommend that you hang out for a tad bit because uh, those segments can get uh, they can can get pretty interesting uh, when Bert stops by and we love it when uh, when he's in town. He's playing the freaking Wells Fargo Center tonight. It's going to be crazy. Hanging out with Nick last night at the Flyers game. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. He's so damn funny. And it was just really f- interesting to me to see him at a Flyers game. And tonight, he's playing that same damn building. Do you yeah. know what he's super stoked about? He has DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yes. Yeah. He's thrilled. As an opener. Yeah. I mean, and apparently there's like this tribute to hip-hop of that era. Yeah. That is just as insane. They met at a uh, festival uh, this summer, Steve. Right. And he basically just asked him, hey, do you want to do this? I'm right. going to be in Philly. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. That's so cool. Yeah. Excellent. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that with Bert in about an hour or so. Stopping by today. We're also going to go live on uh, Fox Good Day. We'll have, uh, let's see, oh, an announcement oh. about an event that is coming up. We'll get to that uh, around that Fox Good Day time, which is a bizarre file, eight-ish. And, uh, oh, and if that wasn't enough, 
Danny Trejo is going to love be Danny Trejo on the show. Machete, yeah, will be joining us in the nine o'clock hour. So we'll talk to him. We have a lot to get to today, friends. So uh, let us take a quick break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report. The stupid question on the way. I have a really fun story. I'm excited to share with you, uh, as well as some other good things to fill that in with. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I failed to mention that we have a secret text word today. Uh, so let's make sure that you are aware of that. We're going to give away tickets to see our good friend Don McCloskey and the band, their holiday office party, which is going to be Saturday at Brooklyn Bowl. So much fun. That band oh is my a God. blast to be around. So we want you to text word secret to 39333, and we'll send a word to you. We'll ask you to call in later on with that word. The designated caller that gets it right will be our winner, and we'll grab a random texter on top of that and give away tickets, too. So text word secret now to 39333. Okay, after you do that, then you want to call in and answer this question because you might win this way. Our stupid question, we have a $50 Gabe's gift card and the question is, easy one, if you watch this show, on what street do the Desperate Housewives live? Uh-huh. uh-huh. 215263 WMMR. Call if you know the answer. All right, What street do the Desperate Housewives live on? 215263 WMMR. On uh, Instagram years ago when the show was on, I would uh, put that name, that street name, in like the location when I would post pictures. Oh, of, really? Of my yeah. neighbors, yeah, because there was always like some sort of gossip going on. So nice. I was like, this is us. Yeah. All right, while we're waiting for that call, mention a few birthdays. Today's 29th day of November. Anna Ferris has her birthday. Uh, she is celebrating her 47th birthday today. Love always, her. Always liked her. She's uh, yeah, she's a very talented uh, comedic actress. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She walked away from the series, Mom, mm. uh, and. 
And uh, the show could have gone on without her. She was a, a big part of it, but they had one of those great ensembles, but they wrapped it up. Yep, so she is uh, 47 today. Uh, one of the new kids on the block oh, has a birthday, hey. and that is Jonathan Knight. So that is uh, Jordan and Jonathan are brothers, right? That's the case, yeah. So we had uh, we had Jordan Knight by, didn't we, at uh, at, at the uh, Keenan's yeah. broadcast for I, Eggs I was, with Pegs? I don't know. The, who, the, the one who was more horse-faced. Was, oh, my God. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about. A nice guy. Marissa but, knows all the new kids. Hang on a second. Who's the one with the horse face, Marissa? That's Danny. Oh, Danny. Danny. Okay. okay. Jonathan so. is the one that, uh, air quotes, dated Tiffany in the 90s. Oh, okay. Really? Yes, but he's gay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So there, he was kind of a beard at the time, I guess, or she was the beard. All right. So he is fifty-five today. I must say, there's something very distracting happening here in the studio. I know. You guys noticed yes. Yes. our microphones. When you turn on a microphone in the studio, the light comes on right above the microphone, and they're blinking for some reason this morning all together simultaneously. Maybe it's a new Christmas uh, uh, edition or it's part of the disco lights. I've added the disco lights. That's what it feels like. Uh, so we'll do our best to not let it distract us. Also celebrating birthday today, Susie Chaffee, the Olympic skier known as Susie Chapstick from the TV ads. Word was she had had a brief fling with uh, Senator Ted Kennedy. <laughs> no, really? That was the rumor. All right, well, she is 77 today. Don Cheadle has his birthday, uh, and he is 59 years old. You guys saw that uh, the the <laughs> clip of uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, it was oh, great. Don Cheadle. It was yeah. great. Uh, of him when he when he finds out that uh, that Don, I guess it was a couple years ago, it was like yeah. 57 or something like that. And he goes, yeah. damn! <laughs> and Don did not like that at all. He's supposedly... A kind of a tough guy. Is he? Really? Yeah. Oh, That's what I've, heard, I've heard he is, Sorry to hear um, that. that he's got a bit of an ego, and you can bruise it pretty easily, and, uh, and that's what I've heard. Yeah, so he is ready. funny, though. He, yeah. When he's done comedy, he's been very funny. So he is uh, 59 today. Kim Delaney, she's from Philly, right? She's absolutely from Philly. Yeah. She had a, in fact, I think she had a show called Philly. NYPD Blue as yeah. well. She is uh, 62 today. A guy who has some uh, history in Philadelphia and has been here in our studio, Andrew McCarthy. Yes. Because, oh. of course, Mannequin was shot here, and they were in the Wanamaker building. And he was, uh, he was a nice guy. Super nice. He actually yeah. he, he does a lot of um, touring and traveling around the world and a lot of uh, photojournalism. Uh, actually, I think when he was in here, we met Ashley Gallo. Ashley Gallo yeah. was here, who became one of our calendar girls. She was doing makeup for yeah. him. He had, a, he had a makeup person. He had a makeup person. Yeah. Uh, so we need turns, makeup people. He's uh, 61 years old today. Uh, it's also Howie Mandel's birthday today. Oh. Uh, Howie Mandel is 68. What? One of my favorite comedy memories of all time is Howie Mandel performing at the Valley Forge Music Fair. And I'll keep this brief, but th- th- that was a, a rotating stage. And yeah. at one point, uh, Howie uh, did this prank where a woman <laughs> got up to go to the bathroom. And um, when she left, he, he made a, a point to point that out to the entire audience and make some fun of her. She leaves, she goes to the bathroom. He gets the entire audience to switch sections. So everybody that was in her section switched to the section to the left. Everybody who was in that section switched <laughs> to the section. And so she comes back, and he, then he just completely calls her out. And it was, uh, I think, part of his HBO special, but it happened right here in Philadelphia oh, that's at, the, cool. at the Valley Forge Music Fair, which is now a Barnes & Noble. Uh, but it was one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on a comedy uh, special. That's a good idea. He is uh, 68 today. Uh, Gina Lee Nolan, who was on Baywatch. Baywatch. And Sheena. Uh, she is uh, 52 today. She also had one of the early um, celeb porn 
Did she? Yeah, she did. Okay. Uh, that's legit. Was, was anybody famous with her in no. there? No. Okay. I think, it was, I think it was one of that, it was one of those stolen, leaked, right. you know, pirated off her phone sort of things. Gotcha. She's 52 today. Diane Ladd, uh, who's been in everything from Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore to Wild at Heart and is the mother of Laura Dern. Yeah. Big uh, Dirty Dern. Yeah, she and, um, uh, oh. Bruce, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Thank yeah. God, his name is escaping me. Uh, 88 years old today. Uh, Kathy Moriarty, who was in Raging Bull. She um, was like 17 when she was in Raging Bull. Yeah. And she was she was great. You know, she's in a movie I think you're probably a fan of as well, Preston Neighbors. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah. Speaking of, well, Bruce Dern's in that movie. Bruce Dern? He's, he's one of the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Ding Dirty Dern. And she's also in a great movie called Soap Dish, which you've probably seen before the, about these. Love her. Yeah. yeah. She is uh, 63 today. Uh, actress Gemma Chan um, in Crazy Rich Asians, she plays the stunningly beautiful cousin Astrid. So I just watched a movie she's in called The Creator, and oh. uh, I recommend that to everybody. So I was going to check that out, yeah. And uh, but right, the only way I can find it, you got to pay 20 bucks for it. Yeah. I, did, I thought it was a Disney movie. No, uh, no. It's, so Gareth Edwards, who did the original, um, he did Rogue One and yeah. Godzilla. Uh, it didn't do well in the box office, but I checked it out. It, yeah, it wasn't a Disney no, movie. when I pulled it up, though, it, it said, above it, it said Disney. And really? Was, yeah. Really? And I, watched, I, I watched it. And on, then I went to Disney Plus, and it wasn't on there, so. Crack anyway. Crap. Anyhow, uh, in the Marvel Universe. She's in the Eternals. The Eternals, that was it, yes. Uh, she is 41 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw, character actor uh, Jeff Fahey. Hey, he, he. he was on Lost. Um, uh, he was on Lost. Yeah. He was uh, the pilot. Yep, or uh, he was a pilot. Um, Wasn't he Lawnmower Man? He was Lawnmower Man, which is a pretty crappy movie. But he plays this great character in one of the best westerns of all the time, Silverado. Oh my God! He plays Tyree, the really crazy guy. He's excellent. Yep. Uh, I love that. It's one of the best. That is a tribute to westerns that stands as a great western unto itself. Dude has some of the bluest eyes I've yeah. ever seen. Like he's yeah. just got you know. If you ever see people who have kind of that pale blue eye that almost say they almost don't look real. Right. Uh, but he's one of those people. He's uh, 71 years old today. I always like that guy. <laughs> he, he, he. All right, let's see if you know the answer to the stupid question on what street do the desperate housewives live? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Dan to see if we can get an answer. Yo, Dan, good morning. Morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, Dan, we need to know the answer, buddy. Where do they live? Wisteria Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Wisteria Lane. Hang on a second. Going to give you a $50 Gabe's gift card. Get huge discounts of up to 70% off. Mall store prices on brands like Hurley, uh, Realtree, Stanley, Carhartt, Disney, Bear Paw, Mattel, Fisher Price, big athletic brands, too big to say. And if it's on their wish list, you can get it for less at Gabe's. Visit gabestores.com for more information. All right, a bunch to get to. We're going to start with this. A recent episode of NBC's Meet the Press, Selma Blair discussed the unbearable pain that she experienced prior to being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2018. Jeez. Uh, the Cruel Intentions actor also shared that a doctor once told her she needed to get a boyfriend. Oh, that would take oh. care of everything? Yeah, when she sought help for the you pain. need to get some. Yeah, so after that experience, uh, Blair had told uh, Kristen Welker she just cried. She said, uh, I had no capability to process. What am I supposed to do with this information? I knew the pain was real. I, I thought it was, but I did start to convince myself you're only you're overly sensitive. There's nothing wrong with you. Huh. 
Get it together, you lazy whatever. <laughs> yeah, hop yeah. on the high hairy one. That'll take care of it. Right. Uh, she said that she has so much medical trauma as a result of experiences like these. She said it was a it was a gender bias, a lot of it, because there would be uh, a boy in my grade that would go in for the exact same chronic headache and fever, and he's in surgery and an MRI within a week. She said, I was never given an MRI, even though I always had headaches and fevers and balance problems. Uh, but they just said, oh, just dramatic, she said. So it sounds like she was just... Not meeting the right doctor. No, that no. That be a big, big thing. You know, if you, if you have doctors, there there can be doctors that blow you up. We off. can speak anecdotally. When you have the right doctor in your life, it makes a massive difference. Well, Huge. and it's like when people, and I, I don't think that it's, I mean, listen, sometimes I'm sure doctors do blow you yeah. off. But like sometimes doctors think that it is that, you know, that it's. You maybe, need to get laid. <laughs> maybe yeah. you just need you a do. boyfriend, <laughs> sweetheart. Um, but it's so frustrating when they're, then, when they're not listening to you or somebody doesn't believe you or yeah. you know, they think maybe. Well, no, it's just, you know, maybe it's yeah. a little psychological and it's, you know, it's not actually pain. Yeah. Um, it can be really frustrating for the person. Take two, D, two D's and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself. <laughs> uh, Kiki Palmer spoke about how fame affected her as a child on the most recent episode of her podcast, Baby, This is Kiki Palmer. Uh, the Nope actor was 11 years old when she starred in a breakout role of Akila Anderson and Akila and the Bee. And she said, uh, no one could relate to me, not my siblings, not even my parents, anytime a dynamic in uh, is shifted like that, it can get highly toxic because no one knows how to deal with the trauma of being a celebrity or having a celebrity child. Uh, Palmer then related this experience to a relationship she had later in life. She said, but then I reached that reenactment and the reenactment is, here it is again, someone doesn't see me. I put myself in an intimate scenario with someone where they don't see me, they didn't see me. And this comes after she filed for domestic violence restraining order against her ex-boyfriend Darius Jackson and was granted temporary custody of their nine-month-old baby. So she's gone through a bunch. I forget who I was just watching in an interview where they were talking about celebrity early and how, and it does seem kind of frivolous to civilians, you know, who are like, oh, you got what you want. But it is an alternate world sure. you're living in. Especially, so, you know especially, what I'm saying? Especially if you become really famous. Right, so right. We, our, last night, uh, me and Caroline, have been, we watched all the Harry Potter series over the last right, few days. Right. And so we watched the 20th anniversary, uh, which was just wonderful. Love you guys it. all saw that. But it goes through them as, at some point, being smothered by the fans and not having a, you know, a legit fairly quote-unquote normal childhood because of that. So there's early footage, and I watched that documentary about uh, Daniel Radcliffe's um, stunt, stunt double, yeah. who was crippled in the last movie. Uh, and But there, there's footage of Daniel Radcliffe in interviews talking about, I'm 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 just part of a cast. I'm just part of a cast. Like, he was told, I don't know who his, his overseers were, but they made him yeah. keep centering himself yeah. so that it, it right. didn't overwhelm him. And even still he admits at one point it did. Yeah, it would be it would be a lot yeah. for a kid to take on. Uh Jada Pinkett Smith spoke about the future of her relationship with Will Smith on a Tuesday's episode of the Drew Barrymore show and this comes after uh, she revealed that the pair had been secretly separated since 2016. Of course, she said, "I feel like maybe your and his this is uh, Drew saying your and his shadow separated in a way in this book." whether they stay together forever or not. Uh, is she's that correct? She's talking about Jada's uh, uh, memoir, which is called Worthy. She said, it sounds like you're staying together forever. And Jada replied saying, we're staying together forever. What did you say? <laughs> uh, she seems to refer to their time apart and added, I tried, we tried. Were, so, you, were you just doing Jiminy Glick? 
No, it actually just sounded a bit like... Oh, I thought you no, were. No, no, through as the, uh, the left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it did sound Jiminy Glickers. Did, Thank you. Yes, I, I thought... will take that as a compliment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Thank you. So they tried... I was doing Jiminy Glick. N- nicely done, Steve. They tried to be apart. Apparently, they can't. So they are they are together forever, according uh, to apart, t- together forever apart. Yes. For <laughs> okay. What? Um, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sylvester Stallone will be outside the Philadelphia Museum of Art for the grand opening of the new Rocky Shop. Yeah. And to declare December third Rocky Day in the city this weekend. Hello. You like me much neither, but I like I like me much never. Thank you. Excuse me? Um, forget it. All right. Uh, Rocky himself will be at the event at 11 a.m. on Sunday at the Parkway Visitor Center, which sits adjacent to Aiken's Oval near the museum. Knock, knock. Who's there? Someone's at the door. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the grand opening event hosted by the Visitor Center in partnership with Visit Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Museum of Art will feature a resolution from the city of Philadelphia declaring December 3rd Rocky Day in Philadelphia. Yo, rock, knock, knock. Who's there? Yoda lady. Yoda lady who? It's like, uh, like in Switzerland. I got it. Actually, you know, I used to teach in Switzerland. No. That is a fun fact. At an all-girls school. Look it up, Nick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he knows my name. The event commemorates the 47th anniversary of the original I premiere of uh, Rocky in 1976. So I guess that came out in, in December of 1976. It was a... It was a I love this city from the Empire State Building <laughs> to the Louvre. I love Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since yeah. I've been back. Stallone said, this day is an amazing day for me and the people who have taken in Rocky into their hearts. When I come to Philly and I stand on... Oh, you're doing the, uh, the interpretation. <laughs> when I come to Philly and stand on, these, on the steps, it touches my soul. I can see my house! Like it did when I was a child. This is a very special place in a very special city. Believe me, there's no other place like it in the world. By the way, when you watch the original movie and they show that shot of him yeah. and, uh, down the, the parkway. Oh, my God. It's, it looks empty. Empty. Yeah. Like the, I love that. None of the big buildings are there. It's, it's so wild. It's pretty cool to he see. He turns around, you see that. Have you ever been by the actual, uh, the, the where the gym was and all that stuff? No, no, in South Philly? I no. was right around the corner and didn't realize, and someone said, you were just right by it. And I'm like, really? oh, my God, I, I, I should just... Drop by because it's such yeah. a great movie. So I like, st- they do tours. I need to yeah, take yeah, a yeah. tour sometime. I did that uh, Light the Night Walk where, for LLS a, a few weeks ago, and it was at the uh, Art Museum steps. And um, there was, as always, a line at the Rocky statue. And what I didn't know, and where this Rocky sh- uh, shop is now, they have two people working the statue at all times because of all the people that want to come up and get their pictures. Ah. And it was really cool. It was like a great representation of Philadelphia. People were like, all right, let me take this shot of you. And, you know, you can do the running up the steps and whatever. It was really cool to see that many people uh, lining up. But all also, to see the art museum and the uh, tourism bureau welcoming people in the sure. Philadelphia. Sure, let's face it. it, it the, he he is. He might as well be Ben Franklin. Totally. He is as much yeah. a part of the history of Philadelphia. Yeah. 
By the way, Nick, just checking in. Did you do a, Yes. All right. And was that correct? It was at the American College of Switzerland. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Fun fact. Thank you. Uh, the Rocky Shop offers an assortment of licensed merchandise from the Sly Stallone Shop, including the iconic replicas of costumes from the series. Rocky- the leather-bound script of Cobra? Uh, no, there's not none of that. Rocky <laughs> Philadelphia t-shirts, Rocky hats, and additional souvenir items such as collectibles and photo frames. I can't believe this is actually going in there. Select items will be available for visitors attending the grand opening event at a satellite Rocky Shop location. Look, this hat says I'm number one, but we spelled one with the number. <laughs> uh, they'll have another location at the oval on the oval. <laughs> you spelled it with a number? Yeah. Isn't that great? You spell with a number. It's this thing. It's a stick. <laughs> Uh, in addition to supporting the establishment of the Parkway Visitor Center Outpost with a $100,000 personal contribution, Sly will donate his portion of proceeds earned from the merchandise sales at the Rocky Shop to support the restoration of the Philadelphia Museum of Arts East Terrace and the famous Rocky Steps. Um, Kat, do you think it's tacky or something? Or I just... No, I yeah, a little. Yes, I do a little bit. Compared, I, I just can't believe that that's going in uh, compared to the the actual you know legendary artworks that are in the art museum. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Uh, I would posit that it doesn't match. Rocky, it doesn't. Rocky is a work of art. It's certainly pop culture art. It's 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 firmly part of the fabric of Philadelphia. When people when you mention Philadelphia, yeah. Everyone Rocky, that. right? But yeah. honestly, like, I, I agree because looking at it, it's just like this container box. In they front need to of the make it museum. better. You think? You don't think that? Oh, like, I didn't see it. The art museum itself doesn't have that tiny little bit of square footage that they can just put it in there. I mean, because like they, a fixed, it's kind of like a barnacle outside of the. Uh, I, I don't think they want it inside of. Their, I know inside right. of their <laughs> building, Casey. What, you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me with your art pictures and your armor mints? Let that forget that. I'll sweat you. I'll I, I, <laughs> sweat you. Isn't that what Paulie always said? I'll yeah. sweat you. Right. Yeah. Uh, listen, there is a shop inside St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. A that, shop? No, uh, but a gift shop. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? It's an honor being next to Jesus. I'm very flattered. And of course, as you know, Jesus never had any daughters. No daughters? Or sons. I didn't. That's I me. What do you want to hear? <laughs> Can you play Whiter Shade of Pale? That yes. sounds great on the organ. <laughs> I would love to hear that right now. <laughs> Sing along if you know it. Wow, you're good. Blasting the past. Never losing my virginity in the back of a Swiss car. <laughs> Jim, right, Nick? Yes. Thank fun fact. You. A Yugo. Didn't the Swiss make the Yugo? Yugo, we go. It's all the same. Yugoslavia did, but yeah. whatever. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong car. Sorry. Swiss, Swiss go. Yeah, Swiss go. The Swiss go. go. Yeah. I don't really know the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Marissa, you wanted to add to the conversation? I mean, I drive by this almost every day, and I'm kind of on Kathy's side, but this container has been there for probably like two years. Oh. So I'm glad that something permanent is going there, and there have been some changes at the art museum, and I hope that they are able to then take all of these tourists and get them into the museum. Okay. I uh, think that's the hardest part, is they're like, everybody comes to the statue and then leaves. So now if there's something there permanently, maybe when they look it up, they'll say, oh, and we can also go to this museum while they're 
Yeah. So I see, I see, I see your argument, and Kathy, I see your argument. So I think this would, I think this would warrant, and I don't think it sullies the art museum to put a more fixed, rocky tribute, a little kiosk or whatever you have there, whatever you would call this, and make it more. Um, in you know, line with the museum itself, but it is a, a lot of um, a lot of places have the like like this, like even you know you I know yeah. you're mentioning a few, but like outside of the Vatican, like if once you step outside of Vatican City, like that's all it is. It's all really that like stuff. that. Yes, yes. A lot of Rocky stuff. No, <laughs> a lot of Pope stuff. <laughs> You're just taking a look outside the Vatican. What the hell is it on the Rocky stuff? Uh, Marissa, by comparison, how much bigger is the new place uh, compared to the trailer that that's been there for a while? It is the trailer that's been there oh. for a while. So it's Same like thing. this kind of empty container. And I guess another positive is that the city is is grabbing control of this organic yes. thing that started. So the line for the Rocky statue gets like Liberty Bell size. Yeah, like it, yeah. Is, it is that long. So and it was getting a little hairy for a while like people were kind of scamming other people and they were walking up and saying i'll take your photo i'll take your photo for you oh. and then they wouldn't give the camera back right. until people gave them money oh, and wow. things like that so now if there you can't are do that. No. city employees they're kind of controlling it that might help a little bit and as that's well. that's what i saw these people they were organizing the line taking yeah. photos and and doing it properly for for especially for tourists Just as long as they keep it cool looking like yeah. and it doesn't yeah. to look over cheesy yeah. So I, uh, yeah, you're right. So they they they're taking advantage of what was already happening organically anyway. So this is this is just well, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Who'd like to hear a little Spencer Davis group? Okay. <laughs> you're still there. Give me some love. It. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's see. What you, that's kind of great uh, keyboard part to it, right? When you hear this. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hang on a second. All right. Let's turn on your organ here. Right, and take it on. One, two, three. <laughs> That's Mickey on the bass. Yeah. Step back. It's coming. Get ready. One, two, ready, go. Yeah. I'm better than you. Let's try to stick. Get those hands trapped, everybody. Sweat for Jesus. Okay. All right. So there's going to be a Rocky shop. Uh, and Sly is in town on Saturday. Uh, well, of course, again, we will say it over and over again. That is our dream interview. Yeah. We adore Stallone. Yeah. We I spoke mean, to him several years yeah. ago, but it was uh, it was over the phone. In the studio. We'll, we'll, love we'll to provide bagels. We'll let him know that Frank's an old buddy of ours. Yes. Frank Stallone. Been by many times. We'll offer up some food. Yes. That's what right. it sticks. All right. This, all right. this is the one I was excited. I was excited to tell you that one, but this one I'm really excited about. I saw this yesterday. Rob Reiner is ready to turn it up to 11 again. The writer-director revealed that he will revisit one of his most iconic projects when he gets the band back together next year for a sequel to the legendary rock mockumentary, This Is Spinal Tap. And, uh, you know, this this is either going to be one of two things. Either going to be great or it's going to be like, oh, no. But... He's stacking the deck. Okay, of course, the 1984 beloved film is going to begin filming in February with original stars and writers Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer reprising their roles as the hapless metal band who once lost a drummer in a bizarre gardening accident. Yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, Reiner says he will revisit his role as documentarian uh, Marty DeBerge, <laughs> and he said we're making a sequel. Everybody's back, like the original, which featured cameos from Ed Begley Jr. Fran Drescher, Dana Carvey, Billy Crystal, Angelica Houston, and Fred Willard. The reboot 
will feature some even heavier hit- hitters making cameos, including Paul McCartney, right. Elton John, Garth Brooks, and a few other surprises. So they are stacking the deck with some big names. So I agree with you 100%. I'm simultaneously thrilled and mortified. Well, like you saw the Blues Brothers 2000, yeah. and they loaded that up with right. superstars. And Well, they even did a Spinal Tap. It wasn't like this. It wasn't an official sequel, but you remember they did a Spinal Tap TV show? I don't uh, An episode that. or like no. a special, and it was a reunion. Okay. And it was okay. There was magic of the first one. Yep. I, something in my... If they could get a little bit of like the Lonely Island guy action too, to be a little bit more, um, you know, they're they're great at what they do. If they do what they yeah. do and keep that tone, it'll be terrific. Is this Stonehenge? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was <laughs> gasping for air, laughing so hard. I mean, this movie, I drove home laughing after Spinal Tap. When he couldn't get out of the pod on stage until the very end of the song. The blowtorch. Oh, this is the best. All right. In an interview with Deadline last year, Reiner hinted at the direction of the sequel. And he, at the time, he had said uh, the second tap would follow the band after a long break. He said they've played Albert Hall. They've played Wembley Stadium all over the country and in Europe. They haven't spent any time together recently, and that became the premise. This, I, the idea was that uh, Ian Faith, who was their manager, had passed away. In reality, actor uh, Tony Hendra passed away. Uh, Ian's widow inherited a contract that said Spinal Tap owed them one more concert. Uh, she was basically going to sue them if they didn't. Uh, all these years and a lot of bad blood, he said, we'll get into and they're thrown back together and forced to deal with each other and play this Okay, so, I like that. Pretty good, pretty good concept. Tony Hendra, by the way, was one of the mainstays over the National Lampoon he was one of my favorites. Um, he was so great as that um, put upon manager. Yeah. <laughs> and when the girlfriend takes over, and then he reclaims his position. Yep. It's terrific. Yep. So I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Doubly, doubly. I have high hopes for it. I mean, Rob Reiner is is a wonderful director, and and with all of those guys <laughs> on board, especially Christopher Guest as a uh, you know the creative input, it, it it's got potential. One of my biggest and favorite laughs in the movie comes early on. It's a subtle thing where, he, you know, Rob Reiner is saying, uh, you know, as, as a, it's, a, it's a one word review. S <laughs> <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. And, okay. and, and they sort of break up a little bit, even as themselves, but it works. Well, the name of the album was Shark Sandwich. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then it was S Sandwich was the, <laughs> was the review. It's John Brazier's favorite movie of all time. And John got to escort Rob Reiner to a Phillies game. Reiner's a huge uh, baseball fan. He's a big Dodgers fan. And so uh, John got to geek out with um uh, with Rob Reiner for a bit, which is I'm jealous of. It. It's really cool. I told you guys the first time I saw it, and then we'll move on to another story here in just a second. But the first time I saw it, I was it was at uh, my my grandparents' anniversary. They were having an event at, somewhere, and a TV was on in a room, and I was bored, and I yeah. went over there and I sat down. I was just a kid, yeah. And I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, I couldn't tell if it was real or not. I had no idea what I was watching and I'm like, I was I was intrigued and confused at the same time and it eventually became one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, as the legend goes, and this is the fact, Rob Reiner's confirmed this, what they would do is they would have the band go in after a concert of a local rock band at, at certain venues and the audience many times was not aware yep. that this was a filming of a of a of a mockumentary they would also do another thing when when spinal tap toured the opening band would be the folksmen <laughs> 
the same three guys <laughs> dressed totally different and playing folk music, and the the crowd would savage them, yeah, just yeah, yeah. absolutely destroy them, and then they would come back out and play another set as Spinal Tap, and nobody knew. I love it. that. I brilliant. love that. Just brilliant. I've never seen the movie. You have wow. never seen Spinal Tap. No. Wow. God, Casey, it is. Uh, it do, is. Do you think Casey would like it? I don't know if it's. It's pretty dated. Yeah. Um. Maybe. I mean, you did you like Best in Show? Did you I like those all documentaries? The other stuff I've seen. It's yeah, in okay. that ilk. It's yeah. it's that type of uh, uh, improv, you yeah. know. So well, there's so many things that are known as also been come to. Know. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so rock centric. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they they sort of they even do a riff on the Jimmy you know Jimmy Page would use a bow, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to play the guitar, yeah. And so they have him using a violin to play the guitar. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, we. Uh, uh, one more story, one more quick one, and then we'll, yeah. we'll go move on to the clips. All right. Uh, Die Hard is returning to theaters before Christmas. Uh, AMC has announced that the uh, action film directed by John McTiernan and, of course, starring Bruce Willis is an unusual holiday feature that deserves the reruns. And, of course, the movie has uh, become known, become to known <laughs> as, uh, as kind of a holiday movie. It takes place during the Christmas holiday, and there's always a debate whether it's a Christmas movie or I not. I think that debate this year, judging by the sort of paraphernalia I'm seeing, available for purchase yes. is indicating that it has now made the leap because Preston, one of my favorite things is a Nakatomi advent calendar. I just saw that the other day. It's just brilliant. Great. Yeah. yeah. And that you can get Nakatomi uh, shirts yeah, and stuff like yeah. that that have to do with Christmas. So uh, the movie, of course, has great performances and over the years it has become synonymous with plots that see a protagonist overcoming overwhelming odds in a restricted environment. Uh, when it came out in 1988, it grossed approximately $140 million against the $28 million budget. And what I didn't know is that um, it had four Oscar nominations. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Uh, I'll tell you this. Again, I say that that movie sort of quasi saved my life. I was doing stand-up comedy. I was in uh, um, upstate New York, uh, and uh, there was nothing to do. I was working at two colleges there, and it, it was just like a horrible hotel. But there was a multiplex around the corner, and the two movies I saw there were Die Hard Preston and Phantasm. Wow, yeah. Phantasm. Yeah. Dude, I just saw the other day, there are Phantasm uh, Sentinel uh, uh, ornaments. Oh, that with, you can with, the, get. with the, the, the nice the three prongs oh, out of the it. ball. Yeah, That's yeah. perfect for that, so I thought you would appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do clips, gang. Saltburn is about a student who is invited to an eccentric classmate's estate for an exciting summer. And here, actor Barry Keegan talks about what it was like to co-star with Jacob Elordi. Here we go. You know, he matches your energy. Uh, you know, he lets you take the lead and uh, and then comes back. And, you know, it's not the same same thing over and over again, which, which I admire because then it allows me to you know, react to what I'm, I'm seeing and what, what's in front of me. Shut the f*** up! By the way, I've been saying this guy's name for weeks now, Jacob Elordi. Am I saying that correctly? I don't know. E-L-O-R-D-I. He's, He's in he Priscilla, played, right? Yeah, he played Elvis in yeah. Priscilla. But that uh, Barry Keegan is also part of the Marvel Universe. Uh, he was in the Eternals as well. And then he, he played Elvis. Also, he did not play Elvis. <laughs> he played Rocky. We got some space race coming out of my butt. <laughs> um, but then he was also in um, the... Uh, now you... you <laughs> 
You threw him <laughs> off. You threw me you off. The Colin it. Farrell movie with the with the other guy in Ireland. Yeah, in a Sharon. He was. I don't know if he he was nominated for an Oscar for that one as well. Okay. Oh yes, you're exactly right. I know this guy. He has sort of a gooberish kind of face. Yeah. Steve, you just gave me a great idea. What? There needs to be a superhero movie yeah. with legendary dead rock stars. Yeah. As, as the, the, with superpowers, Elvis, John Lennon. Right. A whole bunch of them. That, that's a great idea. I like, let's do it. Let's yeah. work on it. Yeah, we'll work on that. Uh, Saltburn is out in theaters now, by the way. Here is the next clip. Dream Scenario is a film about a hapless family man who finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams. In this clip, Nicolas Cage discusses discusses his passion for the movie. I like movies that are... <laughs> I like movies <laughs> yes. where people eat sand. That is so... Um, Nick Cage. <laughs> I like movies... <laughs> The first actor that I thought of when you mentioned the superhero movies was Nick Cage. Okay. And then he's in this clip, and I'm like, he, Nick Cage could be in your Marvel superhero movies about uh, Elvis. Elvis. Nick, right. by the way, great work on confirming Stallone in Switzerland. <laughs> All right, here it is again. I like movies that are original, that have that feeling of brand newness to them. I like movies that aren't afraid to tell a different kind of story. You know, I said there are only five scripts where I've, in 45 years of doing this, where I felt I have to, have to, have to make that movie. And those scripts are Leaving Las Vegas, Vampire's Kiss, Adaptation, Bringing Out the Dead, and Dream Scenario. Yeah! Uh, you can watch Dream Scenario in theaters now, by the way. I, I like, uh, like jam and toast. I like Ray Poupon. I like the laughter of a child. I like bread and butter. I like bread and butter. I like, I like bounce houses. They're a lot of fun. Uh, he is... I love him. I, 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 yeah, yeah, it's I love impossible. Him. I love Nick Cage. Oh. Yeah. Nick, you don't know that 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 song, Sunbeam Bread. I like bread, I like and, bread butter. and butter. I like it all. <laughs> I, like I like Thomas's English muffins. I like both the nooks and the crannies, dude. I could listen to Nick Cage making a list of yeah, things yeah, he yeah. likes all day long. Preston, have you seen? I like the soft scruff of a puppy. <laughs> oh my god, don't! I like that. Have you seen the unbearable weight of massive talent? I'm not. It's so up your alley. All right. Nick, can Pascal. I talk to you for a yeah. second? Okay. Yeah. I like to smell of freshly cut grass. <laughs> it's nice. It's All right. pleasant. I have to watch it. All right. Uh, our guest has arrived. We got to oh, take a break. Yeah. All right. We have to take a break. I'll remind you we do have a secret text word, though. Uh, make sure you text word secret to 39333 because you can win tickets to Don McCloskey and his band playing at uh, Brooklyn Bowl on Saturday. It's a vinyl release of their album. Uh, who puts on a better show? He's uh, amazing. So much fun. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second and shh. Bert Kreischer is Whoa! here. He'll be in our studio. Stay with us. Let's live. Glad you asked. The Struts. Think I'm getting so You too. Mike Shinoda. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. This guy's playing there. Yeah, he deserves to be playing there. phenomenal. We are stoked to welcome our good friend, Kathy's godfather. (laughs) (laughs) The one and only Bert Kreischer is here. 
I was getting drunk and emotional with Nick last night <laughs> and telling Leanne, I've known these guys for 17 years. Oh I'm Kathy's godfather. <laughs> May I say, you, sir, and obviously I, I follow you on social media, so I see you all the time, but you look even better in person. You have, you, oh. you just look great today, man. Thank you. Even better than that? Yeah. We're, we're partying with the fly- or we're uh, talking to the Flyers last night <laughs> after the game. How, we were having some Celsiuses and, uh, and sucking down Zins. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they're, they're big. That, like One of the things that always happens, because podcasting and comedy is such a community, yeah. they start running through all the names of the people. Like, hey, what's Theo like? Is he really like oh, that? Okay. And you're like, yeah, he's even worse than you think. Like, he's, <laughs> he, is, he is the most bizarre individual you'll ever meet. So I tell him a Theo story. And I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the, because I like that. Well, you're all, I don't know, I don't want to call it incestuous, but you have this collective of people that you, you all work well together with. So for a long time, Bert, it seemed like the, the podcasting thing had fallen into this into a rut. Like everyone was going and sharing the same stories, you know, amongst each other's podcasts. And yet, it, and I think it's coming to a second level yeah. where now, now you everyone has found the people they pair with and sync with nicely. And you get these great collaborations yeah it's the truth uh and then uh it comes to like everyone wants to know about two people right now matt rife and shane gillis okay well i was shane gillis too and so they go they go you do you know shane gillis and i was like i'll facetime shane gillis <laughs> yeah. so i facetime shane and and so i got all the flyers behind me serious? i facetime shane who you know is like i mean he literally dropped anything he goes boys boys we got a big season this season like uh-huh. he's into it uh-huh yeah and rose Rogan gets on, and Rogan's like, "Yo, what's up?" And now all the all the flyers behind me, and, and Rogan forgets the it's typical Joe forgets the room, and he's like, "Buddy, you look fantastic." <laughs> I got the flyers behind me going, <laughs> and I hear one of them guy signed a fifty million dollar deal. He's like, "He's talking to Rogan. <laughs> you're, a, you're an all star." Yeah. And so it, it was it was awesome. So I got Ro, Rogan showered with me with compliments. You look amazing, carnivore, buddy, carnivore. Keep it up, keep it up. Remember, cold plunge, sauna, like yeah. you know, Rogan uh-huh. asked. And so, and then I then I gave the phone to them. They talked to Shane and. It was awesome. That's it was cool. such a great night last night. I want to thank you. I mean, I, they're my employees too, but the people at Wells Fargo, yeah, they yeah, hooked yeah. us up last night, put us in a suite, five over from Nick, from you guys. Yeah. And oh, you were I, that close. Oh, I I started, <laughs> he goes, you texted me 65. I go, I'm in 69. So I count four over, right? Uh-huh. And I go, it's either that one or that one. And I was like, well, that's a lot of white people. I'll go to the that one. <laughs> Bert walks in and we had, a, we had a catered suite last night for the people that won the Quizzo contest from Camp, Camp Out Front, which is really cool to have all those people there. And so Bert walks in, actually uh, Mike, the security guard walks in, taps me on the shoulder and I give Mike a, a hug and then I see Bert at the buffet t- uh, taking some meat and uh, having uh, helping himself to something to drink which is really cool we chat for a bit and then Bert looks across to where his suite was and he's, his wife Leanne is there and he just starts yelling across the Wells Fargo Center she finds you and it was by yeah. the way, what a lovely person your wife is. That was the first time meeting her last she night. She is such a, a leech. Uh-huh. She, her and Nick sat, I'm not joking, for 45 minutes talking about everything. His past marriage, his fall off a cliff, his relationship with his son. I got in bed, I go, what were you talking to him about? I've known him for 17 years. I've talked to him for 10 minutes. She was like, I don't know. He's just a great guy. He's a great guy. She got 
Wasted last night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wasted. What did she say? Because you had it in your stories on your Instagram. Yeah. And you said, she's not drunk. What did you just say? And she didn't say anything. Do, when, you, do you know oh, what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. We're, we're at the game. <laughs> and and my my picture for my show comes up. And she goes, are you playing here tomorrow? <laughs> I said, are you being serious? <laughs> she goes, is this where you're playing? And I went, honey, that's why we're here. Yeah. It's the Wells Fargo. Set. Yeah, that, I'm playing here. And she was like, oh, I didn't know. Wow, this is big. Went, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you got to fill this place? I go, she, she goes, is this many people going to be at your show? I go, I hope. Yeah. Bert, I asked her where you're playing next. And she goes, I don't know. And then she went to your website. She she like manages your door. And she's like, I guess he's playing someplace after Philly. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. So oh. She's managing. She, it's a, from what uh, uh, Nick told us is that she does a lot of the managing of the tour and and, and is, it has a very hands on deal here. Does it trouble you that she did not know you were performing at the Wells Fargo? Uh, it bothered me a tad bit. Yeah, <laughs> I would like the COO of my company to have a heads up with where I'm playing. But does she? All right. Well, is she dialed in with any of that stuff? Does she? Is she, she dialed in with? Okay. She does. Um, so we started. Shout out to Kevin Hart. He's a goat. We started a company called Birdie Boy Productions that runs all my podcasts, all my, all it does all my marketing for my movies and my TV shows, and uh, it's an, it's now it's turning slowly into an advertising firm. Yeah. And she and we have a employee, we have thirteen employees, all women. Yeah. <laughs> you say that with a little bit of a scowl. Uh, you know what they said the other day? They said, we want to put buzzers under our table, like a, like a bank alarm, for when uh, HR violations happen. <laughs> wow. And I go, no. <laughs> Half my videos are naked. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, Guys, you, you know what you got into. That's like, that's like someone in the military going, just so you know, I don't do like uh, dirt. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> there was, there was a conversation last night with the, there's a woman named Victoria there. Sorry, Case. That's right. Um, and um, it, it just it refers to Bert's nudity and and his posts on Instagram. And Victoria's really nice. She was on the tour with you. She's seen me naked course. a number of well, times. So she like had, like straight naked. She yeah. had to draw a line as to how much nudity is a, allowed on Instagram. And, and so with you, apparently, uh, the line is it, butt crack is okay, butthole is not allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was a post I did <laughs> where it was like. Very visible, yeah. and uh, and she's like, "Hey, that's gonna get flagged." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think you can see it." She was like, "You can definitely see it." <laughs> there's a there's a thing called, and I I think you can say this called meat prints. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and it's dudes that have aggressive meat prints, and and I couldn't stop watching them, <laughs> like it just drew me in. Uh, what's a meat print? Yeah, I haven't seen this. Uh, well, if you give me a second, I'll show you because I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> but it's dudes, not wearing, it's, it's dudes not wearing underwear. Underwear yeah. with thin pants, yeah, and you see their junk. Oh, yeah. okay. And so it's a great sweat, uh, sweatpants season. Is meat prints sweatpants season? I met Charlemagne the God with a hardcore meat print. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I couldn't stop looking at him. And then this is the way my brain works: is I go, I go, yo, we got to do a meat print promo because it draw. I, I don't. I didn't stop watching. She was like, okay, so it's me, her, and a bunch of people in a hotel room in me and thin pants going. We got tour dates coming up, and, and yeah, it's look. There's no hold cards. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the sweatpants was, was driving it for a long time with guys. Guys oh, yeah. with, tight, uh-huh. with tighter sweatpants. That's where that came in. That, the, Lululemon makes a great meat pin, print pant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to Lululemon. They also make the Flyers travel clothes. I got all the Flyers info. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I talk to these kids about how much money they spend. <laughs> like, I was in the weeds. <laughs> Wait, who makes their travel clothes? Lululemon. Okay. So the Flyers, unlike a lot of other teams, don't have to try, travel in suits. As a matter of fact, Coach says, don't bring a suit. I don't oh. want to see it. Oh. We got great Lululemon travel suits, which I think would be really cool if we all got, a, right? Yes. And then and then they have a nice travel coat they wear, like a jacket, and they fly in that on a chartered plane. Any of those guys coming to your show tonight? Uh, did you ask if they fly private? Because I asked that too. Uh, <laughs> no, none of them fly private. They want to know what private's like, and I was like, oh, I forget I make more money than some of you guys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's a waste of money, guys. Don't do it. But you got to do it once. <laughs> wow. We were talking Talking earlier, uh, just about you, you are a dynamo. You were uh, just for last comedian of the year, and you you uh, you've been working it. You are a, you you sell yourself, but you walk the walk. You are everywhere, constantly working. And and I asked Nick. I said, you know, is, is any are there any signs of Bert slowing down? And Casey obviously communicates with you quite often. Um, I, what? How long can you go at this level? Because you are constantly going. I mean, you you've yeah. earned the Wells Fargo. Years now you've been yep. constantly going. Yeah. I, I, there was a period where I was, where you could see that like it was catching up to me. Right in the summer we got done fully loaded. Is my summer festival that, right. that I, I produce, or Leanne does rather. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I, it got away from me. I'll tell you, because I brought my favorite comics. Right, I got Big J. Right, I got uh, I got Dan Soder. I got Miss Pat. Miss Pat's with me tonight. At oh, the, I should oh, announce oh, really? that. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Tonight's show <laughs> is going to be phenomenal. I got Miss Pat. I got DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, yes, heard about dude. That. I saw him live at uh, at a jazz festival in Napa. And he did fifty years of hip hop, oh. and and yeah. I think sometimes people sleep because you know Will was such a presence. Mm-hmm. They sleep on what a brilliant DJ he was. He him and Rakim did fifty years of hip hop, and I was brought to tears because it's like you forget how much that is the soundtrack of your childhood, oh, and your yeah. life. You were a massive fan. You were like uh, that, and you well, who, who were you like a flavor flavor? Who, who? I loved I loved everyone. I loved everyone. I'm more South because I grew up in the South, so like Outkast, MJG, and Eight Ball. Like uh, Uncle Lil Luke, yeah. Lil Wayne, I yeah, love yeah. the Hot Boys. So, but so I, I ran up to him and I was like, "Yo, I'm at the Wells Fargo the DJ Jazzy Jeff backstage. I'm like, I'm at the Wells Fargo Center in November, November 29th. You want to open for me?" And he's just like, "Huh." <laughs> and I go, and then you know me, I over, I right. shower him with information he doesn't need. Me and you saw American Pie together with Will at the, do you remember that one time I thought you guys were going to have sex with me? And I didn't have sex with you, but, uh, and he was like, he's just like this. And he was like, yeah. And then he, uh, he, he was like, I, <laughs> Shout out to DJ Jazzy. He goes, you know, you gotta pay me. And I was like, I was like, I make a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And so he gave an offer, and I was like, don't even negotiate. Go back. Tell me, yeah, it's yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff. It's wow. amazing. So, but uh, to answer your question, I. It was catching up to me when we did Fully Loaded because I was partying every day, every night. I had a really, uh, I had a death threat, so this guy was following me around. Oh, really? Me. Huh? Yeah, best story. Best story about this death threat. And look, no one wants a death threat. No. But uh, FBI got involved. Uh, we had security with us. And there's a moment. My daughters are on this tour. They, they work for me on the tour. It's really fun. It's really fun. But they had to bring them in and say, you know, we have, a, we have an issue. 
they bring me, they bring them into my tour bus. It's me, Leanne, and the girls, and they explain what's going on. And then they're like, you know, we'll let you talk as a family. And it's really, it's really stressful. Yeah. Even Georgia looks at me, my oldest. She goes, I'm really sorry this is happening to you, Dad, especially on your festival. Mm. I'm really sorry. And I go, it's okay, George. It comes with the territory. Mm. And Isla looks at me. She folds her arms and she goes, well, was it worth it? <laughs> I said, what? She goes, all the fun, the partying, the, the fame. Was it worth it? Because now someone wants to kill my dad. Good luck. And just laugh. And then she got hit by a car that night. No, I swear to God. Well, she technically, she hit the car. Oh, God. She hit the car. But at the end of that festival, I was 275. I was, my blood pressure was through the roof. Mm. My daughters, first of all, everyone was telling me they were worried about me. Rogan, right. Tom, everyone. And my daughters pulled me aside and they're like, you know, we're worried about you. And that's the part where you, you don't want to put that in your kid's head where they have to worry about their dad. Right, And right. so I pulled back, no drinking for like three months, worked out, got real healthy. And that's why I'm in better shape today is because of that. I stayed home for seven weeks. Uh, let me just jump in here real quick because... I'm telling you, it's like if you made working out like your thing, you would be an absolute monster. I'm talking like Brock Lesnar monster. <laughs> you, you have like you the, the genetics. The you have the yeah. frame, the yeah. genetics. Like that is all there. Like <laughs> that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Was, was part of it also being annoyed with uh, Segura for? <laughs> oh, for him taking Ozempic? What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Segura takes Ozempic and then tells everyone he's just living a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. And you're like, no, you're not. You moved to Austin. You got you share an area code with Joe. Uh-huh. Joe's got the hookup. Uh, right. Joe's longevity doctors. I'm now worth them. They're amazing. Yeah. So what, what what are some of the things that we as civilians aren't privy to in, in the Joe Rogan? Everything you ever hear on a podcast. Yeah. That, like that's the one. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean this like. Like, you know, we talk about the benefits of cold plunge and saunas, but this cold plunge is $12,000. They're not cheap. To, to, buy, to buy a unit? Yeah, to buy a cold plunge. And so, like, uh, I'm on testosterone. I'm on, uh, I'm on like, a, like, a cocktail of vitamins and stuff, and they do blood work once a month. Wow. So it's, and it's expensive. Yeah. But it, I will tell you, I feel... <clears throat> Phenomenal. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like I'm in a manic episode because I'm always I have a lot of energy. I sleep amazing. Ah. I rebound better than I've ever rebounded. And uh, yeah, and, and so I kind of changed my life. And I mean, I could I could do an entire three hours about how resetting your frame. If you're a big drinker, I'll tell you, a month does <laughs> is nice, but three months. It's the same like going on a diet. When you go on a diet, you find your first day, you go to the refrigerator eight times. And you're like, oh, I can't have anything in there. Right. And then and then people put out mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. And you're like, I want that. But then there's a certain part of the diet, and anyone who's dieted knows this, is that you start not wanting the mac and cheese and just yep. going, that's not on my plate. And, yeah. And that happened for me with alcohol and weed where I was just, because you get the impulse where you go, I want to drink. And then you're like, all right, well, I can't. So, like, what's that impulse? And then I journal about it in my happiness journal. I'm going to sound like a lunatic. <laughs> no, no. I, this is good. Yeah, happy, it's all good stuff. I have a happiness journal, I, and every morning I'd write in it, and I would I would sit with the impulse, and the impulse goes away. Just like yeah. with food, it goes away. And then you, and then once it goes away, you're like, oh, wait, I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, what was that? And so now, it's like perfect example. On the flight yesterday, we flew in from L.A., bad turbulence in the middle. And my brain goes, I should get a cocktail. And 
And then I was like, wait, I don't want a cocktail. I got a big game tonight I want to go to. I want to get a coffee when I land. Um, I want to be, like, present at the game. I don't want to get too hammered. And I was like, right. so, and so I sat with it. I wrote about it. And I was like, and what was bothering me about not having a drink was listening to music on a plane. Drinking can take take you away from the anxiety. So I just listened to music. Uh, it's a hard hard way if you want to rock and roll by ACDC. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I got into it, and then I didn't want the drink, and I was like, cool. And so I won't say that I have the cure to alcoholism, <laughs> but I will say... It's not your 12-step program. Well, I, I talked with my, my therapist, and he was like, you know, a lot of people have eating disorders, and we have to teach them how to eat again. So, you know, like, they yeah, healthy yeah. eat. And so he's like, you know, I can't say that that's the thing with booze and drugs, but if you want to keep partying, then you just got to find that thing. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's true. My, yeah. my problem is that I end up at a Flyers game with a suite and alcohol in front of me that I don't have to pay for, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I do like drinking very much. Oh, I loved it and last I didn't night. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, I told Leanne when we, I said, first thing in the morning, five in the morning, I said, we're getting Philly wasted. <laughs> Philly and she wasted. goes, what's that? And we were lighting your hair on fire. Like, <laughs> you're throwing up on a child. Like, there's, it's, we're getting Throwing up on a child, yes. And no. then she proceeded to get Philly wasted. <laughs> Love it. Philly wasted. Like she was saying wild stuff. <laughs> wild stuff at this game. <laughs> wild stuff. Stuff I can't repeat because the Wells Fargo Center will be like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and then and she had a blast. She came down with the all the boys and like at, after the game and she's like she and she loves that. Like we did it we do the Super Bowl every year. Tom and I are doing it this year I know. in Vegas. And uh I should go. It's dude. <laughs> I mean you should take me. Here's what I mean. The green room is sick. I mean, it's all pro athletes. Last year I'm hammered and I tell Christian McCaffrey, I go, hey man, we're in a room. I go, you think I can catch you? He goes, what? I said, 20 grand. You give me 20 minutes, you think I can catch you? And he goes, no. I said, no, in this room, you give me 20 minutes, I'll stretch. And he was like, you can stretch all you want. He looks at me and he goes, buddy, there are people that are paid millions of dollars and train their whole lives to catch me and they can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what about me, though? (laughs) What about me? I was like, take your shirt off, take your shirt off. (laughs) Did your wife take the athletes? Oh, she ended up shotgunning beers with the O-line of the Chiefs. <laughs> Dude, it was, so So she loves that energy and all, all the boys around and then we're all drinking Celsiuses and, uh, but she, and so we had a blast. We got so loose last night. They do the 50-50 raffle. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> I bought $4,000 worth of tickets. Oh, my God. Dude, you know Peter's in the Acme Lounge right now going through all the numbers. Trying yeah. to find out if you won. They're not sequential. Yeah. So it is $4,000 worth of tickets that are just all random numbers. Oh, my God. And no barcodes. No barcodes. And so I yeah. I said, the, the girl comes in last night. And she goes, you guys want to buy a ticket? And I go, you, you should know raffles are my thing. Yeah. yeah. She was like, what? I was like, I am. I love going thick on a raffle. I told her at Special Olympics one year... The the pot was it was fifty fifty it was three thousand dollars in the pot and I go put me in for three grand, <laughs> and the kid selling the tickets is like it's fifty fifty I said yeah yeah, yeah. I, said, I just want to win yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't understand uh, yeah and I won you can find it online I won Peter said that you win all the time I win raffles all the time I'm the luckiest guy. You'll ever meet. I am the luckiest human being you'll ever. Have meet. you ever played the Powerball, uh, dude? Okay. I've spent solid money on okay, the right. And by wins. the way, I really think I win one time. I won I won like four numbers once. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, didn't catch t- the ticket. Didn't catch the ticket. <laughs> no, no, that's no. not the big money. <laughs> I want the big money. I want the dream. 
I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to be, I'm going to, first of all, I'm buying all my toys. I'm getting a yacht. I'm getting like crazy. <laughs> and then I'm going to give the rest of the money away and still tour. Wait, wait, with, ah. all, with that, with that love of that stuff, are, do you, are you a big gambler? Are you a I, casino dude? I don't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, Isn't that the, weird that's though? That you, you'd be drawn to that aspect of it, but not a casino situation. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I, this is going to sound, uh, uh, it's gonna sound whatever it sounds hypocritical? like. Hypocritical? Not hypocritical. It's gonna sound like uh, like rich guy thing. Okay. No, it's but okay. Like, well, I you, don't. I can't feel it. So you're like, doing well. If you go to a casino, say you make, uh, let's just say, say you make fifty grand at a casino. Well, then the only way to get the action is to put all that money into the pot and gamble that money because it needs to be something you're losing. Mm. The right. loss yes. is is as valuable as. The win, I be, see, because that makes your heart race. So if it's a thousand dollars, it doesn't, it doesn't like jingle me. Huh. So what I do in casinos, and this is what I enjoy, and anyone who's seen me out at the Hard Rock in uh, in Vegas knows this, or at the Borgata, I go down with a thousand dollars and I give it to people, and I go bet recklessly. No, <laughs> oh, it's not your money. It's oh, not your money. Awesome, dude. Bet recklessly. Yes. <laughs> you think that's why, like uh, the Michael Jordans and Charles Barkleys of the world. Um, gamble so much money because they feel well, A, they can. They have the money to do it but they're looking for that competitive nature yeah, of winning yeah. versus losing. Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's the only fun in gambling is when you have to take out a marker. Like mm. that's the fun. That's the I was telling someone the other day you know, procrastination is as important as achieving things. Like the procrastination is so valuable because once you start making things, you'll never get that procrastination back. And so it's just like uh, getting in a cold plunge. I was telling someone, they go, yeah, but I hate getting in. I go, that's my favorite part is not wanting to get in the cold plunge. Is is That's the energy. That's the vibe. Once you get in, it's started. You got to do it. That is an interesting take. And, yeah. I, and then I think there's validity to that. that that's where... That's where the inner uh, conflict oh. takes place, and you overcome it. Without that, your experience of achieving something is not really felt. It's the foreplay of life. Yeah, it's the foreplay. It's like of life. I was never into foreplay, you know, because I just was quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then I started realizing, like, the foreplay is the fun part. Yeah, almost when you start having sex, especially when you're married, you're like, "Well, this is going to be over quick." Yeah, and then I, I don't get this for a week. Yeah, <laughs> but the the fun is the buildup, the tickle. I right. love it. I love it. Do you have the cold plunge at your house? I have two. What? Yeah, but I get given them for for the record with podcast reads. They'll like give us cold plunges. And you, and you, you legitimately do it. You'll do it every day, I and you it, see and the benefits of it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I will tell you, I feel the benefits. It's not like cocaine where you go, oh, that's that's real. Yeah. Like coke is real. Yeah. But but here's the thing: if a placebo works, then it works. Uh, yeah, it I doesn't mean, matter. Yeah. Well, because I've I've done them. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I hate getting in, but once I'm in, it, you know, I. And I, of course, I get out and I'm like, I feel better. I feel so much better. Yeah. I, I think this is working. And I've toyed with like getting one, not probably not like the super expensive ones. They have like those blow up well, ones that Bert's you can. Bert's got one that he can give you. He's got <laughs> yeah. two of them. They're really hard to travel with. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But like, I couldn't imagine because we have a friend who has he has set up his whole backyard almost like this like Zen oasis so that he can you know meditate while he's doing it. He sits yeah. in there for 12 minutes. Um, but there's no way on a day like today that I could go outside and get. I in. took a cold shower this morning. 
I love yeah, it. I love the energy of the cold kind of wakes me up. I feel great. Mm. Uh, Bert, a, a huge part of your appeal is the everyman, and uh, everybody feels like they can be best friends with you. Uh, I felt it last night hanging out with you at the Flyers game, and, and to see you interact with people at the game last night who are actually going to be at the Wells Fargo Center tonight as well was, was really cool to, to watch. Obviously, you're really funny, too. But my And there were a lot of favorite moments last night for me. I really had a blast. But at one point, you said, hang on, i got to go for a little bit. i got to go throw T-shirts with Grippy. <laughs> and the way that you said grippy, uh, just grippy, absolutely floored me. And then I looked down, and you went, gritty are throwing T-shirts out in the crowd, and of course your shirt was off. Um, but, it, like, you just don't care. And I, and I love the fact that you don't, you are who you are, and if you like you, you're happy about it. But if you don't, you don't care about that either. Yeah. Uh, you can get caught up, and I'm sure you guys are aware of this, but the haters in life yeah. online, you can get caught up in that. And if you start doing living your life so that they stop hating you, you're not living your life authentically. Well, and it, it is always the blowback. It is part, there is, it's always bad. I mean, it yeah. is exacerbated now by the immediacy of social media, but yeah. there is always, but this, it, since time began, there have been people who need to tear people down who are on a tear. Yeah, yeah the but, problem I have, though, is I agree with the haters a lot of the time. I'm oh, like, they're yeah. accurate. It's like it's like my therapist got a, a, a ghost account. <laughs> no, I I started I started you know realizing just the thing that got you to the dance is being yourself and telling the truth and and for and showing all your broken parts and even like. Like I said, like flying on a private jet, I put that on social media. Yeah. It's the coolest thing I'll ever do. I'm not going to do it all the time, but I'm not going to hide that that's what part of my life now because then now I'm living an authentic. And so I just try to live as pure as who I really am. And then if you like me, I hope you really like me. And if you don't, I can't help you, you know? What right. funny? It's, a different, it's a difference, though, Nick, of, of somebody not caring what somebody thinks and being a dick. Right? Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. You just, it's not that kind of, I don't care You're not care that way, yeah. yeah. So, and people people celebrate your success. You talk about your therapist, and there, there's a great scene in The Mechanic uh, <laughs> uh, uh, where you are with your family therapist. The machine. The machine, the machine I mean. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> this could have been that, too. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and you're sitting there, and the relationship with you, I mean, obviously, it means a lot to you. Describe how much therapy has made a difference, you know, as in the machine. You know, you, you get a little bit, it's obviously a twist on that. But how <laughs> yeah. much has the therapy made a difference to you? Eh, sometimes a lot and then sometimes not at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, therapy is like, I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, I had to stop doing it because I was losing my voice a lot. Okay. And then I noticed this stuff creep up on me. And then you start having conversations in your head. It's good to, like, write down your thoughts and then show up and have some person to talk to. A third party. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I yeah. love it. But, like, yeah. how, how therapeutic is it to sit and talk to Tom? You know, like, you talk Not about... Not at all. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, I, and, and I don't we, let him talk. We, I, no, you, no, he talks a little bit. But uh, over the last, I don't know, a couple of years, just watching your, your star uh, ascend... Watching you get caught up in it all and witnessing your appreciation and your gratitude because you talk about Matt Reif, I'm, I'm not here to bash him, but like that dude didn't live what a lot of you guys have lived over the last couple of decades. And so you have all of that life in retrospect. And so when I see you get choked up at your like success. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know that you're grateful for it. So you when you when it. you want to fly in a private jet. Freaking flying private jet! You earned that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm so happy and proud for you. I'm very lucky to have had this late success later in life. I think because I don't know if I could deal with it 
the way Matt is, and he's dealing with it way better than I would. So he's getting, so he's the it guy right now. He's no, a he's super he's good hot. looking. I mean, dude. he's hot, yeah. attractive. Yeah, but he's like he's like a flame right now. So, mm-hmm. but you now he has caught a massive amount of blowback for his special. Yeah, and and the thing is that we our perception of what we perceive as massive. You, even you take social media, the amount of people on social media is actually still relatively small. Yeah. And then you take the people who actively use it and post. That's even smaller. So, you know, uh, he seems to have his head on with it. I- I'm not saying I think he's, you know, the the, the 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 next Carlin, but what's your take on on him and his situation right now? I love Matt. Yeah. I've known Matt for a long time and and I think no one can probably uh imagine what his life's turned into. I mean, the kid was going to quit comedy a year ago. Yeah. And then I think he made just made $25 million this year. That's and within a year. Within because of his social media, he had one video that went like 19 million viral. Yeah. And, and it just turned everything Wait, on a dime. What, what was, what's the blowback? Uh, I don't, I don't, There's I mean. a lot of like uh, misogynistic sort of like, it was, not a, joke. It was a joke. It was, it was a joke. Especially with that, I thought it was a good joke. Yeah, I thought well, it was a good joke. I, I love him. I, I think yeah. he's great. And a lot of people, you know, maybe because his fame shot up so quickly, you know, there's yeah. haters who are like, oh, well, he's not even that funny. That's the boomerang. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. happens. But, I mean, I love him. Yeah. I think he's amazing. It comes back to all of us. Listen, when I, you know, I, I, the only thing I can relate to Matt is when the machine story went viral, it changed my life. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I was just, I, I it was also comedy wasn't where it is today. Like I was still when I I was still you, doing comedy clubs. You were reticent to to make the machine part of your. Uh, was it Rogan who sort of convinced you to kind of make that the centerpiece of of your persona? Uh, yeah, I told the machine on Rogan, and it was. I think I told it here. It was just like a story I tell on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "You got to tell that on stage." I was like, "Absolutely not." It's a twelve minute story. I mean, to put things in perspective and not to like. I, I understand what it sounds like, but like no one was doing long form comedy at no. the time. You got to remember, comedy is not what it is today. You're in love with comedy today. You love podcasts. You love the comics. This is like this is like the salad days of that. When we go on Rogan and we talk recklessly and high for three hours mm-hmm. every day. I mean, all the time. I've been on Rogan maybe fifty times, and uh, and I was like, it's not a stage story. And he was like, you. From this point forward, he's only to be referred to as the machine, and you have to yell it out at his, sto- at his stage uh, at his shows. And so I he said it, and 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 yeah. and he pulled me aside. I could do a whole show about Joe, mm. but he was like, "Buddy, trust me. This is your. This is you. This is why we love you. Is these crazy stories? You need to do it." And I started telling. It took like three years to get it good, and then. I put it on my Showtime special, which tanked. No one saw it because I had my shirt off. And then I posted it on Facebook, and then it went viral. And uh, I remember being at the at uh, Vinny Brand's Stress Factory right, yeah. in a blizzard yeah. probably seven years ago. And I was like, why are people here? And and I said, to them, I said what are you guys here for? And they're like, the machine. Uh. And I had said I was going to retire the story. And, he, and some guy's like, not tonight, buddy. You're telling it. And I've been telling it straight for seven years at the end of every show. And I'm just grateful. Listen, there are, com- there are comics who go, once you tell it, you, it's it's over. Yeah. And I was like, nah, not me. Like, I'm grateful that anyone shows up. If they want me to tell that, done. Yeah. And the second they don't, I'll stop. But okay. It is a great time for comedy. Uh, it's a really supportive community, including what you do on your tour. Uh, and Fully Loaded is an example of it. But I, I wanted to ask you about the cruise because I was a comedy oh. cruise. Um, and <laughs> yeah. What was the cruise like? It was the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire career. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire career. It was 
Were you a cruise guy before? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. pretty basic guy. Okay. Like, uh, that, I think that should read in that, like, it's like we've been friends now for 17 years. I was telling Leanne all the things we've done together, and I was like, you know, I got friends who probably don't come in and do the show anymore because they're like, yeah, I don't need it. And I was like, I don't need it either, yeah. but I, I do need it emotionally. Right, like, right. I like to come and feel like I have a home in Philly. Yeah, like, yeah. I got 180 cousins that live here <laughs> that all listen to WMMR. Oh, all yeah. of them. Oh, there, there, is, there, are, there are carpools full of Hobsons and Higgins right now going, going he's going to bring me up. He's going to bring me up. Hobsons <laughs> and Higgins. And so, and so when we did the cruise, I love cruises. I love the energy of a cruise. Uh, I it was, I wanted to do it forever, and then finally, after COVID, we got the opportunity to do it. It sold out in like 15 minutes, wow. and it was... I mean, I'll get chill bumps. I'm getting chill bumps talking about it. Yeah, it was pic- so pic- awesome. We have we, pictures up in the studio now. We had, we had, I think, 15 comics. We had three bands. We had the the Docksiders, who was like an old-school, like, 70s, 80s cover band. Oh, I love it. Me, Big J, Leanne, Christine, his, his chick, all the comics, Miss Pat, everyone would go up to the top thing, and we'd watch them every night at sunset. Wow. And sing all their songs and have cocktails. We had shows all through the day. We did podcasts. It was and 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 I brought the perfect comedians because everyone was accessible. Everyone was in the casino all the time. You could hang out with anyone. And here's the crazy part: the first night we ran out of vodka. What? Uh, How was that on the cruise ship? And they said we have a problem. We're out of vodka. We have to send a boat in to go get more vodka. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And then at the end, you were so proud at that moment. At the end, they were like, uh, you set record sales for alcohol for any cruise we've ever done. They've been doing this for twelve years. Wow. We you set record numbers in in alcohol packages, meaning people that bought the package, and you set record numbers in the casino for gambling. Did it wow. ever feel out of control at all? Like, I mean, you're, you talk about these sink. numbers. Like, yeah. No, no, but like, yeah. did it ever feel like, oh my God, uh, people are partying a little too much right now? Uh, no. Okay. It, was, it was really like, and I was pretty measured in my partying because I had to do a show at the end of the night. I don't right. like, like getting wasted before I go on yeah. stage. So it was, it was awesome. All right, real quick here, I want to mention in less than two minutes, we go on TV and we do this little hit on Fox 29. You want to jump on there with us? Yeah, please. Okay, so uh, Marissa will give yeah. us a little countdown right. here in a moment because we have to time up with them. Uh, yeah, TV's a lot stricter than... Yep. I want to ask about the uh, the cruise as well because I was talking to Big J and I knew that he was going on the cruise and uh, I know he was it was like uh, he was a little bit bummed because also his really good friend Nate Bargatze was hosting Saturday Night Live yeah. that Saturday night of your cruise. Did you guys happen to like stop what you were doing to, to watch that by any chance? Because I know that you, you and Nate uh, have a, a friendship and, and that you're supportive and all that sort of stuff. Did you guys happen to do that? Have a little watch yeah. party? No. We were like the pilgrims. We were like, put us yeah. on the boat. We'll find out what happens with the queen when we land. <laughs> we had so much fun. Four nights. And then last night, there was, there was or the last day, there was weather. So they couldn't bring us into the, into the dock. And we just stayed out of sea drinking. <laughs> well, no one you. noticed. We drank the boat dry. Wow, man. I've never heard of that. They they are so overly stocked for those things. It's crazy. Mm, bro, they were scrambling. <laughs> we got they it. didn't know what they were in for. Oh, they had no clue. <laughs> they, I mean, I remember the first day I got on the boat, I heard someone go, they don't check for drugs. 
<laughs> right, we got 30 seconds before right, 30 seconds. we're going on Fox 29 here. And uh, just a reminder that Bird's playing the Wells Fargo Center tonight. And uh, also DJ Jazzy Jeff. And you got a lot Miss of Miss Pat people. Daniel Simonson and Shay Dorena. Nice. Miss Pat's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, she did a couple of events. Yeah. the best. Yeah. She is, she brought 25 black people on the cruise and they were all the black people. <laughs> and they made the cruise a blast. <laughs> a blast. She brought her son Junebug. It was awesome. All right, we got 10 <laughs> seconds here. We're going to hear some music and then uh, we'll be live on uh, Fox Good Day. And if you want to tune in and see Bert on uh, on our show, you can do that right now. So here comes the music. Let's see what they're up to. Hey, Preston and Steve, there's a new poll out that has found this year's most unwanted Christmas gifts at the top bad romance novels. Now, I don't want a romance novel or a diet plan or soap on a string. You know, crap like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, soap, on, not even on a rope. It was on a string. <laughs> on a string. It's come down to, with inflation, we're down to strings instead of ropes. Mm. Uh, Anti-aging products are on there. Well, that's kind of um, insulting. I know. Yeah, it's like a gym membership. Clothes are on there. Yeah, it depends on what you know what the clothing is. If it's like got style. Yeah, I usually from my uh, my in-laws usually give me a flashlight. Oh, there's why. a great flashlight. There's a great flashlight I just bought. <laughs> it's got nine hundred thousand. What's up, Mike and Alex? Hey, Bert. <laughs> what's up? Hey. Uh, great Christmas gifts. Okay, hatchets <laughs> are great kids Christmas gifts. Hatchets? Oh, bro, I got real thick into hatchets yeah. during the pandemic. <laughs> Would you guys ever give a hatchet for Christmas? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're actually going to... No, I should Just bring up our Christmas it? party. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that involved hatchets. <laughs> so, does Bert like to get clothing? I mean, he goes without it so much. Uh, sure. yeah. want clothing. Yeah. Uh, we get pajamas every year. Pajamas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. matching? Uh, yeah. Oh, matching. <laughs> I buy everyone in my family seven pairs of pajamas. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, what, Bert, were you at the Flyers game last night? I was. Were you there, Mike? <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they're all over social media. There uh, was information that you showed up. Oh, there should be. I was shirtless throwing shirts with Gritty. <laughs> grippy. Grippy, grippy. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, he's like playing a fun time. He's at the Wells Fargo Center tonight. Bert is uh, is uh, headlining a show there this evening. DJ Jazzy Jeff is opening up. It's going to be huge. Yeah, that's great. That is. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for your enthusiasm, Mike. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. I got a wine tasting at seven. <laughs> The next time you're in town, could you possibly come by and be on our TV show? I'm trying to book him. Uh, I don't do television, Mike. Thanks for the question, though. I'm strictly a radio terrestrial guy. I got to Bell after this. And he retired. He retired. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I'm just going to his house? Yes. Yeah. Dr. Bella gets you every time. He said Harold Carmichael was going to be there. <laughs> just go by his house. Oh, God. All right. Who has the shopping done? Kathy, are you done? You know what? I'm not. I'm usually good at this. I usually get shopping done uh, during Black Friday. I didn't this year. I don't know what to get my son. He's Hatchet. 12, and I have no clue. So, no, I'm not finished yet. <laughs> Is uh, we ask this question every year, Kathy? Is lingerie oh, a Christmas gift? Look at her face. 
Ask Jackie Bam Bam. Wait, wait. Give that give that face again and ask Mike, would you want to see that in lingerie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, listen. I, no, I don't. I, no, I don't like lingerie. I never have. I don't think so either. No. no lingerie is like a tasting flight of IPAs. <laughs> Just give me the drink, okay? <laughs> 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 Never thought of it that it's way. True. It's yeah. true. It's true. Um, so I guess, Mike, you're going to return all the ones that you bought? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bert, good to see you. Preston, Steve, Kath, everybody over there. Oh, by the way, Casey Boy. Yes? Uh, you know, we do? have Easy Pass Jersey on the line here. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Dude, Wait, don't what? even get me How started. This. You know what? I actually took my post down because I thought it was a little tacky. But yeah, I, I spent an hour and a half on on hold with Easy Pass only for the woman to hang up on me because I asked her to wait while I had picked up the information that she asked me for. Yeah, don't get me started, Mike, because I just calmed down about it. I just calmed down about it. You sure? Oh no, I lit a fire. Well, Aisha says hello. Okay. Aisha. <laughs> that was her name. See you guys. Uh, That's great. Going. All right, there you go. I didn't realize you posted about it. Yeah, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to be the tacky complain about stuff online guy. So mm-hmm. I, I took my post down. Look at Bert's got two of those uh, spa the uh, the ice spas the uh, yeah yeah the plunge Cold plunge, plunge. plunge. <laughs> and you're getting in trouble with Easy Pass. <clears throat> well. <laughs> But no, Bert, I wanted to tell you. Uh, about- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are they off? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Good. Let's talk about Mike for a second. <laughs> Mike has some stories, man. He's, yeah, I bet he, he does. He's been around for he years, does. and he did a lot of entertaining reporting uh-huh. on the uh, on the West Coast and syndicated shows. And he is there's there's video footage of Michelle Pfeiffer getting into to Mike, like digging him. Yeah, Bert, he's a good follow on Instagram. Yeah. You'd like it. Mike's a great Don't guy. That's all you guy. had to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, you'd be shocked who I follow. <laughs> it's the, just a different flow than our show, though. Yeah. Yes. There's uh, a guy in the Spanish Harlem who cuts Puerto Rican guy's hair. I can't. It's so good. And you follow him? I follow him. I could... I love watching, like, especially, like, a sloppy Puerto Rican guy get tightened up. <gasps> uh, <laughs> pimple popping video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boat launch videos, Dude, HBCCs. I, just recently, I started following this gal that just chops wood. Oh, I follow her too. The Canadian gal? Yes. Let, is that so not good. awesome, Nicole? She's, dude, I then got into wood chopping videos, yeah. and there's a guy, there's an old man who's chopping wood, and he's doing it between his legs, and it's like, you're going to lose a toe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, or a nut. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you'd be shocked what turns me on on Instagram. I changed my algorithm totally. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever, you ever by accident, just get into one thing and then decide you're not into it anymore, and then you, you, you have to now work to actively get, change yeah, just, that algorithm? Yeah, you can do it pretty quick, though. Wait, Bert, I follow somebody who uh, goes to houses whose lawn... Uh, oh, I follow him, too. Yeah. I follow him, too. Is he Australian? Is he Australian? I follow an Australian guy who does that, a guy in Miami who does that. I, I love that. This yeah. guy shows up at people's houses. Their lawns are wildly out of control, and he's says, I will do this for free. Yes. And he shores up, he does the edging. He does everything. Yeah. And these people are usually down on their luck <laughs> and they transform and it's it's But it's, it's the driven. time lapse video. So one you I, watch as he's mowing and you're like, oh, okay. So, somebody made the point that that, and, and I forget who was uh, talking about, it. maybe it was you talking about it, uh, Bert, about the difference between Content and entertainment, and and like like social media now, like YouTube is favoring content over 
talent on yeah. some level. And there's no, whatever gets floats your boat. Yeah. But that I think we might be going through a great reawakening on what is talent as opposed to content. You know what is it's, it's a it's it's a it's a foggy mirror. Like yeah, you can't tell which one's which. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, you're right. I'll tell you what I love. I'm just as guilty of sitting and watching the lawn dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a ton of puppy videos and stuff, and and I love that. And, uh, and then there was another guy that I just found who uh, he's a beatboxer. I think he's from somewhere in with the dog. With the dog. <laughs> Have you seen this guy beatboxing with no. his dog? Do you his dog he- growls. Do you want to hear it? Unless he's cleaning a horse, a horse's hoof. I'm not interested. <laughs> no. Have you oh, watched they, those no, videos? No, yeah. no. When they shoe a horse, listen to this. That's his dog. He's grabbing the dog's mouth. The, the dog just growls and he grabs the dog's mouth and opens and closes it. Alright, you gotta link me up with Mike's Instagram, this guy's Instagram. <laughs> Mike's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah Mike's yeah, yeah. gorgeous. And Alex is gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, uh, hoof hor- horses of ho- hooves of horses being cleaned and chewed. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> cow. They, there's a guy that cleans infected cow hoofs. I follow do him. You, do I follow. You? I follow a gal. Dude, that, look at this. How rewarding is this? Yeah. I, no, I've seen. Ooh. I've seen that. Type you know the horse. You're right. There's something about that. There's a gal that I follow that goes in and cleans out uh, beehives that yes. have been uh, yep. found in people's houses. Yeah. And you I just gotta it, get the. I've I don't learned know so much about that now. I know how to do it. You just need to get the queen. And then once <laughs> yeah. you get the queen, they'll all follow. They'll they follow. follow. Yeah. 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 I have one in my bush. But the way this woman delivers, it it touches on my ASMR. She's Speaks like this, and, and it's very Bob Ross delivery, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just love, dude. I'm going to follow this horse uh, shoeing thing because <laughs> you're right. Oh my so gosh. rewarding. You just imagine the horse going, ah, oh, it's so right much there. better. This got me into a hole of them cleaning diabetic feet. Oh, where they scrape right. the dead oh, skin off, uh, dude. Yeah. Oh. If it's a human, I can't. No, do no, it. no, no. Uh, Bert is right. It is good. <laughs> it's it's like there's something bizarrely because you, you know almost what? you okay. think of those people going. Thank you. Oh. Listen, I yeah. took my dad as the most gnarly feet in the world. I've shown you guys pictures, yeah. and I took him to a podiatrist yeah. and sat there in the office while he cleaned up his feet, and it was, I'll, I hate to admit it, it was kind of compelling. I'll take your dad next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so these things, these things. I don't want diabetes, but I want that thing. Oh, my God. Uh, we, like there's, a a, there's, right? there's a show called My Feet Are Killing Me. Uh, uh, yeah, it's and, like a pimple popper, right? Yeah, and yeah. so Island and I are really into the pimple popper videos in Georgia, and then My Feet Is Killing Me comes <laughs> on. And, you know, it's the best reveal. They pull the sock off. It's so good. It's the opposite of Cinderella. And they, as they pull the sock, oh, don't, you can't play this. I'm going to end up watching it. I'm going to end up watching it. Yeah, take it off. I I, but that. they, as they pull the sock off, I don't know if you've seen this. We're all in the living room. And the person has a, a big toe that's the size of a fist. No. It's, it's massive. No. And Isla hits pause, looks at me, and she goes, well, we just found our new show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about the sheep shearing? You ever watch those? I sheared a sheep one time in, uh, in Scotland and butchered it. Wow. Like, it's really hard to shear a sheep. Their skin is very soft. Yeah. I'm not sure you've had a sheepskin jacket. Yes, yeah. It's really soft, and the sheep was bleeding. <gasps> oh, oh, no. It was really bad. You could just see the sheep, like, get it over with, man. <laughs> I thought you watched Puerto Rican guys getting their hair cut. You should know how to do this. <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> I butchered that sheep. 
Probably uh, not your cup of tea, guys, but I love the videos with the decorating of the Christmas tree, the time lapse of when it starts to when it's finished. Okay. I've been watching those. I can do that. That's very Martha Stewart. I dig yeah. it. I, are you a holiday dude? You are a holiday oh, dude. Hardcore. Yeah. In December, we do the 12 nights of Christmas. Right. And But it's the but we party for 12 nights. Okay. And, so, and I'm usually only home for like... 20, you know, because I'm on the road. And so we have a group of friends called the Campers, and we uh, we have to do 12 nights of partying before the 25th. And it is so fun. And then one year, we're wasted, and someone goes, we should add Karma Sutra positions into this. <laughs> and so we did the 12 nights of Karma Sutra oh, during so the 12 nights of Christmas. Yeah. And then we'd text, when we all did it, we'd text our notes. We'd send one position to the group. We all had to try that position. <laughs> and it made Christmas. Christmas, so much fun, wow. so much fun. Yeah, wow, that's a Hallmark movie. I love, yeah. I love eventizing life. Like I love, yeah. how, you know, it's like talking about like the the Flyers game like last night. I love getting into something, having a plan, having like, hey, we're going to Red Rocks, we're going to go see Goose, right? And then starting the group text, passing it around to everyone, and then getting excited for it, and then pre partying for it is almost as fun as just going. I love making life fun. It, it, um, all those years ago, that what, what made you end up on the radar, uh, you know, where you obviously Van Wilder and all that stuff, that, that core essence of you has not changed. Uh, I hope. I yeah. don't want to lose that. Like, yeah. it's, it's the funnest part of life is, like, getting ready for the vacation is as fun. It's more fun than coming home. Mm, yeah. You know, most people are, like, come home people. Yeah. They're like, that's my sister. She's like, I just want to get home. But I love, <laughs> oh, I love, I, almost like planning something out is so much fun with, with your friends. Let me ask you, with all the people, so you had Wade Boggs on the show, and yeah. and, uh, uh, and it was, uh, who watched it was very good. Uh, you saw the It's Always Sunny episode, right? I never saw I it. I just started watching It's Always Sunny Okay, uh, last week. Okay, wow. On the road. Yeah. Oh, man. High as crap. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club, bro. It is the funniest show I've ever. I, I'm so bummed because I met Rob with yeah. you guys, yeah. And then he was like, and he was like, I had never seen the show, so I didn't know how funny it was. It is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, and every single character brings, you know what I mean. It's not like a, oh well, you know the the entire show rides on Danny DeVito. No, no, no every single Everyone character is, is equal. We saw the one where they make the game. They have the game they play. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I, I, I was crying laughing. I didn't know if it was a weed or the show, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Uh, this, yeah, this picture up on the studio. But so this at yeah, the, uh, this is at the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl parade with uh, Rob and, and Bird and Bill stopped by that morning. That was incredible. The, the question was, initially, uh, have you ever met some? Obviously, you met Snoop Dogg, and he lived up to what you wanted to be. Have you ever met someone who you mm-hmm. thought, oh, this guy, is, this is state-of-the-art when it comes to having a good time, and they turned out, like Dean Martin used to put that out there, but was not that. Did you ever meet someone who's like, man, much different? Like, uh, no. Nah. Nah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no shade on him, but Andrew WK. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I was. I went in to my buddy Cowhead, Mike Kelsey's show, because he was in there. And I was like, I want to meet him. I want to party with him. So I brought in a suitcase of beers. Mm. And I was like, we're getting lit. <laughs> and he was like, I don't, I don't really drink. And I, was like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're telling me there's no Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. And I was so, and I got wasted. And he was like, yeah, I got to get to the gym later. And I was wow. like, and I was like, and he's like, you know, man, you don't have to do the drinking on stage. And I was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you don't have to do it every night, but you got you got to put on the Santa Claus outfit once a year at least. 
he's, he's an odd guy. We've had him yeah. on the show, and, and like yeah. he's interesting. I find him to be fascinating, but I don't know if you can have a normal conversation with him. Didn't he officiate Sarah's wedding? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. One of the air staff here, he officiated her wedding. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to. I would like to party with John Daly. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Then you, well, he, you were at that Scottsdale thing last year. Was he there for that? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Netflix thing. <laughs> did you what see was, that? No. I, you know what? I did. I did watch that. It was um, it was a little bit scattered. Whoa. <laughs> what part? When I tackled a protester? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got... Man, it was like... Netflix is doing this Netflix cup and they hit me up. I let Netflix, Ted, everyone in Netflix is amazing, right? So I was like, yeah, of course I'll go. I have no problem. I would love to be a part of it. Marshall Lynch is going to be there. I, and I watched full swing. So I knew all the golfers. Okay. I was like, and they're like, Tony Finau is going to be there. And I was like, I love his swing. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a golf fan. And so shout out to Aronimic and, so, <laughs> and, and St. David's. And so, and so, uh, I get there and the very first tee, a PETA protester came out and started to protest. And I was just in production mode where, you know, because I've, I've also produced these things and I'm hosting. So I just kind of gingerly moved her out of the way and to, you know, get the thing started. And I get done the event and they're, we're in the suite at the end, you know, and everyone's laughing. They're like, you're going viral. I was like, for real? <laughs> like, what? Was it me taking my shirt off? And they're like, no, you tackled a protester. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, did I? And then you see the picture and it definitely looks like I lit her up. Oh, really? And Marcia, yeah, but, but I didn't. I just kind of gingerly moved her. And then shout out to PETA. They hit me up. This is, well, you can see the actual footage. Yeah. I'm watching it. <laughs> the picture looks worse. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I see there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was an aerial shot. Um, yeah. But Peter reached out? Yeah, and they were cool. They were okay. actually really cool. She was protesting the Iditarod. And uh, they were like, you know, thank you for being so kind and 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 gentle with her. You know, we... They, really? Yeah, they were actually really uh. cool. And they're like, we'd love to talk to you more about what she was protesting and what... And I was like, I was like, I would love to talk to you. I, I, I love hearing... Every opinion, but uh, then my dad called. And he's like, "Buddy, did you tackle a chick?" Hey? <laughs> and Marshawn Lynch is in the background. He didn't even touch her. Yeah, yeah. kid can't tackle. I want to hang out with that guy. Uh, he's he's nice. everything you want him to be. Yeah, he's everything you want him to be. <laughs> he is awesome. He is. I mean, I okay. Now, once again, I just tell stories, and and so it could. I cried in front of him, and he it really freaked him out. Um, he he. <laughs> was he was interviewing people without a camera like he right. would, he, would, he would just go up and be like so are you having fun and there's no camera on him and they're like Did he have a mic at least he had a mic right. and but no one's filming it yeah and and they're talking to him and I go Marshawn you don't have any camera on you and he goes yeah I know I said what are you doing he goes I'm practicing uh, <laughs> he was awesome dude wow. he was awesome I love and that. he's the most generous the most like fun present gracious really thoughtful i mean and people dismiss him they 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 judge that book by the cover and once you hear him speak and listen to what he actually has to say he's been on conan a million times and those fascinating they're they're great conversations but you have to get past what he looks like initially and and put your stereotypes aside and listen to what he actually has to say because he's a great interview he's he's awesome he was he was the funnest hang all those guys were the funnest hang but uh he was he's everything you want him to be you want your that's the one of the things I, i i feel like i've maybe tethered myself to too much is that you want when you meet the 
celebrity, you want them to be the thing you hope them to be. Right. Like when I meet Kid Rock, right. and I will one day, we better be killing beers. <laughs> we better kill beers. Yeah. Yeah. I want to smoke cigars. I want to hear his wild political thoughts. Like yeah. all of it. You want it all. Right, the experience. And Marshawn Lynch gives it to you. All right. Well, listen, speaking of uh, everybody, what you want them to be. Tonight. This is Bert. This is it. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime we've ever hung or people heard feedback from people, it's the exact oh same God. thing. So. I think it's going to be it's going to be one for the record books yep. tonight. So I, I, I hate to jump in here real quick, but um, we, we do need to take a break. Can you hang for a second, Bert? Because yeah, of course. Uh, we need to announce I don't want to go anywhere. Okay. Well, we need I got to... a pocket full of Zins and half a cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. We can hang out. <laughs> yeah. We need you to hang out because we need to announce something with you. Okay. Uh, in the next break. Okay. Oh, uh, Will Smith's coming tonight? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if Will shows up, you can slap me. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we'll come back with the machine as he is here in our studio playing the Wells Fargo Center tonight. Mr. Bert Kreischer, stay put. We'll return. And we do have an announcement when we get back. Stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve, their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, Burt Kreischer in our studio hey! playing Wells Fargo Center tonight. And we have two announcements that we're going to make quickly here. All right. All right. I'm going to announce this one first concerning the Preston and Steve Show. And this is a save the date announcement. Yeah. As this event is returning Wednesday, December 20th. And it will be at a brand new location that we have never broadcast live from before, and we're excited about it, but it's the return of the Preston and Steve Christmas Meeting! And the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition, of course, will be a part of that, but we have moved locations. We are going to be at the legendary Colonial Theater... The Blob Theater! In Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, yes, where the movie The Blob was shot. Absolutely correct. So we will start giving away invites next week, but this is just to save the date. Wednesday, December 20th, doing our show. Loads of prizes to be given away and a live broadcast, so a heads up on that. Now, the other announcement that we have to make... was kind of ruined here in the studio, but we'll announce it on the air right now. Ladies and gentlemen, at the Flyers game last night, the 50-50 lottery winner. I kid you not. I swear to God, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, baby. 
Make it rain. The 50-50. Bring it in. Oh, baby. Last night. I told you, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. They call me the raffle king for a reason. Jesus. When I put my money in, I do one thing. I win and I count tickets. So what's the take on that? Who knows? Yeah. It was up to 19. Oh, bro. It was at 19 when I put in two grand. That's right. So then you put in another two grand. So that made it 21. Oh, whoa. Oh, last I checked, I think it was like at 28. Jeez. Guys, I can officially pay for DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yes, yes. 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 I'm gonna have, That's I'm gonna, effing insane. I, I knew it. 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 I think half a luck is believing you're lucky. Yeah. I think half a luck is rolling the dice enough that they come up deuces for you. You yeah. need to. You need to play the game. You need to practice. And you need to play the game. Yeah. I am. I. This, this is why I play raffles. The yeah. chill bumps I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breath. I love this. I love this so much. What's Leanne gonna? She gonna freak out? She's gonna. You know, I guarantee. You, let's call her. I guarantee you. She goes. I guarantee you she goes. Yeah, I knew you'd win. You always oh win. My God. What's that? It's a essentially. And I get half of that, so I get fourteen five. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you basically you made ten grand. No. Wow. Wow. Okay. On a $4,000 investment, that's not (laughs) the best money. (laughs) It's not that bad. Dude, that ain't bad at all. While you're calling Leanne, I want to mention, because we're skipping the bizarre file for now, uh, that it's brought to you by uh, Helium Comedy Club. Yes. Which Bert obviously has been there before. uh, Bringing laughs to Philly for many years, Helium Comedy. The best comics up today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and line up at heliumcomedy.com. All right, he's calling his wife, doing a, uh, a FaceTime. You can hear the little... Dialing tone. She's probably. You said she's definitely asleep. She's naked. I know that. <laughs> she was like, "Pete's in our room." And so she's not out for breakfast. Uh, hey, good morning. I'm sitting here at WMMR. Hi, Leanne. We're Hi, on Leanne. the air right now. Hey, do you guys want to tell her anything? Uh, yeah, Leanne, your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Won, won the 50-50 raffle last night at the Flyers game. No way. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. Of course, of course he did. He, did. Yes. Yes. he wins you, every raffle. Every raffle. Every raffle. Why go deep in them, baby? You married a racehorse. Yeah. You married a race. I'm a penny <laughs> stock that paid <laughs> off. I'm a rescue that you just can't stop cuddling with. We did it. I know. We paid for DJ Jazzy Jeff, too. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats. She wants to go back to sleep. That's awesome. Tell her I said hi. I, I love it. Hey, we're going we're gonna to spend a lot of money over at Suplex today. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> Does she control the money? I don't even know my bank codes. Okay. Oh, All you right. and me, bro. Isla said to me, if something happens to mom, we should just start a suicide pact now. <laughs> yeah. Because we're screwed. Same with me. And I was like, what about Georgia? She'll be, she'll be fine. She doesn't need us. Yeah. Give her the money. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. Congrats. Come, come in and visit someday. Yeah, we want to see you, Leanne. Bye. She's she'll she's a letdown. The uh, <laughs> she's yeah, she's oh, not as fun. Dude, she's that's... she's more fun the way I make her fun. Right. The um, sh- uh, the I, <sighs> I don't know who to start thanking. I want to thank the Flyers <laughs> for playing a game last night. Uh, I want to thank everyone over Wells Fargo. I and half of that money goes to charity. What's the charity? Uh, Flyers charities. Yeah, cool. Yeah, a yeah. nameless, faceless charity. I love that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I said I said to them last night, you should never tell me the secrets. 
<laughs> I said, they go, if you win, are you going to donate the rest of charity? And I said, probably. And they said, yeah. You know, we donate, like, we, we raise, like, $7 million for charity because uh, a lot of people don't claim their tickets. And I went, what? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the, most of the 50-50 raffles go unclaimed. So we just, uh, all of it almost goes. And I went, oh, well, looks like I'm keeping my money now. Yeah. yeah. yeah you just told, you sold me? Yeah. I'll keep, that 14 grand is going to be thick. <laughs> I want it in once. I want it in once, and I want to be delivered in a duffel bag on stage by a shirtless flyer. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot. It's, it's, I think that's fortuitous. It, it, yeah. it shows you how tonight's going to go. Hey, what's the biggest You're, one? What's the biggest take you've ever had? This is it. This is it. This right is the here? biggest take I've ever had. Okay. Are you kidding me? I want fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> I love it. Was it in your last Netflix special? Because I, listen, I watch everything you yeah. do. Uh, but you were at your kids. It was a, a fundraiser for the kids' school. Yeah, it was. It was, a, it was right when we got to the school, and and there was. I went over to the action. I want to see what the action was on the on the raffle. He goes, we got twelve prizes, but uh, we only have like we only raised like forty bucks. And I was like, what? And I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah, and everyone's buying wine. They don't want to buy the, the, the prizes. I go, the prizes good? He's like, they're amazing. I was like, okay. I said, how much do you want to raise? He was like, well, our goal was 700 but we're not going to meet it. And I said, put me in for 660 He was like, what? I go, put me in for 660 but don't tell anybody. Like, just keep it on the DL and close the raffle right now. Right. I go, I'll give you your money, but you got to close it right now. So I went back with all my tickets. I knew the first <laughs> ticket and the last ticket. And I went to the back corner. <laughs> And when he called, the guy's name is Darren Turbo. And when he called the first number, this is a room full of parents, you know. And he, <laughs> I just went, oh, that's me. <laughs> and I was like, and Leanne, go, I knew it. He's so lucky. And I went, I was like, what did I win? He's like, earrings. I was like, oh, so cool. I was like, this is going to be so much fun. We're all going to win cool prizes. And I walked back and <laughs> he calls the next time. I go, oh, my God, that's me, too. And now Leanne's like, I told you, he's lucky. He's lucky. And I walked up. And now Darren Turbo's crying, laughing. He knows what's happening, and everyone's like, wow, you really are lucky, huh? And then <laughs> they call the next one. I'm like, razzle-dazzle, baby. Bring it to Papa. I turn into Kenny Powers. By the 10th prize, people are irate. They're irate, and they're livid. And they get to the 11th prize, and I'm like, call it, Darren. Call the number. And, and people are upset, and he calls it, and I don't have the ticket. I don't have the ticket. And everyone starts cheering, and from the back, I hear Leanne go, that's me. And Leanne won the last prize. People were so mad. There was a guy who went up and he said he needs to give those back. He needs to give them to us. And I was like, wait, that's definitely not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I put 660 bucks in. And he was like, He's like, no, you can't. You can't. He goes, I had a raffle budget. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I have a raffle budget. I couldn't afford that. I would have if I had that money. And I was like, wait, well, your raffle budget says you lost. Yeah. <laughs> the best one, the best one I ever did, we went to a golf thing for uh, comedians and actors during COVID, right? Right. So it's all the best comedians were there, all the big name comedians. And then a bunch of actors were like Parks and Recs and all, the, but they're actors. They're not, they don't have comic sensibility. Okay. So I go in, I buy like $3,000 worth of, of raffle tickets and Caroline Ray's doing the numbers and she calls out the first one and she goes and I go, oh my gosh, that's me. I can't believe it. And I start winning so aggressively. <laughs> Jim Jeffries is doubled over crying laughing and then someone's like, he bought all the tickets. And the actors started getting upset and right. they were like, no, this isn't fair. So then... They do, uh, they, and this is, I mean, this is where I really get out of control, is in auctions. Okay. In auctions, <laughs> I good? get really out of control. Okay. Like, the last, 
I, I, mean, I can't even tell you how much I've spent in auctions. You'll find it obnoxious, but I, it's all for charity. Yep. And, and I have a budget, I guess, right. that my, my, and so they did four seasons. And I text my business manager, how much is four nights of four seasons? And he goes, 10 grand. And I said, cool. So I, I ran the guy up to 10 grand, the actor, and he was like, he was like, 11 grand. I go, it's yours. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just wanted to see if you'd. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came up to me. He goes, "Do you want to split it?" And I was like, "No, man. Enjoy the four seasons. You're a thousand dollars over your budget." But yeah, we went. I, I sent. We we had one recently, and Sister Donna it was at my daughter's school. Sister Donna said, "I want to sit next to you. I want to see it happen." And I said, "Well, get ready." And they said, seven nights in Mexico." And I leaned over to Sister Donna. I go, you ever been to Mexico? She goes, no. I go, you're going. I said, pack up the nuns. You're going. And she goes, what? And I go, we're sending the nuns in Mexico. How much? And they're like, it starts at at $3,000. Go, $7,000. And Sister Donna goes, I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Mexico. I got got five nuns going to Mexico in January. Yeah. Yeah, But here's the kicker is that I buy the trip. And then Sister Donna says, you know, I took a vow of poverty. So I'm gonna need some cash. And I was like, what? And she goes, and we got we need plane flights. And I was like, hold on. So I'm flying, I'm flying them down. I got them the drink package, and I paid for all their dinners in Mexico. I go, yo, Sister Donna, you're starting an Instagram account. Okay? You're getting on TikTok. I need video of this. I need the payback. Dude, I I can't tell you. I can't tell you because it is obnoxious. I went head to head with the biggest lawyer in California, give, biggest. Give us a ballpark if you can. Uh, it, it's it's for the front row seats at graduation. They're really coveted oh, seats, okay. Okay. and it's like the big ticket. Yeah. And the year before, I had beat him. Right. I beat him for five grand for these things. All right. And he's like, "I'm not losing." <laughs> at fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Oh my God. I have video of this. I'm crying laughing. I'm crying laughing. Going, I, and I told him, I said, I, I have, I have, I have reckless abandon right now. Right. And I said, I can't allow you to pay that. I can't allow you because it's at 50 grand. And he right. goes, he goes, uh, can you add an extra row? And I'm like, what? And they go, we can add an extra for for a hundred thousand dollars. And he goes, we'll both buy it. Whoa. And we both spent fifty grand. It goes to charity. It goes. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. No, it's. And good. you know, it's like, listen, we also to put things in perspective. You know, I, I we have a foundation that has money allocated for stuff like this. Right. And so I just got I got loose. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was crazy. By the way, you could write you could it was because it is going to charity. Yeah. You can write a part of that off. Oh, you write it off, yeah. and it's like, who cares? At the end yeah. of the day, you can't take it with you. Yeah. You might as well. Have fun with it yeah and and i but i get loose at these auctions i mean i bought i there was a silent auction i bought two things that we donated to it (laughs) i got i get out of control david kechner david kechner had me on a bender and he's like come on chrysler and i was like i'll take it and and then leanne's like cuisinart i just bought one for 150 bucks that's a deal we bought it we're the ones that bought it (laughs) but you know what that's such a fun way i mean any donation to charity writing a check is great that's fine but like to do it this way like you're just having so much fun with Dude, it it listen it i watched uh i watched the energy when i didn't have any money of like of i won't say the comedian's name but it was an auction and he just he donated 
paid $25,000 for something. And I remember going up to him and being like, that's so much money. And he's like, ah, it's not our money, really. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he goes, it's not our money. Like, you know, people go to your shows. You do comedy for free. Like, you're just donating it for a a good cause. And 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 that changed something in me where I was like, yeah, man, this is like, money's only money. I got enough to be okay. If you give something to charity and and Tom has got me and I've given a lot of money to (laughs) to charity. (laughs) But like, and Tom gives a ridiculous amount of charity. Yeah. Oh, him and Rogan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. dude, there's, I'm sure there's a wing of a children's hospital they've donated. Wow. Yeah. But that's the way you should be. Like, you should. Yeah. If you see a guy who's making good money, he should be reckless and with charity, you know? Right, right. How do you keep your kids grounded? Because um, I, I was chatting with your wife a little <laughs> bit about it last night, and they are, um, but they, they didn't grow up uh, without you being who you are. No, they did. They did. They, they did. Yeah, well, I didn't. Get, I didn't get successful until seven years ago. Yeah, Georgia was like twelve. Okay, well, and that wasn't even. I mean, I'm saying like successful. I was selling tickets to comedy clubs seven years ago, and then the theaters, and then uh, both the girls. Have, they're really um, like they both are real grounded in like like Georgia didn't want me like going to her football games and and like she wants to just be a kid. Yeah, and I think Leanne just put that in them that you know. And they and they just grew up with us not having money. They remember what it's like to not have money, mm-hmm. and and to be struggling. And so I think that kind of you ground them. They're not rich kids. They're yeah. just not. Well, right. you you were telling a story on a different dynamic on Kimmel about about your daughter Georgia, and uh, she was called smoking pot. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the the exchange was very amusing <laughs> because. When you learn this news uh, that this has happened, who are you sitting with? I was with Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was with Snoop. Yeah, I was eating. I was eating. Uh, I was eating oxtail with Snoop. And I and I my parenting and I say this every parent grows and you yeah. learn how to parent. But my parenting was like my dad's parenting. Right. You just raise your voice until they're scared or they cry. And that was my thing. It's like I need to see her cry to know she heard me. Right. Uh-huh. It's not how you parent. Right. For the record. Just anyone listening that's not had a parent, but I learned that from Snoop because he. I said, I said to Leanne on the phone, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna light her ass up. <laughs> I said, we're gonna, we're gonna deal with this at the end of the night, and I, I, I said, I guarantee you, she will cry. And I hung up, and Snoop's like, well, what happened? I said, my daughter smoked weed. And Snoop's like, that's it. <laughs> I said, yeah, I go, it's pretty bad. And he goes, how old is she? I said, 15. He said, how were you, were you the first time you smoked weed? I said, that's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing that. It was a different time. And he goes, yeah, it was illegal. Yeah. And it, I, was, I was 14. And he and Snoop said to me, he's like, nah, that's not going to happen. You're not going to make that call tonight. He's like, not to my niece. You're not calling her to make some girl cry for something you do and we do. He was like, what's happening to you right now is you're losing control of your daughter. And, and she, she doesn't need you. And you're having feelings about that. And now you're going to take those feelings out on that little girl. That's not how you parent. I was like, when did you become a doctor? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, tonight we're going to, I'm going to cool you down. Mm-hmm. And this, this is the real story. I couldn't tell this on Kimmel. But uh, he goes, we're going to cool you down. I was like, what? And, you know, Snoop's got like a, a pimp draw to him with like a hint right. of Mississippi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, play, we're going to shower. <laughs> I was like, what? And he just gets up and he goes, don't tell nobody. And I was like, wait, hold on. What did you say? And he goes, you heard me. Meet me after work. I'm in my trailer. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in a shower with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and so I show up and I'm like, I'm shirtless, oddly enough. And and I, I'm like, hey, man, I, I don't know what. 
I don't know what we're doing right now. And he's like, don't be weird about it. I do it all the time. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, come on. You did it. I know you do it. And I was like, well, I did it in high school, but I don't do it now. He goes, I did it with Dr. Dre last week. I was like, for real? I go at the same time. He goes, that's the only way to do it. Come on, man. I thought you were cool. And I was like, okay. So I start walking to his, his, his bathroom. And he goes, well, where are you going? I said, to your shower. And he goes, well, why? <laughs> I said, I thought you said we were going to shower. And he's like, no, I said we are going to take a shot. And I went, oh, I misheard you. I thought you were going to shower. And then Snoop's frozen. And he goes, hold on. You came over here to shower? And I was like, what was your idea? And he goes, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And he goes, even if it was my idea, you showed up? And I was like, well, I was really upset with my daughter. He goes, how is showering going to help? And he goes, hold on. If I didn't stop you right now, where would you be? I said, in your shower. He goes, doing what? I said, waiting for you. And he and then Snoop pulls out a blunt, lights it, and he goes, I know why your daughter smokes weed. <laughs> we smoked a blunt, we took shots, and we ended up in his shower. Oh, yeah. Fully dressed, fully dressed, oh. laughing hysterically. He goes, I gotta see if we fit. Oh, and he's like, he, he, we're in there, he's like, we don't even fit, you fat ass. He's like, how is we gonna do that? He goes, see if you can even get the soap. I go, fool me once, Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Snoop's the best, man. He's the oh. best. He, I, uh... <laughs> He, we did an event. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Haddish has a charity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe Coy goes up. She's trying to raise fifty grand <laughs> for for uh, for foster kids, right. and it's taking forever. Right. Joe Coy just goes up. He goes, "I'll give twenty five if Burke gives twenty five. And I was like, "Oh, you can't say no now, right? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a room of celebrities: yeah, right? Right, Paris yeah. Hilton, Snoop Dogg, right. Jimmy Kimmel." So I go up. I go, "I'll only give twenty five grand if Jimmy Kimmel gives twenty five grand." Oh. Jimmy Kimmel comes up. He's like, "You ass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's like, "I'll give twenty five grand." And then the baller, a real estate mogul, goes, "I'll give seventy five grand." And we're like, "Whoa!" And we raise like one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy five grand for these kids, and it and it's all foster kids in L.A. Nice and then at the end, I go, "I'm going to get high with Snoop." And Leanne's like, "We can't do that." And I was like, "I can do whatever I want." Yeah, it's Snoop. He's my friend. <laughs> so I was like, "Snoop," and. He's like, yeah, bring him back. And so we go back. We smoke weed with Snoop. And I tell him, I, I go, hey, man, I got a story I got I want to tell about you and Georgia smoking weed. And I tell it with all his boys are back there. Right. And we go shower. And Snoop starts laughing. And they're like, you shower with him, Snoop? <laughs> and he's like, hold on. <laughs> and then we tell the story. And it was, it was Snoop's like. Snoop is the best. He, he'll text every now and then, and, like, he watched The Cabin, and he hit me up, and he's like, you're a bad man. He's like, yeah. I'll do season two. I was like, Snoop, I could green, like, oh. five seasons with you. Yeah. But he is he is the best. The, like, fact, the fact that he can work with all anybody. I mean, Martha Stewart, for Christ's sake, mm-hmm. they're, they're, like, I best buds. He's yeah. got the same thing Marshawn Lynch has, is it? The guy you want him to be, he is. He is, and he's cool, and he's. We're, you just sit back and smoke a blunt, and then all of a sudden, Dave Chappelle FaceTimes him, and you were like, whoa. Like, it, he's, seems like a, uh, like, I'd, I'd, uh, he's, I'm a ride or die for that guy. What, what, what's your, uh, how, how close are you with Dave Chappelle? Are you, uh, no, I, I hung out with him. We were talking about that Lakers game. Yeah. Uh, 
he came into the thing and Chappelle's Chappelle's what you want him to be. He's he comes be- in, he's like, uh, first thing he says is Mrs. Kreischer, and gives Leanne a big hug, <laughs> and then and then sits with her just like with Nick at, for the whole game at the Lakers, just talking to Leanne, and and then partying. We had a great time, and you know Dave Chappelle at the end is like, who wants to go to Lenny Kravitz's house? And you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dave Chappelle's like awesome, awesome, and you know it's so I won't I don't want to share secrets, but like. He's still a real person. Like, he's still a real person. He said stuff to me that night about being a real person. Yeah. That, like, stuff I deal with that he deals with. And you're like, wait, you do that too? Yeah, that's why he why moved to Ohio or stays yeah. in Ohio. Right? Yeah. Could, like, to keep, keep himself grounded. Dude, he is, uh, he's the real deal. Like, in every everything you want him, and he rolls thick with, like, a ton of people. But that's why I, I feel like I like uh, comedians as a whole is because I feel like you guys all keep each other grounded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, you guys are celebrities and, and, and you have you know a huge amount of fans and stuff like that. And that can all go to your head. But when you're sitting across the table from Tom Segura, who's going to tell you all the things that you don't want to hear about yourself, yeah. I, I love that. And I got to tell you, um, there is a moment in, in uh, the Two Bears and One K podcast <laughs> where you're drinking your Kool-Aid. Oh. Dude, I I've watched that so many times. It is so funny and it is so real. But he didn't realize that you were drinking Kool Aid, and he asked you what oh, flavor you were drinking, and what flavor did you say? Red. 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 Red's not a flavor. Uh, way, yeah, I don't know. You put away like a, like a growler a day, right? I put a growler away. I took. I had it on the plane yesterday. It's like a treat. Yeah. It's great. It's good. It's really great. You know what's so funny is I we did that clip like two bears i don't remember what we talk about yeah. right. we, good and bad uh, i think we go after the kelsey brothers next episode <laughs> and uh and uh i i don't remember doing the cool i remember us having a good time and being done and going home and then you don't remember it oh and i'm at, at thanksgiving and my dad goes buddy do you drink kool-aid and i went yeah and he goes how much and i said like a <laughs> gallon a day i go but it's to stay hydrated and he goes he goes, I, I just watched a clip of you drinking Kool-Aid. And I said, really? And he put it on the TV. I'd never seen it. Yeah. I was crying Probably. laughing. Yeah. It, it is, is so the funniest thing. And it's just an accident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the best was Jennifer Aniston. When we said we wanted to meet Jennifer Aniston, and I said, and Tom goes, should we bring our wives? I went, no. And I go, wait, can she bring someone? And Tom just very casually goes, yeah, for safety. And then Tom corrects himself. He goes, maybe that's not the message we want to send out. <laughs> and I could not stop laughing. Because Tom, I, I, like, I don't understand why people find him funny. Because I know why he's funny, but it's not the thing he does on stage. Right, right. Like, I get a different side of him. And he gets a different side of me. That that I, I think that's what makes Two Bears interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Is we share that yeah. interesting part. You wouldn't go to see each other's shows, but you find each other. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I love how in your act you guys have jokes about each other, and and yeah. and there's kind of savage jokes. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I was mean, but I like, think I called him a disabled comedian. Yes, in my special. But like, and and listen, the the, the graffiti. <laughs> In Russia, yeah. that just says Tom is fat. It's in the lower right hand corner of the yeah. screen. I re- I saw that. I go. I wonder how many people that went and saw this movie saw that piece of graffiti. Not yeah. enough. No, <laughs> no, no one. No one mentioned it to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. You know, when you when you have someone that you trust. I mean, we're business partners. Yeah. We are best friends. We talk all the time. But we gossip. Like when we're just like, I mean, just like any friend you'd have. But he just happens to be one of the biggest comedians in the world. Yeah. And so it's it's a blast. When I hang out with him, we laugh hysterically. He, yeah. Well, and you make, you, like, you make us laugh, obviously. But the, the two of you together 
I don't think there's another uh, podcast, another group the of Kelsey comedians. Brothers. But no, 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 no. I'm saying yeah. that that make me cry. I'm crying laughing. Kelsey Brothers are funny. I laugh yeah. at those. I, I like it. But you and Tom, I, my cousin and I talk in in clips from from your show. Oh. We, we just send it back and forth to each other and then call each other and we're crying laughing on the phone with each other oh, because of it. That's the best. The best is when you're and you guys know this energy is when you come up with a bit in the moment. Yeah. And you guys can't stop laughing. Yeah. And and you know that you're probably going to get in trouble mm-hmm. and you know that there's going to be backlash. You just kind of duck your head and go, all right, let it come. Steve, Steve was playing uh, the Hammond organ as Rocky earlier this morning. <laughs> and, and, you know, none of that is scripted. And yeah. it, it was just right. a story about the Rocky shop opening at the base of the Art Museum steps. And all of a sudden, uh, Steve, as Rocky, is in uh, the Spencer Davis group and like, and, and Procol Harum. You know, like that to me is the best part of, uh, of my day. You know, when, when and Steve does it every day. He's, he's a genius yeah, to be able to be in the same room with them every day. But and you know, makes, Nick, it makes me laugh hard every day, which is not an easy thing to do. Making people laugh is really, really difficult. And so it's a skill that you guys are excellent at. Well, we all look at each other at, like it'll be that time. So we, at the end of almost like five hours a day, a day and there's that time, and we know, yeah. we know we're heading into it. And we're like Friday, yeah. and we all look at each other, and we're like, we are. And Preston will ask the very salient question at one point. How did this start? Yeah. yeah. How did, how how did, did this here? start? I, I, and, I and, and that's that's the best. Because we, uh, we have no... We can't Alex Haley that one back to the roots. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it just won't happen. After the show every day, Marissa says, hey, because we at 5.30, we do a playback of a segment from the, the previous day. She says, what do you want to play back tomorrow? And every day I go, what are we talking about today? What do we talk about today? It's, it's dangerous on podcasts, too, because you, part of the fun is talking reckless. Mm-hmm. And then you get done, and you're like, did, did we... Did we you just slam Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you said her, her boyfriend should have hit her. And I was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, and you, and you, but you got to be re- prepared for that to come back to you. Yeah. Of people just talking reckless about you. The hardest Tom and I have ever laughed. This is, you can find this clip online. And there's two of them. There's, we went to Hawaii and... His, he's very hairy. And I said, can I just shave your back for you? Right. And he was like, yeah. And so as I shave his back, I realized his back hair is connected to his underarm hair. And then his underarm hair is connected to his chest hair. And I said to him very casually, very sober. We were, I was drunk, but like very honest. I said, do you want me to just hollow out your breasts? <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, I'm going to turn your underarm hair. This is the clip. I go, I'm going to turn your underarm hair into diamonds. And then I'm going to Caesar out your chest. I'm going to give you pecs. You're going to look good. And he goes, it, it'll look good. And I go, it will. Trust me. So I shave. <laughs> His, I shave his breasts, and as I look at it, I realize it looks like his his tits are wearing glasses. <laughs> and I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing at how bad it looks, and I can't take it back. We have a week trip in Hawaii, and he looks ridiculous. And he's so angry, and he's like, dude, this isn't. This isn't funny, and I can't. I thought I was having a stroke. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, we're looking at it right now. I saw this clip. I remember. I was laughing so hard. He's livid. He's livid. He's like, I look like a fool, and I was like, it doesn't look that bad. The, the hardest. On the flip oh side, we on the first sober. Or no, the first weight loss challenge we did probably seven years ago. Tom, the loser, had their beard shaved, and the the winner got to shave the other person's beard. And there is a moment that I will remember till the day I die 
of Tom shaving my beard, and it looks ridiculous. And it's me and him, eye to eye. And I said, how does it look? And he <laughs> closed his eyes, and he goes, not good. <laughs> and we laughed so hard together. And you can see Rogan's filming it with his camera. Right, yeah. And Rogan's laugh. I mean, it's just like those moments you get, you don't get a million of them, mm-hmm. but when you find them and you start stepping into it, it's like the it's, there's nothing better than that energy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there, there's, there's the endorphins that are released, and the, it's just, it, it is the the best feeling oh. to get into that, and it, it's, it's what you look for. You can't force it; it will happen. There naturally. should be a Tinder for getting best friends, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. because I don't care. I don't like no, sex is sex, but when you connect with someone and you have real energy with that person, where they where you make each other laugh back and forth, it's like the funnest thing. The funnest thing we ever did was we bought birthday presents for each other, and we said. We're gonna outspend the other person, and <laughs> and it and and it started with like a three thousand dollar electric bike, and then I bought him a jet ski, oh and then he got me a private jet tour <laughs> of like, and it was like seventy five grand. What? Oh my God. And I, now I'm like, I'm panicking. Yeah. And so I bought him a race car. Oh, <laughs> I spent a hundred thousand dollars on a race car. Right, seriously. And then and then and then he goes, we have to stop. Yeah. We have to stop. I, I mean, I mean. You know, it's well, like but it didn't though. And no, we didn't that end with a no. He, somebody's teacup. Yeah, he gave me Hitler's teacup. <laughs> what? It's, listen, it's not. It's a bad time to bring this up with what's going on over there. But but it is still a. It well, is, what happens it, it is, is I'm, a value. I'm a history buff, right? And I'm yeah. a big uh, Winston Churchill fan. Yes. Everyone knows that. I, every January 24th, yeah. I celebrate Winston Churchill's death by living the day like he did. It's really fun. If you want to have fun, I do it every January. And uh, last this year we bought each other Samurai Swords. This isn't it, but um, and so I, I live it out. I have champagne in bed. I know I have a, a, a scotch in bed with a cigar, and I eat his breakfast, and then I drink champagne throughout the day, and I have drinks like he did. I take a bath, I take a nap, I read the paper in bed, I take, I give notes from the bathtub, I do exact everything he did. It's so fun. It's a ventizing life, it's, right? It's, yes. For me, it's something to look forward to. So he says to me. I got you a gift. Now, Leanne had bought me a Winston Churchill breakfast set of all the stuff he had at his breakfast. Wow. And he gives me a teacup. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Winston Churchill's teacup. And he goes, buddy, it's your birthday. And I know how important history is to you. And only someone like you can really appreciate that. And he goes, hold that cup up. And I hold it. And he goes, take a sip from it. And I'm thinking, I'm drinking out of Winston Churchill's morning teacup. How special is this? And as I put it to my mouth, he goes... That was the Fuhrer's Cup. Oh, my God. And I realize I'm on camera <laughs> drinking out of Hitler's teacup, and I can't stop laughing. Oh, my God. I can't stop laughing. And Tom's like, I spent $28,000 for it. Uh, it was really hard to get a hold of. That's and, I, and I'm just doubled over realizing what is happening. I'm realizing all of it in real time, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I mean, also, the, the, the arch nemesis of Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. It's the last guy I like. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last guy That's I like. That's the last guy I like. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. And then I was like, buddy, I don't know what to get you. Like, I can't think of a hate crime to get you for your... Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> for your birthday. We got to stop. We have to stop. Yeah. And so we stopped this year. Ended. We stopped giving each other gifts because he's like, we've gotten out of control. Yeah. It's unrelatable. Yeah. We have a race team now. <laughs> right. we, no, for real, we have a race team. Oh we started a race team. Well, I said to him, I go, bro, this is an investment. We're starting a race team. You're going to start learning how to drive. And so Tom's now taking racing lessons. Oh, and we're doing uh, endurance racing. Tom's our driver. I think we, we got to have like four drivers for endurance racing. And then we're doing the gumball this year. We're going to drive gumball from... Gumball rally? Yeah, from... No kidding. Oh, wow. From Cairo to Singapore. Whoa. Jeez. Insane. Wow. That yeah. is so This wow. is Tom's race car. Wow. When, is, when does that happen? Uh, I think September. So, yeah. That's but, amazing. Yeah, this is race car. That's a BMW. Two bears in one case. Two bears in one case. Yeah, I got it wrapped. Go that, uh, listen, the car wasn't 100 grand. <laughs> car was 35. I had to pump up a bunch of up. things. I had to get him a trailer for the car. Uh, yeah, I had yeah. to get the car wrapped. I had to get it up to specs. I had to, like, it was an ex- it was an exhausting gift. I'm, thank God we're done with this. Wow. Yeah, no kidding, man. That got out of hand. But we, the whole thing, our premise was, when he got me my birthday, I was like, you know me better than my wife. You get me the best presents. And then and then we were like, I bet gay dudes get better presents than anyone. <laughs> and then gay dudes started sending in their presents they got each other. And you're like, and you got to remember, they're just dudes, right? Yeah. They're just dudes. But they know. They're dialed into their partner. Yeah. One dude's like, my husband got me. Subway series tickets to the world's like from the and it, and it was like and we stayed at the four seat like the gifts were through the roof well thought out yeah. thoughtful two gay guys yeah. got it locked you in you can't argue wow. with that I, yeah. that's how we started two bears one cave is we were fantasizing about being gay <laughs> and we're like what would you do it, like how how would we do it and yeah. we talked about it and then we it, we couldn't stop laughing about it. the very first episode we did was when I was on your mom's house with him and Christina and we couldn't stop laughing about if we were going to be gay and Christina kept trying to jump in and we were like please stop talking we're trying to figure out what our relationship will look like oh my god it's brilliant listen we got to take another break because we got uh, danny trejo coming on no way yeah. he's gonna be on the phone Tre- oh. do you know him no but trejo tacos is amazing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 he's gonna be touching on that a little bit you guys introduced me to such great celebrities <laughs> yeah I, I told leanne last night i met m night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. you guys yeah. and yeah. leanne's like love. courtney Wait. love yeah. courtney love yeah. yep Rob McElhinney. Rob McElhinney, yeah. Guys, and now Danny Trejo? How about that? <laughs> Do you want to hang out and talk? A hundred. I have Zins right. here. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Burt Kreischer is playing the Wells Fargo Center tonight. So make sure you get your tickets and go to the show. We'll take a break. Come back. Danny Trejo, Trejo and Burt Kreischer on the program. Stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? Foo Fighters. Down. Don't worry, it's all just a symptom of being human. The Rolling Stones. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. By the way, before we go to uh, our guest on the line, uh, Bert, you were talking about uh, uh, Trejo's Tacos. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah? Danny Trejo is, a, is a, a legend and an inspiration for anyone in Hollywood. Yeah. Because the guy's so diverse. He's an amazing actor. And his just his journey mm-hmm. is uh, like fascinating. He's talking. It's unbelievable. I mean, the, the, he's lived a hard life and turned things around. And, and then now he's a pop culture icon. Not only great shows like Breaking Bad, uh, Sons of Anarchy, and uh, movies like Machete, and the Spy Kids series Spy as well, Kids. but <laughs> cookbooks, 
He's got holiday sweaters out now, <laughs> which is just insane. I'm going to get one. Let's get him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Trejo hey! on the program. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. Hey. 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 Off of two ninety nine. So, all right, we'll, we'll stay clear. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, Danny, we we have a guest who's joining us. We've had a chance to have you in the studio, and we've talked to you many times. But uh, our buddy Bert Kreischer, stand up comedian, he's got a uh, a big show in Philadelphia, and he's never met, but he's a big fan and wanted to say hi. Hey, what is up? <laughs> Danny, you are awesome, man. You are, I was saying it earlier, an absolute inspiration, man. Everything, your journey, where you are today, and the businessman you are is just visionary. Hey, the secret is to have smart people around you. <laughs> well, you're no, you're no pike yourself. I mean, I was, I was telling uh, Danny about the uh, the documentary Inmate One. I mean, telling uh, Bert yeah. about your your documentary, which is just amazing, and your your story. But I have to say, when we were learned you're going to be on the show today, and uh, you were, the word is that you are, uh, you have a new line of of mocktails, and I have, I have never. Oh. I have never been a drinker. I've never been drunk in my life, but I've always felt left out of the of the like really cool cocktail world. So, what, what can you tell me? What good news can Danny Trejo give to me? You're the guy that doesn't want to have to explain why he's not drinking. <laughs> exactly. I haven't. I haven't drank in fifty five years. <laughs> honest, honest to God, it's like you're not drinking. You're like, they think I chuggle down uh, tequila, you know, <laughs> too and I'm, No, I'm not drinking. <laughs> so I, I'm, I've got a margarita that I absolutely love with no alcohol. You know what I mean? And people don't even ask, hey, hey, what's up? Yeah, good game. Yeah. <laughs> and is this, but Danny, is this a uh, your own brand of, of non-alcoholic tequila that's a part of this, or are these just mocktail recipes? No, no, it is, it, it is a brand, and it looks, it tastes great, you know, I mean, it just tastes great, and, and everything, we tried to do everything, I had tasters that, that, that actually were, you know, they sat there and we was... Did it with the with the uh, what do you call it? not scientist but a uh, mixologist bartender yeah yeah well, uh, but what did you call him mixologist a mixologist yeah right mix and drinks and hey when everybody agreed was oh let's do this one well you you just you just raised the the absolute point which is which is that uh, people will say like I'll I'll be given a mocktail like somebody give me like a, a mojito and they'll say though this is a, a mocktail version of it and then I'll give it to someone who actually is drinks regular mojitos and they'll say uh, no nah, it, it doesn't taste right so I, right, right. right so I, I want to kind of get the experience but but I you know uh, without the alcohol because I, I just don't I don't like the inherent taste of alcohol I don't blame you. yeah so so uh, people used to. Hey, you're not drinking? I go, nah, why not? <laughs> I'm going to drive your wife home. <laughs> I'm going to drive your wife home. Well, let me, so this is actually, though, the, 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 the mocktail thing has become huge. And and uh, and so uh, how's the response been to it so far, Danny? Well, one of the reasons the mocktail has become so huge is a lot of people during the pandemic that were staying at home put on a lot of weight. Yeah. And so a lot of people have started cutting out sugar. And booze is all sugar. So they stop. They go, hey, a lot of them are just sugar free. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's true. It's true. So, so let me ask you on on the other level because it's. I mean, the fact that we here have holiday sweaters. What what what's what's going on there? 
God, I love them. I love them. It's like, I wear a, I still got some from last year, so I wear them. But the new one is just like funny, and it will win contests. Well, my, my mind is blown by the thought of you, Danny Trey. Oh, okay, we're looking at one now. There we go. Now I get it. Okay, it's your 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 face. Uh, it says it's the most wonderful time for tacos. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, okay, now I get it. So a real uh, uh, outlandish sweater. Uh, I love this. So are you, around the holidays, you you are you are totally uh, into it. My, you should see my house. I'm going to send you a picture. I've got reindeer out front. I got Santa. I got a dinosaur with a Christmas hat. I got all these animals out front of my house. People stop and take pictures and then realize it's my house. It, it, it runs. It, 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 what cracks us up? We, on my door. We just laugh. As it, it, you know, you're talking about machete. You're talking about running completely contrary to the characters you played. That you were at home, oh, yeah. you know, setting up the decorations and the inflatable dinosaur on the front lawn just cracks me the hell up. It's a, and it's funny. We were we, we took our time and just just put another Disneyland out front, <laughs> and uh, you know, people come by, stop, hog, and. Come out, take pictures, and uh, I, 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 I'm just a, it's, you know what? I'm one of the Hollywood people that didn't didn't hide. Yeah, hey. I live about two miles from where I grew up. Wow. And was that uh, you? Just didn't want to leave your friends? Is that why you didn't get uh, leave the neighborhood? Well, you know, my mom had a house, and she passed away, and mm. so I was taking care of that. Like gave it to my daughter and then and and I just uh yeah yeah I, I've always loved living in you know, the San Fernando Valley it's a great place and and really people kind of leave me alone uh, if they you know, they're not a, here at two o'clock in the morning like they used to be in Venice huh. you know and, uh, yeah they, they're they come and, you know and I, and I, I like my people hey you know? Danny, you mentioned your mom. I know you got your your cookbook. Um, any recipes yeah. from mom make their way into that? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, a whole bunch of them. And I like, but my favorite is still the Baja Fresh oh. taco. I love that. Oh guy. my god! I, mean, I love fishing anyway. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. And their hot sauces. Yeah. They have a little a salsa bar. Amazing. Yeah. I go spicy. Cut it in half. Pour it in. Oh my god! That is. <laughs> hey, do you have a recipe for menudo? You've been there. You've been there. Oh, dude, Baja Fresh. I can put on some LBs on that place. So, so what? What, what is so? Years ago, and I, I say this: years ago, I despised Mexican food because I hadn't had authentic, real. Oh. And when once you have it, uh, that's why I'm really intrigued by by this, Danny. Yeah. You know what is the what is the absolute must have quintessential ingredient for for good Mexican food? What what you know? What do you have to look for to know you're eating in a real deal, legitimate place? Great tortillas. The tortillas. Oh are my! The great God. tortillas are everything. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, they have. You know, they have like generic tortillas. They suck. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's like good, just good tortillas, and that's we have people that make our tortillas for us, and it's like they're just unbelievable. And and uh, I, I send friends of mine down to you know incognito. It's like the staff told me, stop telling them they all got tattoos on their neck. We know who they are. <laughs> 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 Look, 
look like they're going to rob the place when they walk in. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're just simply working for you. That's great. So, so Danny, do you recommend if uh, if somebody wants to buy uh, some gifts uh, for the holiday, uh, get the, hey, the full package, the cookbook, yeah, the sweaters, all at DannyTrejo.com? Yeah, yeah. You know what is really cheap? Was it Keith, Keith Davidson, the guy on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Anyway, he did a song, man. It was, like, awesome. <laughs> I loved it. What, what, he did what a song? You... Yeah, he wrote a song about me. Oh, uh, no kidding. Danny Trejo song. Yeah. I, I want to be like Danny Trejo. That's it. Like, Why did he... Yes, I yeah. I remember. I saw it on SNL. Yes, absolutely. Uh, very, yeah. very funny. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that. Nice. I think we can all say that, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, listen, Danny. Have have a great holiday season. We'll send people to DannyTrejo.com. dot com. You guys, man, and have a happy, happy holiday season. Every day. All right. You too, buddy. We'll see you. Danny Trejo, guys. DannyTrejo.com. He's got the cookbooks, the sweaters, and uh, his non-alcoholic tequila. I couldn't hear a lot of what he was saying. I know, but you would never tell Danny Trejo because he would would gut you. No. Yeah. I'm not going to say that to him at all. He's the best. He's apparently got a new movie coming out, too. How are you doing this today? How are you getting up, doing all this? Are you going to take a nap today? Uh, Yeah, I'll take a nap. Okay, good. I'll work out. Uh, before the show, I'm gonna yeah I'll go down to train in the uh, train with the uh, the athletes train. You can go the right flex. into the Fargo. That's yeah. a beautiful thing about doing these I, arenas I, I, is you get their oh, gyms. That's so you're not gonna work out the uh, the hotel no, gym. No, okay. I'm, the, I'm out of the hotel right now. The bus will go over to the venue. Okay, I'll go over to the bus. So I've worked out in the not their main main gym in there, but yeah. they have the secondary one, yeah. which is great. I, oh. I mean, as you would have well imagine, it's amazing. I leave my workout up on the the board, the erase board, <laughs> yeah. and I punch up the numbers a little yeah. bit. I'm like, 250 for 10 times. <laughs> and then I write, Burke Chrysler's workout. Enjoy, boys. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you benching these days? I did 225 10 times the other day. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I probably bench... Uh, I'm the strongest I've ever been. I literally am the strongest I've ever been. I did a strict press of 180, and Tom was like, because Tom's dad was a, like a legit power lifter. He's like, 180, 180. And I was like, I can do more. And then I hurt my back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I used to do power lifting years ago, and you know, you switch, and then you start to realize, wow, that really hurts. Oh. <laughs> and so eventually you get those injuries. But now I'm told I have what's called old man strength, which is uh, kind of cool too. Well, that's that helps too. Yeah. Let me, uh, do you listen to music in your headphones while you work out? Yeah. Okay. So, because uh, I was working out yesterday, this is a great thing to listen to: the hold music with New Jersey uh, uh, Easy Pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, that, that is a great workout uh, uh, soundtrack. Oh, I listened to it for an hour and a half yesterday while I worked out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to uh, I listened to Girl Talk. <laughs> It's the best. Yeah, I love Girl. Yeah, Girl our old video guy, uh, Nick Murphy, introduced me to Girl Talk. They um they remixed. <laughs> Chris and shaking his head. He's like, well, I, don't I have know no this. idea what that is. So, Girl, well, I was about to explain it. Yeah. yeah. So, Girl Talk um takes uh songs that you recognize. You know, um DJ Cumberbund that we have on the sure. show. Yeah. Uh, think about that, but uh with a whole bunch of uh, hip hop songs and and um also, President, I actually think you would like this stuff. You would love it. And and um you're a difficult person to to please when it comes to new music. Mm. So um. Go into it with an open mind. Is it good workout music? It's like Trick Daddy meets Kelly Clarkson. Okay. <laughs> it, it really is. And then all of a sudden, because you know all her lyrics, mm-hmm. you're singing with a Trick Daddy beat, and then Trick Daddy will come in. Every It's it's awesome. It's great cardio music. It's great workout music. Are you a Kelly Clarkson fan? Uh, I'm a huge Kelly so Clarkson fan. So we we're friends with Justin Guarini. 
Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, you remember the movie they did together from uh, Justin to Kelly? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson delivers. She yeah. delivers in that she movie. Del- yeah. No, yeah. she delivers in life. In I've life. done her show a couple times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she delivers. She can wail. Dude. I mean, she's got, a, she's got an incredible she's voice. A singer. And, she, and you know what's great about Kelly Clarkson? Second the camera goes off, she's Kelly Clarkson. She's uh, like a regular person. Yeah. Like, she, I was me, her, and Gwen Stefani doing a show. <laughs> And cameras go off, and Kelly's just like, "Hey, you do IVs?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." She's like, what, "What's your drip?" What, like she just is a regular, yeah, like right. an interesting, yeah. interesting person. Curses, like just awesome. I like that. All right, so you mentioned Gwen Stefani. Uh, oh. Can can we talk? Well, we've met her and we talked to her, but I want to talk to you about uh, uh, Gavin Rossdale and your uh, interaction with him so with the cooking awkward. show. <laughs> It was so good. Like the cooking show? Yeah. I had all my cooking show. And I don't, I don't even remember. We were talking about being married. And then I was saying something. And I, I he goes, yeah, I was married. And I was like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and and then it, and it was quiet. And then he, I was like, how did it end? And, and then he started laughing. And then I started complimenting his ex-wife. I go, she's beautiful. He's like, she's like, this is it. And and I was like, she's gorgeous, man. Her skin is perfect. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then Gavin Rossdale and I became friends because of it. He was like, leave it in. Keep it in the show. It's funny. I was like, really? And then he was like, I was like, hey, can I show you my tour bus? And he was like, yeah. Went back, showed him my tour bus. And he really respected the, I designed my tour bus differently. And he was like, do you rent this out? And I was like, I rent it out to you. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then every now and then, Gavin Rossdale texts me and he's like, you, you know, you drink a lot. You drink every <laughs> night? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're fine, right? Like, I'm his canary in the Oh, my God. So, oh so my you God. have a rock star picking <laughs> your brain on oh, how to live great. a rock star <laughs> life. Dude, and he sends, like, cool texts. Like, he'll yeah. be like, hey, man, I'm watching the sunrise this morning with a cup of coffee, what? just checking in on you. Like, he's just a cool dude. He's a, he has a long history with this radio station. Bush has been in this very studio performing. And um, the, I remember I used to work for a midday guy. His name's Pierre. And the first time Pierre ever interviewed him, he was uh, really quiet, not responsive. It was a, it was a terrible interview. And uh, a lesson I learned that day was uh, always give somebody a second chance because he came back on and was really engaged. He apologized for being really sleepy the first time around. Um, and he's still a really good musician. They put out new music. That's fantastic. I've seen him I, live a few times. I wanted him to do, I wanted to do a video of me getting in my polar plunge and him going, breathe in, breathe in, breathe out. By the way, he, he's a good actor. He's in one of my uh, favorite underrated movies, uh, Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. He plays a demon and he's friggin' awesome. He's beautiful. Yeah, he's a beautiful yeah, he's man. Beautiful. He's beautiful. He's beautiful, beautiful and his skin's perfect. Yeah. His yeah. hair's perfect. You could have complimented his skin as well as his ex-wife. Oh, they, yeah. Their kids must have great skin. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Gwen Stefani's distractingly attractive. Rosario Dawson, mm. distractingly attractive. Mm. We were we were on, uh, We I remember we had that moment, Preston. Yeah. It was Kate Beckinsale. Was out at the press junket for the movie Pearl Harbor. They had the radio row is on the flight deck of the John C. Stennis, a nuclear aircraft. In Pearl Harbor, we're in Hawaii, and yeah. we are, of course, we've crawled out of the bowels of hell, looking as hideous as we do. And 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 then Kate Beckinsale comes along, and and it's like, what? In, what have you brought us here? What is this? Yeah. Is that human? Yeah. It's not fair. When they, what, what, here's the problem with really attractive people like that <laughs> is that when you see them. You can't stop staring. Yes. And then and you're, it's without even, question. It's not even a, it may not even be out of attraction. It's like you can't comprehend how, how did that get oh. so perfect? I, Reese Witherspoon was writing in her journal at a coffee shop one time. And I, and I just, you walk past her and I went, hey. 
because she's so attractive. Right. You just go, hey, and you think you know her? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, how you doing? And she's writing in her journals right when she was going through her divorce. Yeah. And she was like, hi. And I was like, hey, what you writing? <laughs> And then I was like, wait, oh, you're Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know you. We I had not at all. When we had Anya Taylor-Joy in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. she was standing right here. I just couldn't stop looking at her. It's, you know what I mean? It's almost annoying. Yeah. Because you want to... Stop it. You yeah. do want to... Like, who do I... That voice who do I stop it? Yeah. I have a problem here. Who do I talk to? Yeah. Oh, I, I'll tell you, the, um, Adriana Chechik. Who that? Is a porn star. Okay. <laughs> and she, and I, I said irresponsibly... I said, we were doing a podcast with her, Two Bears, and I said, I think I'd be powerless to you, because she's so hot. Like, I I don't know, like, if she tried to, like, kiss you, you'd be like, I don't know what to do. It would be one of the things, like, I have a thing, if someone, like, if anyone ever comes on to me, I just go, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. But with her, she'd make you double step, where you go, I think I'm married, I don't know if I'm married. (laughs) You succumb. Oh, I mean, you tell her, I'm going to succumb right now. Christy Mack. I I don't know what to do. Who's Christy, is that enough? You guys get up on your porn stars, Uh, Jesus. I, I, I do all dudes. amateur stuff. I know Christy Mack. <laughs> Christy Mack came yeah. backstage, and I was like, she is just gorgeous, and her boyfriend's even cooler. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll have both of you. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, Bert, do yeah. not follow Adriana on uh, on Instagram. Yeah, I do. That doesn't... Uh, you're Brat Nasty? Uh, yeah, Brad Nasty. Do you ever, do you ever talk yeah, uh, with David? David Tell is like an old school. Oh. He used to do that old porn. That, yeah, that Dave's series. old porn. He, Dave's old porn. Yeah. I did I did Fully Loaded. Dave's always on Fully Loaded yeah. when I take him out. And I take him out for me. And one of my favorite memories I've ever had is um, Father's Day <laughs> with Georgia watching David Tell and watching her cry laughing. Wow. And and I was like, that's great. It. And then the last Fully Loaded, we're in Dayton. And I wanted to have a party night with Dave. Like, I wanted, like, my, I don't know. It's like, and Dave doesn't party anymore. But he looks at me and says, I'll go to a bar. Let's go to a bar. And I walked in with Dave Attell, and the place went bananas. They're like, and then we ended up back back behind the bar making drinks, taking pictures. Dave's, Dave is the funniest human being alive. He's he's unbelievably good, and and um, he he did the uh, like as you've done tons of stuff with us and for us, and, and he he did the uh, uh, the camp out for hungry, did the the comedy show one time, and just you know always always there, very very charitable guy, but his mind is super sharp. The last time he was here, though, it was funny. He's going he goes he goes. You know, I, I I have to decide if I'm if I if I think I'm up to my own standards. Like he's he was having sort of a, 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 a I don't say a crisis, but he's like, I think you're still as good as ever. But he was he's always running a diagnostic on himself and his capabilities. He said some he said a throwaway joke one time that I think about all the time. He goes, "Is it just me, or does an owl look like an attorney for a parrot?" <laughs> <laughs> and I. <laughs> And I just, I just couldn't stop laughing at that. One of his best lines is, uh, which I love, is actually, goes, you know, I, I don't like to, I don't like to travel. That's probably because my dad used to beat me with a globe. <laughs> he, I like a woman who doesn't shave down there. I want something natural, something in between, uh, something in between a wizard and a terrorist. <laughs> like he's just. I'm t- I'm, by the way, I'm telling David tell jokes. Yeah, I could do this all day long. Yeah. He is my favorite. We were going to do a documentary called Don't Tell a Tell, where, oh. where we just talked about a tell and then filmed his sets. Uh-huh. And then a tell, first day, he goes, don't do the documentary. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what, who told you? And he's like, nah, there's ears everywhere. <laughs> he is he is the best. He would On the bus, he would sit up in the jump seat, didn't sleep, just smoke cigarettes in the jump seat. And doesn't sleep at night, had coffee all night. And, and I will say, 
extremely generous with his money. Whenever yeah. he goes and does a club, he always like gets pizza for everyone. Yeah. And Charities up to, like like oh. homeless uh, p- uh, police charity uh, everything 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 everything. He's a great yeah. guy. So on fully loaded and on the cruise, um, uh, Mark Norman was uh, was a part of the fully loaded. Savi was there. Uh, who like right now makes you laugh the hardest amongst that group and your friends or you know people that have been been on the tour with you? I you know honestly. And I mean this for real. I know I've talked about him. Shane Gillis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shane Gillis is, but it, for many reasons. And, I, and I, I was telling this to the Flyers last night. Shane is the bro. Like, he is the bro. Like, you get texts from him, like, like on a Sunday morning, he's like, how great are airport beers? <laughs> and you're like, and then you'll be like, where are you? And he's like, my flight got delayed. I'm watching football, drinking cold beers. How great is this? And then you just, like, he's just fun like that. Do you know what the thing is also is that it, deceptively when you see uh, him, he you, you think he's going to be more um, uh, acrimonious and more contentious because he's kind of, he kind of has got like yeah. a meatheadish look to him. You know, I mean, I don't mean that, you know, Look at me for Christ's sake! Yeah, but he is very self-deprecating. He's oh, very, very self-deprecating. self-deprecating, and and so that's very disarming. And 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 he knows how to. The audience really likes him. I mean, because I, I I was telling you before, I'm seeing his videos pop up like crazy on yeah. social media. The small snippets, and he he does probably <laughs> pound for pound the best Trump I've ever heard in my life. His new. His uh, watching my daughter and her best friend, who are woke, they're yeah. you know they're the woke yeah. generation. He told his first joke about going to Abraham Lincoln or George Washington's uh, plantation or whatever. Yeah, and he's working workshopping it. Yeah, and it's on a special now, I think. And Georgia and Daisy were laughing, but they were covering their mouth. I go, <laughs> "What are you doing?" They're like, "We're not supposed to laugh at this." Huh. And I go, "Baby, this is comedy. This is what's right. beautiful about comedy." I go, "Just enjoy it." And sh- and they fell in love with Shane. I mean, they love Shane. And the last night of the tour, Shane goes up, George and Daisy, and he goes, you guys sneaking beers? And they're like, no. And he's like, come on, I'm not your dad. (laughs) Are you sneaking beers? And they're like, no. And he goes, you can level with me. And they're like, yeah, we're sneaking beers. (laughs) Shane comes down, sits next to me, he goes, Daisy and George are drinking beers. (laughs) I said, really? He goes, you should know you're their dad. He's your undercover guy. He's the best, dude. Uh, The last Fully Loaded we did, we opened at uh, at uh, Forest Hills at the old tennis stadium. Oh yeah, yeah I've been there many times. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And Shane's like, I'm in New York. I want to do it because he wasn't on the list. He's like, I want to do it. I was like, Great. We'll have you as a surprise guest. So we bring Shane out, and then Shane's agents were like, He's done. He's not doing it anymore. And then Shane goes, Can I drive up to Pennsylvania? Can I do one more? And I was like, Yeah. And he goes, I messed up, man. I should have done this tour. When we did the first fully loaded, I was telling the guys that uh, flyers this. We did the first fully loaded. We're at a, b- a ballpark in Indiana, and. Shane goes, uh, and I'm, I go last, and we're in at second base. The stage is on second base, sold out. The entire, on this field, everything. And Shane goes, uh, you running out from the dugout? And I went, what? And he goes, buddy, you're running out. You're on a baseball field in a sold out. You're not going to have that energy? He goes, enter Sandman. You come running out. I'm getting chill bumps. And then, dun, 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 dun. And Shane's coaching me through it. It starts with a walk. It goes into a sprint. Mariano Rivera, you run up on stage. I'm telling you, kill a beer. That's how you start this. And I was like, let's do it. And then the next show, he's like, all right, you come in. You come in on a zip line. I'm like, all right, pump the brake, Shane. <laughs> oh, dude. So, so then, ladies and gentlemen, you know him from his movie, The Machine. He's got specials on Netflix, Razzle Dazzle, Hey Big Boy, Secret Time. Ladies and gentlemen, Bert Kreischer, the door opens, spotlight, and I'm walking, right? And then I go, 
jog. <laughs> right? And the place is going bananas. And yeah. you can see Shane just killing everyone. <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! And then it's sprint. And the place is going nuts. And then you time it out, rip your shirt off perfectly. Shut up! <laughs> That's why I want to have my funeral. I want my funeral to enter Sandman. <laughs> How long did it take for you to adjust to that giant venue, right? Because you, you're playing clubs and then yeah. theaters. And then, I mean, the, the going from a theater to a stadium or a ballpark is a massive, massive leap forward. And, and you definitely have to bring, like, show elements up quite a bit. You know, yeah. so how, how was that adjustment for well, you? The first one was in Green Bay. I didn't know we were doing an arena. And I went in and, and I was like, wait, where... Because sometimes these arenas will have a small theater. Right. And I was you like... You figure that's it. Right? I was like, wait, what are we doing here? Uh, we're doing... And then Aaron Rodgers showed up on my tour bus. And he and I was like, oh, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're... And, like, all the Packers were there. And, and I got to be honest with you. I would argue I'm better in an arena right now than I am a club. Because you'll see... Uh, you'll see this tonight, but, like... I've been doing specials so much that my my art form translates to the screen pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And you have and I, I ended up getting two huge screens that are next to me and you have it on the Jumbotron. Most people watch the screens. Yeah. So your small it's, this sounds so counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but your small movements play better in an arena than they do in a comedy club. In a comedy club you gotta be a little more animated. Right. And larger. Dane Cook. It does make sense. Yeah. Because now it used it used to be how can you do that? Now the mm. tech makes it yeah. it's absolutely easy. I got a great sound system. Them. I, t I, t I mean, I tell everyone this. I spent a lot of money on the stage so that it feels like you're there. I, I, I'll tell you the number. $1.7 million wow. to travel with a stage. And But the reason is, it's like, dude, cut your pay. Make the show more than they want. Right. Make it so that they go, that was amazing. And I, that's why I have no problem paying a little extra for DJ Jazzy Jeff and Miss Pat and bringing a big stage because I want people to have an event. I want them to really enjoy it. And yeah. I love I love arenas. Well, that's you enjoy it too. And can you share the story? Because we talked a little bit last night about uh, playing the Gorge this summer, but you also played Red Rocks. Uh, are you are you oh, yeah. cool oh, sharing that? Yeah, yeah. So you have, so when you play Red Rocks, because it's one road in, one road out, they tell you, listen, uh, Right when you're done, we can put you in a sprinter, like most people. I won't say their names, but all my friends have played Red Rocks. You can do them. All my friends. You can get in a sprinter, and you can leave immediately, because that's what most people do. Yeah. Or you, if you stay, you're going to have to stay for like three hours while everything empties. I go, what do we do? And they're like, well, you can just party. I was like, are you... Being serious? <laughs> I get Red Rocks to myself for three hours? Right. You mean I'm going to be at Red Rocks at one in the morning? Yeah. I was like, I'm staying. I've done Red Rocks three times now. Mm. I throw the biggest party after. I get it catered. I get, I tell everyone to come backstage. <laughs> Everyone's backstage. We got, and, and, and then at the end, we all go out to the stage in Red Rocks, smoke joints, eat mushrooms, drink cocktails, look at the stars, look at the constellations. You're in, <laughs> it is the great, I don't understand what's wrong with Segura, Sebastian, all these guys that want to get in a car and go home immediately because yeah, yeah. I go, this is the party. This is why you do it. And then I go, when I do Red Rocks, I stay the night before and the night after and I see the bands that are there. So I've seen Wilco, I've seen Goose, oh, wow. I saw Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. I got to hang yeah. out with Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Jimmy um, Buffett's like, yo, bring him backstage. I want to do a podcast with him. And you're like, what? That was wild, Dude, yeah. I, and he, I mean, like, as a kid from Florida and I, everyone knows my brand, I like to party, I like, yeah. I like, 
I like everything to be fun. Uh, hanging out with, getting to pick his brain was like yeah. the coolest thing. We saw Buffett on an island at a private concert, and what was the Anguilla. name of the Anguilla? Yeah, it, it was crazy. That was. I'm awesome. not even a big Buffett surreal. fan, but it was. It was Ugh. just mm. you know, it was uh, uh, mind boggling, dude. It's it's the funnest. Uh, like doing the shows are great. But, like, getting to go to the Flyers game last night yeah. is better than the show a little bit. <laughs> like, for me, because you get to go backstage, you get to hang out, and you get to show your wife how how cool it is. and like Show and, off a little? Yeah, uh, show off. But more importantly, it's like, how cool is, like, yeah. VIP and access? Yeah. Let me ask you, do you think you could pull on? Because you remember years ago when you were here, you were doing the uh, call out of work. Yeah. And you do that during the day. That was probably the beginning of me starting to listen to myself. Yeah. Of going, like, I have an idea. I'm just going to do it. And, like, no one thought it was a good idea. What do you think? What could you think you could pull off a like a like a like a big arena call out from work and like that would be like the holy grail of a oh. confluence of a during the day oh. event? You know, because you know, a lot of people are pushing for rock shows that start earlier. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like because, but I mean, that to me, that was such a brilliant concept. And people freaked out for that. I'll tell you what my next big white whale is, is I want to do two nights at Arena. I want to do it with Tom. We, we're, we're talking about doing this for the Super Bowl, but do two nights and do the first night all old material. Oh, wow. Do all old material and then do the second night all new material. Because that's when you see like Widespread or, right. or Dead and Company or yeah. we saw Metallica. Metallica sold weekend passes and you could go both nights and they didn't play any of the songs from the first night on the second, second night. night. Yeah. And, and it, you had to buy both nights. No, no, you could buy one night. Oh, really? You, yeah, I bought, ended up buying both nights and then on the second night I was like, I want to bring Just Friends. I don't want you wow. to know. That's great. And so, but that that is... Well, I saw you uh, the, the the comedy store special, and you did an old set at the for for that. I, yeah. I love that. I, oh, I, I love people that, yeah. people always yell out they're like uh, Starbucks or Isla's <laughs> period or something, <laughs> and I'm always like I'm working on new stuff. I'll tell some stuff at the end, right? But I, to do. And it's fun to tell those old ones. You haven't told them and you get into it and then you punch it up. Right. Like, I think it would be cool if you could do a tour and I, like with like me, Sebastian and Tom and the, and the first night, maybe throw in like, maybe throw in like uh, Ali Wong. Yeah. And the first night we all do 30 minutes of old, or 40 minutes of old material. I think it's just such a, mm. I mean, I know for a fact I, I was at Joe's club and everyone's chanting the machine and I was like, guys, it's a comedy club. I'm not going to tell the machine. And they're like, come on, please, please. And I and I saw Ron White upstairs. Uh, Ron White, yeah. And I said, I'll tell you what. I'll tell the machine if Ron White tells Tater Salad. I and <laughs> Ron White's like, you got me. <laughs> and I'll tell you the energy in that room when he told Tater Salad. The energy in that room was like you were listening to Foo Fighters unplugged. Yeah. You know, like everyone was like, and Ron didn't remember the story. Like he was like, I, I don't, I don't even know how it starts. And, and everyone goes, you were drinking in a bar. Hey. Like, oh, I was drinking in a bar. In New York, yeah. and 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 then we got done, and he comes up and he goes, "I'd only do that for you." Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then, by the way, he told it, and then they're like, "Now tell the machine." I go, "I can't follow that. Hey. The machine's not as good as that." <laughs> Ron, Ron White, his, he has a, a, a lengthy story about. Is it Iowasa? Iowasa. Oh, bro, have you? His he did two days of that. Did you? You heard this I've story? Heard, oh, he told it's it on Rogan. Insane. He's, he is, man. He. 
he's everything you want him to be. Yeah, he's and we've we've had him on the show. He's he's um he's that guy. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's walking around is a constant miracle. I went to his house one time to do a podcast, and I get there's beautiful house in Beverly Hills up in the hills. I get there and he's not there yet, and they're like, Ron will be here in a second. And he walks in and he's like, Hey, tequila. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> so we do a shot of tequila. He goes, You smoke? And I was like. I'll smoke anything right now. Yeah. We smoked a joint, had some tequila, and did a podcast. And I was just like, I wanted to be like, thank you, yeah. thank you for letting, thank you for letting me believe like that everything you are is what you are. And that guy is, c- continues like when you hang yeah. out with him. If, or, you, if you take you down to the basement to do some 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 chanting, it would have been. <laughs> you know, he used to at the, at the I'm telling Ron White stories, and he, I apologize, Ron, if this isn't what yeah. you want out there. But like, the coolest thing about Ron is you'd be at the comedy store, and it just anyone and. Yeah. He'd be like, who wants to go up to my house and have a drink? And he'd bring a bunch of just open micers and kids and, wow. and us up to his house. And he just, and he just, you could party up at his house. And, you know, no one gets access to mansions like that. Right. And so, like, to, to know what's possible in comedy. Yeah. And you got you to gotta admit, cool. those guys, him, Engvall, uh, Larry, all those guys, Steve Harvey, all, uh, Bernie, Cedric, they set precedent for where comedy is today. Those are the guys that were doing arenas and kind of opened the door. And then Rogan with, I mean, comedy is in a place right now where I, I'm amazed. It, it's the only place to go is stadiums. Yeah. 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 It's um, crazy. Does, uh, does Ron live close to the comedy store or? He used to. Okay. No, no, actually not even really. Because I, I was out there, uh, was it this year? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last year, I drove across country, and uh, I ended up. I saw the comedy store. I wanted to go in. Uh, we ended up going to the Rainbow Room instead, but I, I couldn't believe like the the hill that went <laughs> straight up behind the comedy store because yeah. I tried to turn around and I was going up this hill that I was like, "How is that's Johnny Depp's hill?" Okay, he owns all the houses on that hill. Does he? Except for one, one guy won't sell. So Johnny Depp put a huge gorilla facing his backyard. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a call from Stanhope one night. He's like, "You want to come?" No, I got a, I got a call from Johnny Depp, and it was like, "Bird, I'm with Stanhope. How are you party? Oh my god, come eat up." I was at a, I was at a holiday party with my family, and I left. Uh, yeah, I was like, "I'm gonna go party with Johnny, Johnny Depp, Johnny. and Stanhope." Yeah, and I get there, it's just Stanhope. He's like, "Johnny's gonna be back," and Johnny never showed up again. Oh, we man. just stayed at his house drinking. Waiting for him. Oh so he, my he invites God. you to party. I and fell he's asleep out there. in John Snow's bed. It's like a wolf. <laughs> it, like it's. I took pictures. I, I was John oh. Snow's bed. It was like it, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> this is uh, Charlie Manson's old blanket. You'll enjoy it. Oh my. Like just God. This is a dude. When you talk about a dude who, who really spends the money. I mean, you remember the accounting that first took place after the first uh, split. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and they he bought a cannon and he, he he had like what thirty houses. I mean, he had the money, and he he earned it. He spent it. He's the best. That's insane. All right, but listen, I want to take another break because we're going to have somebody call in. Yeah, I believe uh, he's going to call in the next break. Okay, we're going to have... Johnny Depp? Yes. No, it's not Johnny (laughs) Depp. We'll text him. Yeah. We'll try to see if we can get Johnny on. But, uh, Bert, hang out for a few more minutes. All right, Bert Kreischer's here. I got another Zin. Let's go. Yeah, Wells Fargo (laughs) Center tonight, by the way. DJ Jazzy Jeff, Miss Pat. There's a whole bunch of people that are on board. Uh, But we'll come back in a second and and a quick surprise guest to join us. uh, Ah. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. 
Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop in and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. If we were doing the Bizarre File right now, yeah. it would be brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk, want it gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling, veteran and military, family-owned and operated, and you can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. But we're, just, we're hanging a birth this morning. Otherwise, I did have a story about a woman stabbing her boyfriend in the eye with a hypodermic that was meant for rabies. Can you do that tomorrow? Yeah, we'll do yeah, that Yeah, give us the whole thing, because I, uh, I want to work oh, my way around that yeah. one. Rabies is a that's the killer. Did you ever see the movie yeah, Quarantine? No, I don't even need to. I got bit by a bat in Costa Rica. What? Yeah, and I and I, I said I didn't get the rabies shot. What? I know. And then I just was like, I said to this lady, Fleetful. I didn't know that at okay. the time. Yeah, it's Costa Rica. Yeah, I was like, the rabies is better. I was like, I was like, hey, I think I got bit by a bat, and the guy goes, hey, put a beat and uh, and see, that's the bat bite. And so, oh wow, yeah. And so I go back to the states, and she's like, do you need a rabies vaccination? I went, no, 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 I got bit by a bat, I should be fine. She was like, that's not how it works. No, yeah, yeah. and you just die. So yeah. you, there is no if you go past a certain point, and you are a human who contracts rabies, you're gonna die. Yeah, you don't tell me. I've I googled all the symptoms. I yeah. waited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later you know what, for my back to start hurting. You know the weird thing about rabies is is people who are in advanced and they're going to die. Uh, they have a bizarre fear of water. Yes, they fear water. Yeah. Like it's for some reason, like really? if you bring water near someone who is is rabid and they're going to die, they they are like terrified of it. Ooh. Isn't that weird? If, if you want a good rabies uh, movie to watch, uh, quarantine, yeah, quarantine, yeah, because they they all contract up. sort of a form of rabies, yeah, and uh, they are uh, sealed up in this apartment complex. It's like what, a hybrid version of rabies. What's the sickest you've ever been? Uh, I got uh, the bird flu. 
Oh, oh yeah. The yeah. bird flu. Bert, yeah. I was going to say the, ex- the exact same thing. That was the sickest I ever Oh, not was. the bird flu, not the bird flu. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm flu. just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chuck got that. Uh, yeah. You got yeah. that too, Kev? I had that Oof. too. That was worse than COVID. That was worse than uh, any flu I ever had. I've had COVID seven times. Seven? Yeah, I got COVID a lot. I was like a honeypot. <laughs> like, I never got it. I get, Last time I got COVID was when I got I shot Razzle Dazzle and I gave it to everyone on our plane. Uh, it we, was a private jet. They got. They earned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my manager, my yeah. agent, my wife. We all got it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. Well, if you're going to get it, get it on a private jet. Yeah, no, I, I've had COVID so much. The, swa- the swine flu. Yeah. I went to Mexico, and it's the sickest I've ever been where I thought I might die. Yeah. I really might die. And mm-hmm. it was, and it took me forever to get over. I couldn't drink. Like, that was the killer. Usually, yep. even with COVID, towards the end, you're like, oh, I could have a cocktail tonight. Right. But nope. I remember wow. not being able to move. Like, I just was like, I felt like lifeless. Oh, I couldn't breathe. Like, I, my breathing got real shallow. That's where it gets scary. And that's where it gets real yeah. scary. So, the, the, the uh, twice, food poisoning for me was, was the sickest. And I say that the real fear was that I wouldn't die. That's how oh. bad it got. I mean, I, you know, that kind where you find one position where you can sort of stay in and mitigate a little bit of the pain, and that food poisoning twice was it. And it's just horrific. But though, the good thing with food poisoning, if there is, it's over with the about 24 hours. I thought you were going to say you end up skinny. You do? Yeah. <laughs> you I, dropped like, I dropped like eight pounds in oh, a day. yeah. Yeah. I got, and I was, I was guzzling Pedialyte. The last time I got food poisoning was in Spokane, Washington, and I, I in the middle of the night, I had to get out of my bus in my underwear and throw up outside the bus, <laughs> and I know there's pictures of that. <laughs> Just. I, had, uh, I had MRSA one time. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's the... My dad had that. That yeah, is... Was, it was bad, and I and I, I remember laying in bed after several days of just feeling the, the most miserable I've ever felt in my life, and that's the first time I ever thought, now I see why people who have chronic illness want to end it euthanasia. at yeah. some point, because uh, I was just like, this, I can't, I can't live like this. He was this. doing the show. He would come in and do yeah, the show, and work. he'd have his arm up on a pillow. Yeah, because I had, I had a big yeah. old... Oh, is this after surgery? No, no, I didn't oh. end up having one day. They were giving some heavy antibiotics that knocked it out, but it was under my, it was in my armpit, my lymph area, oh. and it was extremely... Painful and I just felt hideous for days, like oh. a week. It was terrible. Yeah, my dad got it after his surgery, and it was. And he said, "I'd never." My dad cried after it, and was like, "I've never right. thought I was going to die like that." Uh, he it was a huge blood infection too. Wow. Yeah, you gotta watch out for that stuff. Yeah. Now look at you. You get your blood. You, you get yeah. the Rogan system. Wealth. Yeah. You could give. I lost forty pounds, and if you could give that joy to someone. Like, just to f- all of a sudden just wake up 40 pounds later, you change everything. You change yeah, yeah. your lifestyle, you start working out. It feels so good to be healthy. I told, I tell, I say this a lot. I have a lot of joy in my life. I'm always smiling. I'm always happy. And, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm quantifiably way more happy now that I've lost weight. And I'm still morbidly obese. I'm, you're not morbidly 235 obese. pounds. Yeah. And, but I feel, Phenomenal. Well, you know, I was uh, talking about. It. I was watching the uh, the Wade Boggs interview, and and I was just uh, you know I jumped down to the comments, and somebody wrote, "She lifelong fan, loved the hell out of you." And they said, "Like you have never been more on your game with that stuff, you know now, and that's got to be good." Well, you know I was. Mean? There was a period of time where I was lifeless doing podcasts because I was so busy and so hungover and yeah. so, and I would just, I would just 
try to get there, and I just was like not delivering. And then when I stopped drinking, I remember Tom said, "I like you so much better sober." <laughs> I said, good. "Really?" He goes, "This energy you have is just you're oh. full of life." I wanted to mention something—a clip that uh, that Casey had initially shared and just absolutely floored me was, uh, I believe Leanne, your wife, was going to wax your ass. <laughs> oh, she was going. No, I had. What I was, was she going to do? I was doing sit-ups, <laughs> and I had I had bruised my. I had burned like a a, a burn in my butt cheeks. Okay, yeah. And we, so, were, we were in Cayman Islands, and I said, will you take oh, a look at it and put ointment on it? This was phenomenal. And I just got <laughs> to the bathroom, <laughs> and she said, there's toilet paper back here. <laughs> and I went, what? And then she starts laughing, and she goes, you got toilet paper. Oh, my God, honey. And then as I was laughing, I was squeezing my butt cheeks, and she'd lose it. And then she took a picture of it, and I was, I was going to do... He's I laying wanted, prone, by the way, yeah. and she's looking at his butt, and I wanted to do a promo video for Philly of her putting ointment on my ass. And like, go, Philly, I'm getting ready for you. Oh. And, and so I set up my camera. She didn't know my camera was set up. And then she, we just had that video, and I sent it to Victoria. I was like, hey, is this acceptable for Instagram? She was like, I think it's going to go viral. <laughs> See, now that would have been like, you know, my wife and I, one of our... A little private, unbelievably awesome moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to, to live in the in the life of your relationship, and you guys have this happen on camera. Oh, it was. I. It's. It. The best was like. I don't, I don't read comments. Like. Uh, yeah. I just stay out of them because yeah. it's, it's like once you put it out yeah. there, you put it out there's there. No, yep. There's no benefit to it. But the comments were so positive, <laughs> oh, overwhelmingly yeah. positive. I read Instagram stories. Like I flip through all the stories yeah. and people are like, if 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 I can't find a person like this, I don't want to find love. Mm. Like it was like, I don't know. Honestly, the, the person that you love, the person you're married to, you you you, you will do this stuff. You ever see the movie This Is 40, the Judd Apatow movie? It's so right. yeah. yeah, he's got his legs up in, in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to look at my butt. Well, that was the opening yeah. joke to Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. Was uh, my ass hairs had tied into a knot and I needed to cut them because I couldn't untangle them. And and she she was like, I'll do it. And then my daughters walked in and I am upside down. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst thing they could ever see. Yeah. I love your life. impression of her, by the way. When when she eventually gets into Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, wait do you hear the one tonight. <laughs> I have a story about Isla and I buying traffic cones that is, I think, the I think it's like probably the best bit out of this hour. Oh, that's great. And, and and her and I'm really bad with accents. I, I'm every accent turns into a Swedish dude, and and but hers all of a sudden morphs into like like a Buford T. Justice, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, she, and then she doesn't like it. She's like, I don't sound like that. And I was like, You definitely do. You hundred percent. Am I no baby boy traffic on? Hey, I, I have to give you something. I've had something in my possession oh, yeah. for about four years now. It's actually not from me but it's from the Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation. You earned that uh, cycling jersey oh, by riding right. your bike from Philadelphia to Atlantic City. Speaking of ass hairs, that was the biggest mistake I ever made. Yeah. <laughs> you had done a show the night before. Yeah. I did a show at the Met, two yeah, shows. Yeah. I did two shows. Yeah. And I ended up getting wasted <laughs> and then waking up at six in the morning and riding a bike from Philly <laughs> to Jersey, which sounds a lot easier on paper. Yeah. I, mean, I will tell you this. If you're listening, I know you have your problem with the, with the Sun Pass or the, the Fast, yeah. Easy pass. Someone needs to fix the roads. Yeah, yeah. Those it's roads smoother now. You know, you introduced me to uh, 
Uncrustables. Uncrustables that day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I started eating Uncrustables uh, at a crazy rate after that. And now you're like putting them in batter and... Bro, I'm an Uncrustable <laughs> fan. I, I, uh, Patty, Patty the Batty, the, the prize fighter had never had an Uncrustable. And then he just hit me up. He's like, you know, man, I can't stop eating these things. <laughs> Uncrustables are They're great. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. They're well, so good. We, um, I have to buy them in bulk at like uh, Costco or BJ's or whatever. And the then, only way to buy them. But you put them in the freezer. Do you even wait for them to thaw or do you just eat them? frozen uh i'll eat them i've eaten them frozen yeah but the best one was the one you guys had them in a cooler and so it was like the bags ah. were wet and and i and i was so hungry and i was so and we were at a truck stop in jersey <laughs> and man i wolfed it down i was and i remember looking at you go i haven't had an uncrustable forever and you're like they're, they're good huh uh-huh. and i was like and i started on uncrustables hardcore <laughs> God, I love when you when you have those epiphanies. I mean, we, we, there's a segment we do every week. It's uh, the person you know uh, collects these things, the connoisseur, and it's all that kind of comfort food. And it's yep. like, ah, oh, is this? Are we overdoing this? Is this too much? Everyone gets jazzed about uncrustables, about hot pockets. Have you had about- wrap snacks? No. no. What, what is those? Ra- what is dude? <laughs> oh, wrap snacks is the best. Potato chips you'll ever have. Wrap snacks. It's, all the rappers came out with their favorite flavors. So, like, the Migos has got one. Oh. Rick Ross has one. Uh, T.I. has one. And they are, I'm sure there's cancer in them, <laughs> but they're so good. And they're undeniable. They're so okay. good. It is literally rappers and their favorite right. uh, flavors. We have rap snacks. Saw, haven't made it out here to the uh, East Coast just yet, I don't think. I think it's a Southern thing, but I, I load up on rap snacks. Ah, mm. I thought I saw saw that at a Walmart one time, though. Oh, possibly. Yeah. I have to check it out. Have you ever tried a new pussycat? <laughs> Thank God you threw the cat on the head. I was like, no, I haven't. I hear it's good. You're supposed to say, what's new pussycat? Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I taught, I taught the... I taught the woman who plays the villain in our movie. She's from, like, Croatia. Yeah. And she's English in her first language, obviously. And I taught her D's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I don't get it. And I I was like, I was like, no, like... You say someone, uh, what's that? And they're like, what? And you go, D's nuts. And she's like, it's not funny. Like, it works. It works. And she was like, but why? I said, it's just like an inside joke in America. We all get it. Right. So the next day we're at work. And Mark Hamill walks into the trailer. And she's like, Mark, watch out for that. And he's like, what? And she goes, D's nuts. And Mark Hamill does not play D's nuts. She's like, huh? Man, her with Mark Hamill was the best. I said to her, the first night we all do a big dinner, and it, me, her, and Mark are all going to sit like next to each other, across from each other. She goes, please don't bring up Star Wars. I was like, what? She goes, I've never seen it. I go, well, it's kind of his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's going to be hard to right, to not talk goes, about Star Wars. I go, how did you never see Star Wars? She goes, I don't know. It wasn't big in Croatia. I never saw it. I know it's a big thing, but yeah. I don't know anything about it, so don't bring up Star Wars. So Mark sits down. I go, Mark, Eva's a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> and he goes, oh, Mark's really generous with all that. He's like, well, tell me, what did you like? Well, like, tell me about it. And she goes, all right, you know, bad guy versus good guy story always gets me. <laughs> yeah. And I go, Eva, who's your favorite character in Star Wars? And you can't say Mark. And she yeah. goes, ah, uh, probably Chewbacca. Uh. And I was like, really? I go, Mark, Mark, she does a great Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'd love to hear it. And she goes, oh, the, hello, I'm Chewbacca. <laughs> hey, where is the craft we need to fly in? <laughs> She was awesome. Man. That's a good accent, by the way. Yeah, it was, she was <laughs> not Swedish. The whole—I mean, I'm spoiler alert. Watch the movie, but we had a line from 
she told me at that dinner, mm. Star Wars wasn't as big as Family Matters. And I was like, oh, Star Wars is way bigger than Family Matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, no, Family Matters is like the best show. That's all they had in Croatia. And she goes, and she said, when Urkel goes, did I do that? <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, put it in the movie. Put it in the movie. That's where that comes. Oh, we were laughing so hard oh. that me and Peter Atencio were like, it's got to be in the movie. And then randomly came up with the nutty professor analogy. And then she said, I don't know that. But did you ever see the episode where Urkel turned into Steve Urkel? <laughs> and we were like, this goes in the movie. It goes yeah. in the movie. And we have a pivotal moment where she talks about Excellent. me being the machine. Uh-huh. And it's all just from her just being from her. Wow. And then at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert, don't listen. Don't listen if you haven't seen the movie. She kills her dad, and she turns to me and goes, "Did I do that?" And I am crying, laughing. And, and it was just—it's the yeah. I, listen, uh, I, I would love to talk to you just about this movie. I went and saw it in the movie theater. I wanted to make sure that Burt Kreischer got oh, two of you. my dollars. Um, so I wanted to make sure that that happened. And I, I just, I loved it. And I don't want to give away any sort of specifics for anybody who, who hasn't seen it yet. But there were a few different, like, laugh out loud moments that I had had. And one in particular where you throw a punch and it lands a way that you didn't <laughs> expect it to. Holy crap, was that the best hilarious. Part, the best part of that is secret time. I apologize. Mark didn't like it. No? He hated it. He Dude. pulled me aside. He goes, this is going to ruin your career. Oh, oh, man. I said, what? And he goes, this is, it's not funny. It's violent. <laughs> and I said, I think it'll be funny. And he goes, you're putting your fist in a man's throat. Yeah. He's like, all the comedy's gone. The second you kill this man, it's gone. And I went, I don't know. I think it's funny. And he was like, well, I, I defer to you because you're a comedian. But I've been in this business a long time. And I've seen people throw away their careers on stupid things. I just don't want that to happen to you. I was like, well, I appreciate it. And I throw the punch. It goes in his throat. <laughs> and I turn to Mark and I go, he's so warm. <laughs> and Mark starts crying laughing. <laughs> and then, and then, and then secret time, dude, he gets decapitated. And the body falls on me and blood goes all in my mouth and all over me. And Mark's, Mark says in real time, he goes, were you... Were you saying pull or push? And I go, does it matter? And it's all just real. And Mark's crying laughing. He comes up to me at the end of the day and he goes, I was totally wrong. Yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever he has, seen. He has admitted bad calls before the, the, in his career. The, the one I fought for, the the one I fought for, and we ended up staying an extra day in Serbia to do it, was me pulling the stick out of her leg. <laughs> Is And because I knew... I knew that if I start to gag, I really gag, and that it, me really gagging would be funny. And what happened was she had to be in, like, a contraption. Her legs were underneath the table, so yeah. she was locked in. And her biggest fear was that I was going to really throw up because she knew I was really gagging. So we do the first take, and it kind of doesn't work a little bit. And then we do the second take, and I start to really gag. And in that whole scene, it's not... Bert and the character, it's Bert and Eva, and she's saying, are you throwing, do not throw up on me. She loses her That's... Russian accent, and she's like, don't, don't throw up. And I'm like, I'm not going to throw up. And then I threw up a little bit, I put it in my pocket. She goes, did you just put that in your pocket? Like, but it's, it's all in I the have moment. to watch that. So that was, that was. Uh, it was in the moment. Because I, I thought that was scripted. It was, no, it was, it was all. It made the trailer. I mean, that's how great of a joke it was. It was, and it, and I got done, and she was like, that was 
That's really funny. Yeah. She was great in the movie. She was awesome. Are you going to do more? I mean, that's the one thing. I when, I when I left the theater, that's the one thing I came away with. I was like, I think this is an, a new endeavor for you. I th- I, honestly, I do think he could be a, a comedic if actor. you're in tight with the Netflix, uh, with uh, Ted over there, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, they love supporting that sort of... I mean, Adam Sandler's found a home at Netflix. We, we have a, you know, we, we have a good relationship with them. And, and I think, you know, I, I'm almost certain if I had something really cool that they'd be into doing it. I, the, the problem is you get so busy doing so many other things. Right. Yep. You know, like we have a scripted series and we have two specials I got to shoot. And so that you that you're, you keep your eye out. But like, I like how, not, how often are you doing two bears? Um, I I'm every month. I yeah. Do, I go to Austin. I do two days down there. Right. And then I'll text like Netflix, like bad ideas of movies. Like every now and then, like I oh. just texted him the other day, uh, trans assassin nuns, <laughs> and the logline for the movie is "Get on your knees and pray hard." <laughs> and they're like, "I don't." What's the story? I go, "But does, does, does it sell itself? Yeah. Like, does it need a story?" If you need bad ideas, I got a ton of them. That's yeah. all I am. I'm just an idea oh. idea guy with no action. Oh, I'm trying to think yeah. about. I want it because I always get sold Christmas movies. They always want me to be Santa Claus. And, oh um, my god. Every, I mean, I have so many Santa Claus pitches. Did you ever see Fat Man? Mel <laughs> no. Gibson? No. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It was great. It's great. He, he is, uh, he is um, he, you know, he is this guy who is he's just a pissed off Santa, but he's he's good, uh, you know, in, in his way. But seeing Mel Gibson as Santa oh. commit is just hilarious. My goal is to do a mashup of Die Hard meets Home Alone for okay. a Christmas movie. Well, okay. Then there was, there was deadly... Uh, I saw that. I, I didn't see that. I saw the trailer. Right. Like it was really good. Yeah. Not as good as uh, David uh, Harbor one. David yeah. Harbor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I love good Christmas movies. Cool. The best is I, I. I probably won't tell this on stage. Is one year, uh, the girls tried to catch Santa with a GoPro. <laughs> And oh, it's a great story. Remember, yep. Yes. And I edited it out. I let it play and I edited it out me and Leanne coming in. So they 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 <gasps> they'd set it they, they, they the thought mantle. Your, so, your wife is Santa. They were they were like yeah. they were like mom Santa. And I was like that bitch. <laughs> Are you serious? And they're like we're it ends tonight. We're like we're going to catch her. And so I went and I let them playing. I edited me coming in. I yeah. I went in with jingle bells and a glove yeah. and I went up underneath the thing and I turned the camera around and they I mean, when I played the video, I remember my dad's like what the <laughs> And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "You got Santa." And I was like, "I was like, no, Dad, I edited it." And he was like, "What?" Because he didn't understand yeah. how to edit. He was like, "Hold on." I goes, "It look real?" And he goes, "I'm I'm 71 and I believe in Santa." <laughs> and he's like, "I think you just messed your kids up, buddy." Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a gift you give to them. The longer you can prolong the belief in Santa is a gift. Yeah. By the way, real quick, uh, text in for your Die Hard and Home Alone movie. Yeah. Uh, somebody text in the title should be Die Alone. Die Alone. But don't we all? <laughs> that's, the okay, that's the long line. Don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we all? Brilliant. Good night. I love it. I love it. I love. I want to. I want to just put up like. Uh, Trail, uh, movie posters. I mean, w- Tom and I are doing Fat Astronauts, and that was just a, <laughs> me and him doing a podcast. Where I was like, we should do a, we should do a movie fat called Astronauts. Fat Astronauts, and he's yeah. like, what is it? And I go, they need two fat guys to go to space. <laughs> and he was like, and so Tom, as a joke, goes into a meeting and with Vince Vaughn, and is like, they're like, what ideas do you have? And he's like, 
I can tell you horrible ones. And they're like, what? And he's like, Bert wants to do a movie called Fat Astronauts. And they're like, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> and then we pitched it to Legendary, and they're like, we're in. And we have a wow. script. The guy that what? wrote Tropic Thunder wrote the script. Shut up. It's hilarious. Oh so it's God. so hilarious. Is the idea that they're, they're going to be able to last longer with more limited resource? Nope. What is it? I mean, I look, I don't want to... Sp- All right, don't, 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 don't Hang on to yeah. it. It's so good. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> the best part of the movie is... Tom and I have to save the day, but other astronauts are all dead, and so and Jennifer Aniston's an astronaut, and we have to use her body to kill people. So we have because it's space, so we're using Jennifer Aniston's body. I mean, it's just because it's, it's space. It's space. <laughs> it would make sense. You would uh, use Jennifer right, Aniston. Let's not in space. give away too much. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, it's right. so okay. good. Okay. We're on board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so this is happening. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're legendary is a great Leg- company. Legendary yeah. is the best. I, I pitched them a movie called uh, Capital Stormers. Okay, about the storming of the Capitol. No, three guys. It's like oh. Ghostbusters meets okay. meets uh, meets the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> three guys accidentally storm the Capitol on that day, and they save the day. They save the day. They kill. They yeah. But it's just. But the idea of just a horrible idea sometimes gets their attention. No, yeah, they, they yeah, look yeah, for the high I, concept. By the way, yeah. I have a soft commit. Uh, to the workaholics playing the three capital stormers. Wow, really? Uh, so- yeah, I told I told him the pitch, and then I called Legendary on the phone doing something's burning, and I go, "If they're in, do you commit?" And he's like, "Give me till Monday." So we're gonna have Anders on on Same. Friday uh, to ask him about capital stormers. He's committed. Okay, I, he said he'd do it. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Yeah. All right. I have a question. What are, What are we doing here? Well, we were waiting for a call. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Who? Who? We uh. were going to have uh, Travis Konechny of the Flyers call in, uh, but he did he, he just got into practice. Re- Nick reached out to him, got a hold of him, but they it was too late. So we those guys don't go him. to bed until three in the morning. Mm-hmm. They were up last night. See, uh, you, you, however, you're up. You you show up. You come in. You call us. You know, as you say, you're yeah. you're, you're consistent. I'm a pro athlete. Yeah, you. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> I got what the Flyers don't got. Yeah, yep, I'll give it to them it. today. Yeah. I'll show them what I do. A little polar plunge, a little sauna action. Yeah, yeah. A couple zins. Yeah, yeah, a couple zins. All right, well. Zins is paying you, right? No, no. I just started two weeks ago. Really? Oh, Tom was like, have you ever tried uh, Zins or, or Rogues? I said, what is it? And he goes, try one. And I put it in my mouth, and I was like, it felt like God glazed me in his love. <laughs> wow. And I, I go, it's, be- it's better than Coke. It's better than Speed. <laughs> you feel you feel alive. If you've never tried one, and listen, it's a, a pretty aggressive addiction, yeah. but they are fun. <laughs> and they're clean. I hear they don't cause cancer. <laughs> Uh, pretty crazy. You think, that and a cup of coffee uh, in the morning? <laughs> I can't think of a better joy than those. I mean, yeah, Tom's like, you should try one. Tom's not the best friend you can have. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start calling other people to Zen. Like, I, I texted Gillis. I go, because he's in. And he, I go, hey, man, how many of these are you supposed to do a day? And he goes, I eat them like Tic Tacs. I was like, what? He goes, I got one in my mouth all day long. And I was like, okay, wow. cool. As long wow. as we know where we are. And then the then the flyers are like, yo, you got to try the sweetest snooze. And I was like, what? And they're like, it'll make you sick to your stomach. I was like, give it to me. I got one in here. I just gave you one. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right, Kathy, you want to try? Uh, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> well, listen, we do have to take another break. Yeah. Uh, How late do you guys go? We, we go, go close to 11. Close to 11. Yeah. What time is it? Yeah, it's we've got 20. You've been here three hours. For real? Yeah. yeah. yeah Dude, we... this is 
so much fun. <laughs> this is so much blast for us, man. It's it's better than two bears. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I got I got to do all the talking. I feel like you should find a home for this podcast in your podcast network. Do not say that out loud. Leanne will call you tomorrow. No, it's no. the truth. I mean, we, we we put out two plus hours of content a day. I can guarantee you, our parent company would be all on board with you having the rights to rebroadcast this away from oh, them. We'll let Leanne and, and the Beasleys. Talk. Yeah, they can work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, the, you guys got the hook up too because yeah. you guys got an ad sales team mm-hmm. <laughs> that's too. the you know and that's the great. secret sauce yeah mm-hmm. is those people in the cubicles are the most important part of any just trying to deal oh, with yeah. sins so yeah, the, yeah, yeah oh yeah. hook it up <laughs> get me wrap snacks and we're done <laughs> <laughs> which by the way we got a number of texts of people saying that wrap snacks are all over every bodega and every corner shop oh, in philadelphia right. so they've they're been here wah wah step your game up there you go <laughs> all right should we set bird you want to yeah. get on your way you want to head out of here brother he's got a show to do not that you want to hang man you got like one more got, break to do. I got one more Zen in here. All right, all right, all right. With the app, we're fair, we're game. All right, uh, take this one out, put a new one in. Let's go. You know what, Kathy? We should get our secret text word winner though. So let's get a number caller. All right, we'll do caller five. All right, two one five two six three WMMR. If you know the secret text word, you could be winning. Get over here with that, and we'll take a break and come back and get that winner. Bert Kreischer will yeah, return baby. too. So stay with us. 93.3 WMMR welcomes June 11th at the link, the legendary Rolling Stones. Don't get angry with me. MMR's 13 Days of the Stones, your shot every day to win free tickets for 13 straight days. Just listen for the Stones song of the day, and the 25th caller goes to the show. And making it easier for you to win, check out the cheat sheet at WMMR.com. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. For ticket info, have a chance to win, head to WMMR.com. Plus, Friday at 7, it's Jackie Bam Bam's special Rolling Stones edition of You Call It Friday Night. A show where you can always get what you want. This is your chance to see the Stones live in concert from the station that's well aware it's only rock and roll. And gosh darn it, we like it too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We were looking for our secret text word caller, and that was caller number five, I believe. So we are going to go to Lisa to try and get a winner. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Lisa, do you know the secret text word? I do. It's bracelet. Bracelet is correct. You got it right, Lisa. Hang on the line. You're actually going to get to go to the show. But this band will be playing on Saturday. Our buddy Don McCloskey and company are going to be at the Brooklyn Bowl. And it's their um, vinyl release party as well. it's awesome. And you go to Brooklyn Bowl. BrooklynBowl.com slash... No, there's supposed to be a dot in there. I'm reading it verbatim. BrooklynBowl.com slash Philadelphia. Uh, And also, I know, uh, it's featuring Will Leet of Sammy Ray and the Friends as well. It's on Saturday and our random texter, Rob Wade of Hatboro, Pennsylvania. So, buddy, you are going to go as well. Congratulations to you, my friend. All right, how are we doing the lesson question? We're we're just going to ask a lesson question? Just ask a lesson question, let somebody call in, and then... uh, And we'll get the answer. All right, so here's the question for you. What song or songs does Sly Stallone play very well on the Hammond organ? (laughs) There were two of them, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So you can be one or 
either one of them. 215-263-WNMR is the number. And by the way, let me get the uh, trash sponsor in here oh, as yeah, well, yeah. Casey, because I'll mention that uh, the trash should we be doing. It? It's the Burt Kreischer Show today. Yes, it uh, is. Well, it's you, a big day. Brought to you by Sport and Social. Experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social in live casino and hotel Philly. You can cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and signed merch. Halftime contest, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks, and face painting and more, of course. Uh, I want to ask about your daughters, uh, Bert, yes. because it sounds like Isla perhaps maybe could pursue a career in comedy. Nope. No? <laughs> no. No, she doesn't know. She's that, the funny one, is she She doesn't not? know that she's funny. Okay. She doesn't. She does. She's fun. I was saying this to someone the other day, that I feel like all families have a comedian, and then all families have someone who's funny. Like, so I'm in my family. I'm the comedian. I know how to tell you the story. But Isla just is. Isla and Georgia is like my Jiminy Cricket. She's the one that points it out to me. Like, I told the girls the other day. <laughs> The other day, <laughs> we're, we got tickets to go to see you 2 in this sphere. Oh, wow. Really hard to get yeah, tickets. And of so, course. Obviously, you know, I get six tickets and I want to bring friends, but I go, I really want my daughters to see this. So we sit the girls down and we're like, hey, uh, we're going to go see... You guys know what the sphere is? And they're like, yeah, we're like, we're going to go see you two in the sphere. And George is like, for real? And Isla goes, the movement? <laughs> and I went, what? And Georgia goes, she thinks it's me too. Oh, <laughs> God. I said, no, Isla, they're not going to do I got that movement. instantly, yeah, yeah. They're not going to do a, a me too. It's going to be just Harvey Weinstein on a big screen, just not letting us leave. Look at and, that. And it's interactive, so it sprays on yeah. you. <laughs> and I, and, but like Georgia, Georgia has consistently been the one to point out every time what I'm missing and <laughs> yeah. why it's funny. The uh, escape room, the story I told, a uh, closed Razzle Dazzle with, I didn't have a closer for that special. And like two months out, Georgia called me from college. I was on stage. I answered the phone. I go, what's up? And she goes, what are you doing? And because someone calls from college, you answer. Of course. I'm on stage. Yeah, yeah. Goes, oh, what are you talking about? And I was like, and there's a sold out arena. <laughs> and I go, I'm, I'm nothing right now. What's wrong? She's like, nothing. Are you telling the escape room story? I said, what? She goes, do you remember when we went to the escape room for my birthday and we just brought Papa because we wanted to watch him lose it? And I was like, no. And the audience laughed. She goes, remember Papa threw Nana into the the steamer trunk? And I and the audience laughed. She goes, remember we got into the tunnel and you farted in Papa's mouth? And the audience loses it? And I was like, keep going. What happened next? She goes, you should tell it on stage. And I was like, and then she hung up. And so then I worked on that bit on stage. She's, I mean, she just is someone who's Just like, inherently funny. She just gets it. Like, right. if there was going to be a comedian in our family, it'd be Georgia. But she'd have to live with Isla. Okay. <laughs> and she needs her muse. Uh, Isla's yeah. everyone's muse. I mean, she's dyslexic. The other day she said, they're trying to stop adoption in Mississippi. And I went... No, this is abortion. abortion. And then she looks at me with a straight face and goes, oh, so they want orphans. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. And you're just like. That's the best. Yeah, she just doesn't know what she's. She doesn't know why she's funny. Okay. She really has no idea. Did you see the uh, the Albert Brooks uh, documentary, Defending Your Life? It's, it, they use the same title. Of course. How great was that, A? And then B, you know, uh, Albert Brooks' brother was. Is, is the funniest man alive. Yeah. So, so I saw. I saw. Uh, 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 the Super, Super, Super Dave, Dave, Super Dave Osborne. Yeah. It's, they still work. They still work. Yeah. They oh, still yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but but I mean, both in the same family. How crazy is it that Albert 
Brooks's real name's Albert Einstein. Right, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Einstein. <laughs> I've only been called Einstein once in my life, and I was in first grade when I glued my hand to the desk. <laughs> Good work, nice Einstein. Work, Einstein. <laughs> Way to go, Einstein, man. I was like, wait, who's Einstein? <laughs> All right, hang on. I want to get a winner to this uh, this question real quick for the lesson question. We want to know what uh, song or songs is Thy Stallone play very well on the Hammond organ. We are going to go to Donna. Donna, good morning to you. Good morning, it. How are you? Good morning to see you, Donna. Okay, so what song? You, you can name either or both. What song does Sly know how to play on the Hammond? Purple Ham. Yeah, what song? Purple Ham. <laughs> I'm going to give it yeah. to you. It's actually harder to get the band name. Yeah, the band is Procol Harem, but uh, Whiter Shade of Pale. Yeah, we'll take it. All right, Donna, hang on the line. We're going to set you up with tickets to see ah, David Spade on Saturday. That's the prize, yeah. Uh, and he's playing at the Miller Theater. Some tickets remain at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Do you know David? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. guys friends? Or? Yeah, very, yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, he's a voice texter. Like he's, uh, a voice texter. he's the one that sends those. Yeah, he's a voice okay. texter. We did a podcast at uh, at uh, Dana Carvey's house. Dana Carvey's house is just magical. Really? I love, magical. Uh, I love their podcast. I love their SNL podcast. Yeah, it's it great. So Fly great. on the wall. Yeah. And then we left, and Dave is just giggling. <laughs> and I, he walks out the door with me, and I look at him, and he's giggling. He goes, you thought it was my house, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I did. He goes, nope. <laughs> he's, he, David Spade's awesome. Yeah. He really is, is. I keep going back to this thing. He's the thing you want him to be. He's like really sweet, and he's been a little sarcastic. He'll bust your balls. Oh, I'm sure. But then he just hangs with you and he's awesome i w- listened to his audiobook is his bio his autobiography it was pretty wild and it was very touching early days and his relationship with his mother and the it was just it was wild I, you know those kind of insights um you know i i appreciated him before but it's like oh yeah that's right he's a human and had a whole life and uh, it just it has more context the night already drugged me um, oh yeah I went, I, for those of you who don't know, my, one of my best friends, uh, slipped me Molly <laughs> during a podcast at my house in front of my kids and, uh, thought it'd be a good, funny bit. And I had to leave. And, and so, and I couldn't be around the girls. And so right. I had a flight to catch. I had to get on a plane. Oh my God. And I, but I had like two hours to kill. So I went to the comedy store and the first person I saw was David Spade. And he, I, he said, how you doing? And I said, I just got slipped Molly by Ari. And then Ari walked in behind me and he's like, we're blowing up pretty hard. <laughs> David Spade's mouth was like, wait, wait. What? I don't know if I want to get into podcasting. <laughs> so you know, you said as a bit, and and obviously he's doing. I'm, I'm going to do this because I think it's it's going to be funny. Has, are any of those moments not funny? Yeah, or, that one. That, that one. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not funny at all. I said to Ari. I said oh, we're doing the podcast, and I said I feel my face is hot. And he's like, Is it? Is it? <laughs> I said, I said, are you on something? He goes, are you on something? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, maybe we're both on Molly. And I was like, what? Come on, Ari. And he's like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. You can't be mad. And I was like, you can't be mad. And I said, what? And he goes, I slipped you Molly. You're on Molly. And I went, what? And he goes, we're both on Molly. There's nothing we can do about it. I said, I goes, did you talk to my cardiologist first? And he was like, what? <laughs> I said, I have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. What if I have a stroke? He goes, I didn't think about that. Oh, God. So I was like, what if I die? And he goes, well... I think I guess you die. Oh and God. so you do a good Ari review. I, I panicked, and Ari were both blown up. And I called Joey Diaz, and I said, "He's like, what's up, dog?" I was like, uh, "Ari slipped me Molly on a podcast, and I'm freaking out." And he goes, "I'll be there at five <laughs> And Joey Diaz shows up five minutes later, and he walks in, walks right through our house. What's up, girls? El Diablo. He calls Isla. He goes, Mrs. K, don't come out back. Bad stuff's going out back. 
So he goes out and he goes, what's going on, boys? And I said, Ari, slip me Molly. He goes, let me see it. And Ari had two more hits of Molly on him. And Joey goes, cool. He takes him. He goes, we're all going to see the devil tonight, guys. Wow. And that I was his way of taking care of it? If you die, I die. Wow. Don't worry. We're all going to be fine. No one's dying tonight. And then he sat in the sun glowing over his body. <laughs> and he told me stories about his drug days and beating a man with a coat hanger and putting a guy in a trunk in prison. <laughs> oh, my God. And I totally got cool. Okay. And I, the Lord covered me. Wow. With the love. And I, and Joey's like, we did, we ended up, we were podcasting. We did two more hours on the podcast. And Joey's like, I gotta go listen to music. And he's like, you good? And I was like, I think I am. He's like, all right, have fun on in Kansas City this weekend. And it was like, he's the best. That's crazy. He's That's the insane. best. Yeah. Except for when he slipped uh, Segura. I mean, this, these are that, just gummies, but. Uh, yeah. He, t- he said to Tom, this is a 10 milligram gummy. And Tom's like, cool. And then Joey starts laughing and Tom goes, what? And he goes, it ain't 10 milligrams. Oh, no. He goes, what? You're on 100, dog. Oh, my God. I think these are strong, too. And Tom said he was talking in voices. Mm -hmm. Like he was talking in tongues. Right, yeah, yeah. And he had to take a Xanax because it was overwhelming him. And they got on a private jet from Miami to, to L.A., on that edible and Tom was losing his mind. What's crazy is that, and this is the thing I love about Tom, is it happened and Tom knew that that happened to me and then we had this conversation about what it feels like to be drugged. Right, yeah. Because there's a real helplessness sure. to it. It's a real like, you identify with that, it's it's just it's uh, intrusive and, and and we had this great like sharing of like what like because Big J happened to Big J too. But Ari slipped Big J acid. What the hell is that about? What is happening? That's the. F- I, I look. I'm not about slipping people drugs, <laughs> but that is the funniest. <laughs> if you've ever seen this clip, it is. Louis J. Gomez slips Ari acid. Shane Gillis finds out and tells Ari, there's acid in your drink. Ari goes, cool. So Ari then switches beers with Big J. And Big J drinks his beer. Ari drinks his beer. And then Ari pretends to be on acid. Oh, my God. And everyone starts laughing at Ari. And they're like, they're like, he's like, what? Did you guys slip me something? They're like, you're on acid. And Ari goes, I am, I am. And then he goes, or am I? <laughs> Maybe someone else has that beer. And everyone's like, what? And Big J's laughing. He's like, wait, what's going on? guys what's going on and he's like maybe big j's on acid and big j goes i'm on acid <laughs> and shane gillis felt so guilty he drank the rest of his beer he goes i'm on acid too big guy oh, i'm so sorry wow. i'm so sorry wow. and then they both stayed up until like five in the morning <laughs> tripping and then big j called me i was with snoop big j oh, called me he's like ari slipped me acid and i was like welcome to the team buddy yeah <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna loop in tom we have a, we have a support group oh, oh yeah it's, uh, it's it's the losing control thing that it's, uh, I've never, you know, I've never been high. I've never been, you know, that drinking thing. And I, I, I could feel the nervousness or the, 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 the paranoia of not being in control. I, I just something it just drives me crazy. Dude, at that moment, you should have put Snoop on the phone and told him to get in the shower with yeah, someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been I perfect. I, we, we did, we did uh, edible roulette once on the bus <laughs> with this girl Maddie Smith, and she put in ten milligram edibles in, of gummies into real gummies, and she shook them up. She's like, "Whatever you take, you got to eat." And we're all laughing it's like two in the morning we're like great so we eat them uh moses storms eats another one because he's not sure if he got it and then and she's like ah they're all they're all 
edibles. <laughs> and we all start laughing, right? And then she goes, and then she freezes. She goes, oh, I misread the package. No. They're 100 milligrams. Oh, my so, God. So how, how powerful? Put it in perspective. From uh, it's, acid. It's, it's worse than acid in my <laughs> really? I, really? I, so my assistant, Peter, took one, and he had eaten one, and he was like, it's 100 milligrams? And we're like, yeah, and he goes, I'm going to bed. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to beat it to bed. I got 45 minutes to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm going to beat it to bed. <laughs> so he just got in his bunk, cut his, shut his thing, and then we were like, I was like, I'll out-drink it. I'm going to out-drink it. <laughs> so I start out-drinking, trying to get so drunk that I can't feel it. And we all go to bed. We're all fine. It kicks in a little bit. We have a little bit of a good time. And we go to bed. And then at like four in the morning, <laughs> I wake up with a searing panic attack. Like I've never felt in my life. Right. And the bus is moving. We're going down the interstate. And I get out of my bunk. Do you ever see the movie with Chris Pratt where he wakes up? They're in space Passengers. Capsules. Yeah, yeah, passengers. And he's like, should I wake someone else up? Right. That's how I felt. Like Chris Pratt going, do I... Uh. Welcome someone else into this hell. Except he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, well, I didn't have a Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) The best, Joey Diaz, on the first Fully Loaded, (laughs) gave everyone mushrooms. Everyone took mushrooms. Joey's like, this is going to be great. I go, Joey, when was the last time you were in a bunk on a bus? Isn't that going to be a little, like you're in a coffin? And he's like, huh? <laughs> Two in the morning, Joey Diaz opens my curtain. He's like, You gotta pull it over, dog. We're flying through space right now. I can't control it, Burkreisha. We need hotel rooms and we need them now. Wow. Flying through space. My, my sleep apnea machine's not working. I can't breathe. <laughs> This whole morning, I'm like, God, I would love to hang out with Bert and his friends until this segment yeah. and yeah. these stories. We, I don't want to hang out When Joey guys. sent us like 15 pounds of weed and mushrooms <laughs> in Vegas, I, with so many mushrooms, there's a felonious amount of mushrooms, and he's not there, that I said, what I got to do is I got to break these up. Uh, and I'm sorry about the story I'm about to tell. <laughs> I'm super, super sorry. So we, I break up the mushrooms, and I just start giving them to everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, we got to get rid of them. Like, at least get it to just a, a misdemeanor. And so we, everyone eats mushrooms. Everyone. And we get on the bus, and Ralph Barbosa said, Ralph Barbosa still has a candy bar in his hand. And I go, did you eat them? And he goes, yeah, and I'm liking it. And then he starts eating mushrooms, and he starts cackling the loudest laugh I've ever listened to in my life. And he's, and we're like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, family guy. And we're like, the TV's not on. And he's like, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was watching Family Guy in his head, in his head. and then telling us the bits. And we're crying laughing. <laughs> I had to have Pete stay up with him because I go, I don't know what's going to happen to him tonight. <laughs> Ralph Barbosa. That's hilarious. Dude, you gotta that's to hang with you guys. Yes, you I, gotta, that's a special. I this, watch, it's why I you watch gotta Jeopardy take some, at you night. Gotta take some time <laughs> off yeah. of the partying <laughs> to enjoy yeah. it. And yes. tonight I will enjoy it. Tonight yes. is gonna get loose. I'll probably bring a bottle on stage with me. Probably whiskey. Do a couple shots throughout the show. Have fun. DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Dude, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have. The lineup is. I'm gonna have Shay Shay and and Daniel go up first. Then Miss Pat. And then I'm at Miss Pat bring on DJ Jazzy Jeff. He's going to play, and then I'm going to come up to DJ Jazzy Jeff. And then I'd love for him to stick around and play at the end of the show. Just do some more. Wow. Yeah, wow. he's wow. just he's just Damn. so talented. It's going to be a hell of a. It's going to be a crazy night. The Flyers are going to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told him I was like, boys, I'll bring you on stage shirtless. It will. Happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Wells Fargo Center tonight, friends. So make sure you don't miss. It. Dude, this has been. I can't believe you hung out this long. Yeah, it's been I crazy. Love it. yeah. I love it. Thank you for letting me do this. And, I appreciate it. Any time, sir. Dude, have a great show tonight. Uh, if I miss my bus call, I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> done, 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 done. The machine, Burt Kreischer. Yeah! We love you, Burt. Thanks for being here.
Wells Fargo Center, like I said, tonight. Uh, I need to mention this. Uh, we skipped the music news, which would have been brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. You can say big of the passing of the torch sale, November 27th through December 2nd. Watches for him, diamond studs for her, and yes, engagement rings are on sale as well. FamilyJewelers.com. By the way, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Wow, Pierre's coming in when we get uh, back from this, and we'll do the Letter of the Day, Word of the Week. Stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Almost 11 a.m. as we come to the end of the program. and uh, it's, like, it's like finding an extra piece of pizza in the refrigerator. It's like a surprise. A bonus. Yeah. A total bonus. It's awesome. That we had uh, Bert Kreischer, we thought we're, you know, this is going to come by and hang out for a segment. And maybe two. We'll yeah. see how much time he has. Uh, he stayed on the air for uh, almost four hours. Yeah. Uh, this morning with us. So, But, I mean, first off, he is a, the classic raconteur. He's got great stories. Uh, <laughs> Just obviously hilariously funny. Got to go to the show tonight if you're thinking about looking for something to do. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was wonderful and, and uh, it's 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 great because he just. I mean, it. There are nine movies in in his life of the stuff that he's encountered. It's oh, just yeah. astonishing. Yeah, I we, mean, you think about all the like the extreme sports stuff he used to do, or yeah. the oh, you know, all this this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, the travel show he used to have. Yeah, he's just, lived like thirty lives. Yeah, just yeah. the shower story with Snoop alone. Ah, that, uh, that yeah. was worth it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but he's playing the Wells Fargo Center tonight, and uh, the biggest room he can play in town. Yeah, that that has a roof on it. Uh, so go see Bert. We love him, and and you love him, and you know that. So. Make sure you grab those tickets and check them out. Uh, we also had Danny Trejo yeah, on the show Danny this morning Trejo. as well. And he's got a cookbook and he's got uh, ugly sweaters and stuff like Mock that. Mocktails. You can check out uh, DannyTrejo.com for that information. And we mentioned a save the date for the Presidency Christmas Miracle Live broadcast. New location. We are going to be at the Colonial Theater. The historic Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. I love this. I'm excited. Yeah. It's for, it's for the... Uh, 
Christmas Miracle live broadcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're going to do that there, and that will be Wednesday, December 20th. We'll we'll have more details about, uh, we'll do invites next week. Here, that's the theater they do Blobfest at. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. I've been to many shows there. It's great. It's a cute little town, too. Yeah, and they asked us to come out and do wow. it. Like, they, they want us to, to, to bring it out there, and so, yeah, we're doing it, you man. Just saw, you saw Graham Nash there this summer, right? Uh, this, no, last spring. Whenever yeah. the hell, yeah. But I, I've seen a fair number of shows there, uh, and great room. they have a Blobfest every year. Yeah. In honor of the Blob, but it's a cute little town. There's neat little antique stores and nice Blob. little restaurants. Yeah. It's a great place. Excellent. Um, so I guess we'll get the letter of the day from you. No, it's time for me to go home. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, this, I was thinking, is this the latest? I think you went to 11.05 one time. We've definitely gone, gone later. Yeah. My yeah. clock says 11.01. Yep. But uh, it completely threw me off because you didn't play any music today. Yeah. And um, so when you come out of a break and you don't play music, I go, oh, dear. <laughs> you, you just cost me four to five minutes there. Yeah. And then I said, well, that'll just be a one time. No, every effing time you didn't play any effing music. Could we you didn't throw even... in an effing song? I don't care if that guy's here or not. We didn't even do the Bizarre File or the They don't care about it. They just want the sponsor, just wants the thing. Yeah. They just want the plug. They don't care if you do the bit or not as long as you give them the plug. Plug. However, I care if you play the goddamn music, so because it gives me the time I need to uh, get my horse in gear. Yeah, I, I had to put up a barn out in Amish country this morning, and it took me extra time to get in. I gotcha. Bessie was running slow. Oh, she's tough on days easy. like this. Not easy. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was, the thing is always like in the morning when we're coming in, you come screaming past us in your car because uh, you <laughs> want to you like to get here four or five hours early. That's me, I'm yeah. Jackie Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. No. It, it's all derailed. Let's yeah, bring it back on and do the letter. Yeah! Oh, yeah all right! Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... T is in totally. All right, and we will give away two festive gift packages from Omaha Steaks. One for you and one is a gift, and the package includes four butchers cut top sirloins, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, four caramel apple tartlets, Omaha Steaks seasoning, and four Omaha Steaks burgers. Visit omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off of uh, site-wide. And use the code WMMR checkout, and you can get an additional $30 off of your order. Minimum order may be required. Um, so, what's up today, ma'am? He's a great storyteller, though. There he is. <laughs> uh, we'll have Workforce Blocks of Green Day. Uh, George Harrison's birthday is today. We'll wow. get to that. Uh, and Incubus and uh, and more. Excellent. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by... Anybody else, Casey? This was with the sponsors. Yeah, you it? know, because I lost count. We have to do that later. Uh, so, we're going to play a okay. promo and then do that. All right. So, uh, tomorrow on our program, the antithesis of, antithesis of today, we're wide open. So there we go. We'll spend some time chatting and doing things and giving stuff away. It's what we do. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, Fred. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve's Morning Everybody, it's good to have you on the map. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 